to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp and Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you at 601 Pacific. September 11th. A little bit of a somber day, right? Oh, we're still going to have a show, though. No racing, but there's lots to talk about. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We're going to have fun tonight. I hope. Hope so, anyway. The racing is over, but we keep the shows going all the way through, all the way through the offseason for the most part. So, we'll be here. We'll be doing it. We're doing it up. Uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight, everybody. Tweet us if you want, at Pulp MX Show. If you got something on your mind for tonight's show, you got a question. Our Mark's dog will get it on the show later on. Uh, we have the BTOSports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We have the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. We have the Gear Outlet Gold Call. Race Tech emails this week as well. We got that. Um, we have uh, uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. We got that going on. Yeah, we got a lot. We got Truck Hero Question of the Day also. Lots to talk about. Lots to go on tonight. Thanks for listening. Get this show on the Pulp Mix app. Now 99% error-free, the Pulpamex app, everybody. Grab it. Uh, also, to Patreon, if you feel like helping us out a little bit, go to patreon.com, Pulpamex, on there, and uh, you get a little early preview of the shows. You get some uh, free clothes, some free swag, some certificates if we can, and, uh, yeah, all sorts of cool things on patreon.com. So thanks to, uh, thanks to those guys for uh, being on also. And uh, Amazon, if you're going to make a, a purchase on uh, Amazon, uh, go to the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. It takes you through, and uh, it will uh, uh, take you through Amazon, make a purchase, and then we get a small slice of that. And we thank you. It helps us keep the show showing. helps us keep the show going. Um, Denny and Chicken, we're not cheap, everybody, okay? So just remember that. All right. Um, yeah, you like that? Lots to talk about tonight. Lots to go on. Uh, Brock Tickle will be on the Red Bull KTM rider. That's right. It's official. Brock Tickle is on Red Bull KTM for 2018. He will be on tonight. We have Enduro Cross champion Colton Haker also on the night. Uh, we, we partnered up with the folks in Enduro Cross, and uh, the opening round in Vegas was uh, a real humdinger. And Colton Hacker will join us tonight, Fly Racing Zone. Uh, he'll be on to uh, talk about Enduro Cross and everything else. And um, Jason Thomas, you ever heard of that guy? Yeah, he'll be on at some point. And uh, also, too, uh, we want to talk about Michelin, the Michelin Starcross 5 line. Excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. Unlike competitor brands, the expanded offering of 21 sizes, two front, six rear sizes for the medium and soft versions. Ensure fitments for all off-road, motocross, and vintage bikes. David Pingree would vouch 
for the performance of the Michelin Starcross Fives. MichelinMotorcycle.com for more information. They can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. You can get them through BTOSports.com and enter the code PulpMX to save. Enter the code PulpMX to save at anything at BTOSports.com. Um, they will hook you up. So thanks to the folks of Michelin. We may, ha- may or may not have some uh, exciting news to talk about Michelin later on in the show as well. So that'll be cool. Uh, in studio tonight. From KieferIncTesting.com, he's our regular co-host. He is uh, a very excited. We uh, had a very, very heavy friendship bonding moment last night, and uh, it just deepens our love for each other. He is Chris Kiefer. What's up, Kiefer? Reunited, and it feels so good. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. I, I haven't still, seen you in uh, three hours. I still have that glow around me from last night's show. It was a... It was memorable. Sammy Hagar yes. at the Glen Helen Pavilion. And just to let you know, uh-huh. I'm not a Sammy fan like you. No. But I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was a good show. Collective Soul was good. I yep. liked them. That was a good show. Lots H- of Hagar lo- doing some Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Halen. Chicken Foot. Solo. Chicken Foot. Yeah. Lots of weed was in the air. It was. <laughs> So we good. even saw Dan Bentley from Honda. Yeah. He, he I f- walked right by him. You saw him. Yeah. He's a friend of uh, Jason Bonham who rides a Honda. I yep. uh, used to race a lot. So um, he uh, he is uh, he was there. So it was beautiful. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. And your buddy Greg. Greg hooked the- us up. So Greg's a, a captain in SWAT. We got to the back door. Got escorts squat leading. Team. SWAT team. Yep. Squat, squatting. Squatting. <laughs> and uh, we, he- we parked it, uh, where they all park. We went backstage. We got a wristband. We didn't even go to our seats. The guy was built like a shit brick house, walked us in there, and... Started talking about how he was going to work out the next morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was fun. It was um, a good time. Oh, Hagar was good. It was it was terrific. My favorite part of the whole show was when he did the Van Halen stuff. I know. It's shocking. <laughs> what was the, what was your favorite song, though, that he did? Um, Why Can't This Be Love. Okay. Yeah. You know what my favorite part was? What? Was observing you singing these songs because oh, you're just lighting dude. up the whole night. Oh, it was so good to see Light Sammy. Light up the night. So good to see Sammy. Uh, also in studio, uh, he has been a longtime supporter of this show through his own company, uh, the Wheels, WUSA.com. He's been a big part of this show, like I said, for years, supplying uh, seemingly half or three quarters of the teams in the pits with uh, their wheel setup, whether it's Talon, whether it's Excel, whether it's Kite, whether it's DID, and uh, many other cool things as well. Uh, former mechanic to Spud Walters and Polly Carpenter, among others. John Anderson. What's up, John? Steve, how are you? What's going on? Thanks well, for coming in. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, so you, you I came was, in before, but it's been a while, yeah. It has been a while, so I'm coming through town, so uh, you were kind enough to let me come by and sit in and uh-huh. watch you guys do your magic here, and uh, now we could have a looking problem, forward to We it. could have a problem earlier. It's Monday Night Football. Uh, the Denver Broncos <laughs> are playing later. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, let me just... I am sorry for everybody listening right now. If you hear some shit in the background, I apologize. Yes. Heather Kiefer, big Broncos fan. Yeah. It's going to be tough for her to be quiet this whole show, but yes. we're, we're hoping she is. Uh, how's things at WUSA? How's everything? Everything's good. Yep. It's a little been... bit of uh, busy now or a little bit of lull before the before this calm, before the storm hits? Like, Yeah, you know, during summer, it, it slows down, I yep. think, with a lot of companies in our industry, but yep. um, it's a welcome break, so we kind of recharge our batteries and... Sales are good. Business is good. No complaints. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's good. Yeah. Um, Following you guys on social media, it seems like, uh, I don't know if this is just the stuff you're posting or not, but uh, uh, vintage stuff, a lot of vintage stuff. 
Yeah, we've kind of transitioned uh, into that market. Yeah. And um, my wife gets all the credit for our social media. <laughs> she runs the whole thing. I don't. That's, she gets credit for the whole business, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. does get a lot of the credit, <laughs> right, but right, right. Uh, I'm just along for the ride, That's I right. guess, right? Uh, so, but it's, uh, it's, yeah. a growing, it's a growing area for you. Yeah, 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 it really is. I mean, it's it's uh-huh. it's really cool. A lot of guys, you know, get bikes from their uh, when they were younger, and they yeah. they want to restore well, them. I've, and I've done three of them through you guys, yeah. three project bikes now yeah. through WUSA. So. Does the Yamaha have W on it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, John actually uh, coated the stock hubs. The care coat? Yeah. Cerakote, oh, Cerakote, okay. And, and he coated the stock hubs to kind of match the clamp. Oh, coated the clamps too, kind of give it that mag look. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And each bike I've done something different with. I've been like, oh, I'm gonna do this. For the Cowie was black and 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 blue hubs, you know. And the Cerakote looks cool. I think. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. A few more teams are doing that now, huh, John? A couple of them are doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it it is a really cool look for the stock hubs and. Um, I think you probably saw, we just did some for Chad and his old team manager, mm-hmm. Davo, mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of guys are doing it. So it's it's kind of a cool, unique look. It's not all blingy, but mm-hmm. it's kind of that works look. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I yeah. mean, at the same time, it's it's more affordable. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's good. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into W and talk about business and everything else and what's going for you. We got a, we got a voicemail for you from uh, somebody who just kind of asked a question about general generally getting a set of wheels for a bike. So, uh, And, Kiefer, you've used a ton of, yep, uh, of talent of w and stuff. Kite and stuff yep. and W stuff over the years. So, um, uh, And also, too, uh, he's on the phone right now. So uh, let's go. Raining Yellow, you there? Already. Gentlemen. Hold on. I want to read, e- read you an email, Raining Yellow. Are you let's ready? I'm ready. Uh, is it time to point out the reigning yellow curse? He doomed Stu with his super fan oh. stuff. Now look what he's done to Cooper Webb. Completely wrecked him. Is he silently super fanning Tomac? Who's next to follow the victim of the curse of reigning yellow? Mm. Oh. The Racer X curse. Breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah, well. That's, that's preposterous. Is that James himself writing? No, some guy named Captain. Uh, well, man overboard. That guy's ridiculous. Okay. Well, what's up for tonight, buddy? What's happening? Oh, I got to talk to Stu. It's time, you know. And here's the thing. James could float away and never come back. The dude's badass if that's what he wanted to do. But the only reason people are getting on him is because he did make a point to post saying he's not done yet. Now, when you do that... Mm-hmm. There's got to be some kind of follow-up to that. So he's kind of left this all in limbo. What the hell? Well, right. Here's I was just talking about this with my wife on the way up because I actually tweeted something the other day. Because sometimes I'll just I'll look at old videos and I just ran across an old stew video back in the day and just hey, makes me appreciate just makes me appreciate how he rode and what he did and and people are saying oh there's 20 of those guys now just like stew no. There was no, no one no, like Stu, no. right? So only one Stu. Yes, no it's one cold. knows Stu like I know Stu. It's cold right now. It's cold <laughs> Stu right now, for sure. It needs to be heated up. No, but what I was saying is, I think people are pissed off because he just kind of bailed out. He wasn't a yeah. you know swan song. wasn't like, hey, I'm leaving. See you later. I mean, we all were kind of attached to him in some in some way, you know, because we grew up watching him race, and then all of a sudden it's he's, like he's gone. Saying, hey, I'm gonna call you back. And you're waiting for that phone call. You don't you get it. Gotten that phone call. You think I'd be used to that by now, but I'm not. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I thought he was coming off of the Monster Cup. I have no idea. John, you ever heard anything? What's going on, Stu? No, I mean, uh, like a lot of people, I'm definitely 
would love to see him ride again. Yep. I know we have a little bit of a investment, sort of, in that he got some wheels from us way back before Daytona. <laughs> yep. And I just can't wait to see him on a bike with him under. <laughs> Even if it's for Something. one or a couple rides, yeah. I mean, he's an incredible rider yeah. and one of the best ever. Uh, so, Rainy Yellow, I guess you're never calling in because you said you're not calling in until no. he comes back, right? Uh, well, you know, that that I was on, I was on a... Uh, on hiatus there, but when you when you're sitting at Mountain Mike's Pizza drinking a nice cold brew, and someone comes up to you and asks, "Are you raining yellow?" It, it, it encourages you to pick up the phone and uh, offer, you know, whether I need to cut my thumb off for Web, whether I need to sacrifice my wiener to the gods. Well, don't do for that. Still. Okay, so I don't really, I don't use the thing, so it's pretty much wasteless. So, oh boy. Okay, so, <laughs> so the fans are, the, are you, you feel like the fans are demanding you keep calling in. That's what you feel. Yeah, you know, yeah. believe it or not, a right. lot of people come up to me and tell me they love me on the show. Well, so there you go. I got it. So therefore, there's okay. a love for Steve. You know, these are fans of Pulp MX before Raining yeah. Yellow. So yeah, Steve, Stu might have gone, but Steve. He, Listen, we need you. listen, if you go back and listen to some of my old podcasts with Stu, I give him shit for disappearing when, when, when he's hurt and going away and not communicating. And James said, that's the way I am. That's yeah, how I'm going to do it. He didn't want to talk unless there was something for him to talk about. And, and, and that that's, he said, that's how he's going to go out. That's what he, if there's nothing to talk about, he ain't, he ain't talking. And so he's a man of his word and he's holding us to that. And. So you really can't be like what the f because he's been doing well, it. So that that would be true if he didn't, like Kiefer mentioned, if he didn't make a point to say, "I'm not done yet." I mean, I think that's even in quotes. "I'm not done yet." Well, maybe so, he means in a different form. I don't. We don't know. You yeah. know, it's so vague. Yeah. All right. You th- know what's th- funny? Th- thank you, Randy. One last thing. Th- One last thing. Okay. If he could post a, a, a 20 second video of him throwing some whips, and the world would eat it up, and we'd love it. So, okay. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. To. You guys have a good show. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Hey, a couple questions here. Uh, first of all, I want you to know that I am absolutely starstruck talking to you and Chris. Which okay. Is that shit crazy. Yeah, that is. You need to get a life. And second of all, <laughs> what's up? Oh, shit. Um, so I heard that the 2015 and 16 Honda 450s had a recall in regards to their transmissions and was just wondering if you knew anything about that. Chris. I saw that, but Kiefer, anything new? Yeah, they're having, uh, I guess, second gear issues, I want to say. And uh, so they, uh, they recalled them. So if you do have one, your dealer will take care of the whole thing. Um, no labor charge to you guys or nothing. The, just drop it off, and they will uh, do the work. Have you ever had any issues with that on the Honda? Because I haven't even heard of that being an issue. Uh, I haven't personally. I know riders that have. Um, a few in Supercross actually have. Uh-huh. But I know they use different clutches and, and all different kinds of things, so I don't know if that puts a load on the tranny. But I have a couple guys that come to me on you know at a local track saying, hey, I've had transmission trouble with my Honda, but this is, you know, like I said, this is going back a couple of years ago. So yeah, I think hu- they're just dude, now a, starting to get. That is a huge cost for Honda. Yeah, like that's massive. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. All right, guys. I really appreciate that. Hey, thank you, right, man. Appreciate ya. it. Porch, what's up? You want to talk to Kiefer about boots? Yeah. Hey, uh, Kiefer, I listened to your uh, that Kiefer. Talk I don't know. And um, <laughs> there was, I think you said something about the instincts. Where what was it? I think you said the soles weren't as strong or they didn't hold up for as long as they could right. that they were going to sort of update on them or something. 
Have you gotten a chance to test the new one to see if that's been able to been resolved by chance? So I have a new pair that I just started riding in that they sent me um, along with the new 180 boot, but I haven't had enough time on it yet to actually, you know, evaluate it as far as it's better or not. So um, I don't know if it's updated. I don't have to find that out. Um, but I know the, the 180 boot um, is completely different from the Instinct and it's, you know, it's a lower price point. So I know a lot of people are looking towards that, but I haven't uh, found out the answer yet on the soles. No. All right, cool. Well, if you can keep us posted when you find out, that'd be great. Yep, I will do that. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, See ya. Uh, John Anderson from WUSA. Curse Kiefer in studio here at Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Kiefer is brought to you by Vortex or Roost? Roost. RoostMX.net, everybody. Use the code PulpMX17 when checking out the folks at Roost. Custom making Kiefer graphics for Loretta's. Yeah. That went completely sideways on us. <laughs> And uh, 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 Cycle Trader Ray Yamaha also uh, uses Roost Graphics and uh, wraps, uh, um, T-shirts, pit shirts, a whole line of Cobra accessories. They're the official supplier for Cobra accessories, as well as custom Pulp MX stuff. Anything you need, the folks at RoostMX.net can make it happen. We thank uh, Christina and Chris and everybody down at uh, RoostMX.net for coming on. So please check them out for all your graphic needs. And uh, uh, you can custom make some graphics. You know, people people take their bikes and make them like Pulp MX bikes. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Lightning bolt and everything. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I, I love Pulp MX so much, I'm going to put it all over my bike. Dark Side did it. Dark Side did it? Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's what I mean. Dark Side, roundtable pod guy. Uh, okay, so listen, uh, the guy in the corner there, we haven't talked to him yet. He is uh, he's our producer for the Travis. show. Travis Marks. Travis. Hey. What's up, bro? Hey. What are you doing? Hey. What's going on? Hey. I'm answering phone calls. Yeah, you are. I'm doing my job. Yeah, you are. No outside work tonight. Really? There's no. There's never outside work, but you like to think there 100% is. One hundred percent chance you have to fit the fit, fix the admin tonight. What? You have to fix the admin tonight. That literally takes ten seconds. Still outside work on Pulp and Mech Show time. So is it? Yeah, it's outside work. Yeah. Be careful. Um, you talk about this. Be careful. Hey, Marks, that. a little while ago, somebody mm. somebody tweeted us or, or emailed us about you and I uh, racing against each one, one another. Mm. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. We were going to race? Uh-huh. Well, uh, I'd like to announce officially that that can't happen because Kiefer is fucking me over oh, and over fuck. hard. Um, uh, wow. Give us some, give us some uh, more of that, please. Uh, I've, all I, right. I have gotten all my gear out. The folks at Fly have dialed me in. Mm-hmm. I am ready to get back on a bike. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a number of weeks now. It has been put off another two weeks by this man over here, mm-hmm. Chris Kiefer. Mm-hmm. So everybody who wants me to ride and wants me to ride race marks <laughs> and all riding. this, Kiefer would like to tell all of you right now, right to your face, that the Kiefer would absolutely just like to tell you. Fuck you. That's what he's doing. That's exactly <laughs> what Kiefer is telling all of you people right now. Listen so, to me. Listen ha, to ha, me. Ha. I want to ride. I, you know, I, I do. What the fuck are you doing? But he is not letting me, everybody. So that's all I want to say for tonight. What he doesn't tell you guys out there, he wanted to go on a Wednesday. Well, I'm trying to plan. I wanted to go any day. Just calm down. Chill down. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to go on a Wednesday, and I have to get my shit ready for the shootout. That's next week. So we can't exactly go out and roach out some 450s in the Dez. Yeah, like I'm gonna I go do, to hey, shoot. I'm gonna do a 45 minute moto on one because you know me. I'm uh, we're gonna know. be if you're riding. I'm just we're gonna going hammer it. We're going all day, John. I'd like to ride, but I can't. So have and, fun in Colorado riding, John. Some of us are not allowed to ride. Here's so the have thing: fun. who got you to this position? 
Uh, Dale Spangler at Fly. No. Who's been forcing you to go ride? Who's been wanting you to go riding? Marks. Stop. Pookie. Stop it. <laughs> Everyone out there. No. I've been pressuring no. his so, ass to so, go riding. Okay, so you're the you're the you're the, the, oh, the oh oh you're the drug dealer that supplies the crack and then takes it away. Give you a little taste. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you a little. Sniff. So, Mark's bottom line: I don't know when the fuck I'm riding anymore. Who who knows anymore? He's I gotta, gonna. Hey. I gotta go to England for the Dis Nations, and if, who knows what happens there? <laughs> are maybe. You afraid, my, are you afraid that I'm gonna beat you? Maybe my plane goes down. You're you never know. I never get to ride the Alta. I never get to ride at all. You never know. And thanks to Kiefer for for everything. That's that's great. Great job, Kiefer. <laughs> hey, just to let everybody know out there. He's a prima donna bitch, and I have to get all of his shit ready yeah, for him. Yeah. I'm going to have a bike ready for him. I'm going to have fuel. Two bikes. I'm going to have an Alta ready for him. I need two bikes. Um, I'm going to load his bike, and then we'll get, guess what he gets to go do? He gets to drive his ass home, and I, who has to wash the shit? Right here. Yeah, well, whatever. Right here. Or if you're a little bitch. That's never going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen because Kiefer keeps postponing it, everybody. It's happening. Hey, so I hope after Disney, I hope to ride. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe December, everybody. I'll be out there. We'll see you. All right. Next question. Um, <laughs> Bobby, what's up, Bobby? How are you? I'm pretty good. Yourself? Good, man. What's happening? Not much. Great, Bobby. Hey, uh, thanks. Brownie? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I do uh, like conference calls for work every week. Okay. And uh, I got my phone synced to my Bluetooth in my truck. And uh, I pulled up the Pulp MX app, and, like, you know, they're talking, hit the drops, you know, Kiefer. All right. All right. All they didn't know what right. was going on. <laughs> so you just used the drops in your conference call? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty fucking good, that's, that's good. You can't yeah. do that, dude. Hey, we, uh, what was the fight on that happened? Mayweather. Mayweather fight. We, uh, we poached it, so we put on, like, a Instagram Live, and we, we taped we were watching a pirated one, and we were taping that one. And then uh, Randy Richardson was dumping drops in all night. People caught on. It was good. <laughs> That's good shit, man. You guys rule. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Yep. All right, Bobby. Bobby didn't want to ask when I was getting on a bike because he don't care. Um, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> hey, also, too, later on the show, Kiefer After Dark as oh. well. So just FYI, everybody, we'll, yeah. we got some voicemails. We got some questions. We got we got all that yeah. stuff going on. Um, <laughs> hey, before we talk about uh, um, Jason, Jason Thomas will be on later on too. Uh, so Kiefer, your 450 shootout going next week starts Monday. You're very excited for this. Very excited. Yep, I get to do my own thing. Don't have to have people tell me kind of how to do it. I'm doing it how I want to do it. And uh, after each day, I'm going to do three days, three different tracks. I'm going to have several several riders, but after each day, I'm going to do a podcast, so to keep all you guys up to speed on how each bike does at each track, so you're not gonna just going to hear, hey, here's the winner, and you're not going to know why. You can follow along, so it's cool that you guys can kind of be a part of the shootout with me, and uh, so I'm going to try to bring a couple riders back to uh, the house each, each time we go out from a track, have like a little round table pod, and then interview the riders um, before they leave the track, so... You all can get a feel of what um, each bike does at each track. You know, okay. we're going to try to go to several different tracks to, uh, you know, a tighter one, a more open one, and a rough des track. So try to encompass a lot of different things. And I get a lot of emails saying going back east, and I would love to go back east and do it. Just the simple fact, guys, I don't have the money right now to go do that, and that takes money to go travel with six bikes. So hopefully it gets to a point where we can do that. Yeah, that's a pretty gnarly deal to bring them all back east. Yeah. Maybe W can load them up in his van. And John, can you drive back east for Kiefer? <laughs> He's going to Colorado. You're halfway there. <laughs> I don't mind driving, but, boy, that, that's a drive. Yeah. 
Uh, so, yeah, the- we're looking forward to it. Yeah, no, that'll be fun. Um, and uh, it'll be on keyforinktesting.com. We'll do some podcasts on Pulp. It'll be on Pulp, yeah. Um, so a lot of emails and tweets about your uh, Husky 250 uh, fuel-injected yep. test. Yeah, so we finally went off-road. What did off you road. make of that thing? Yeah. It was, you see that bike, John? I did not. Yeah. it's a, So it's a fuel-injected. KTM and Husky uh, share the same bike, obviously, but it's a fuel-injected two-stroke off-road version. And uh, they did the intro um, for the KTM one up in Austria. And then they had the Husky one up in uh, B.C., but uh, recently, I just got a, I just got one from Andy Jefferson, and um, I guess how I can relate it is when we went to fuel injection um, from carburation on the four strokes, it kind of smooths out the power a little bit, doesn't have the excitement. That's kind of what this bike is, and it's like super luggable. It's you know traction, lots of traction on the rear wheel, and uh, doesn't have that excitement like rap 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 like a normal carbureted two stroke does, but. Um, what you get in return is a lot of rear wheel traction, almost four stroke esque. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I can see that. But sure. it's super fun to ride, like tighter the stuff. I don't think it's made for what we have out here in West Coast. It's you know whoops and fast. It's made for technical tighter yep. things because it has soft suspension. But dude, it's it's it took me a little bit just to pour straight gas in the tank. Like it was fucking weird. <laughs> like so, it took me a little bit to learn. But yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely a cool machine. Uh, so please read pulpamex.com for more of that. Kiefer got an email a while back for you uh, from Randy. Uh, Steve, I came across a video of Kiefer testing an adventure bike on a motocross track. A street legal 1190 KTM and a 1000 Honda Africa Twin on a full MX track. There's a YouTube video of it. <laughs> Can Kiefer talk about this experience a little bit? How do the bikes actually handle what he thought? Uh, thanks for the content, Steve. So what about this test? Was this, was this a dirt rider deal? No, it was a motorcyclist deal because um, that was a... You know, their sister publication to us under the same umbrella. So mm-hmm. the guys invited me out there, and they had this idea to do a video of uh, of a guy that doesn't ride moto get on a moto bike, and a guy that doesn't ride adventure bikes get on adventure bikes on a motocross track and see who beats one another. And uh, we did a race, and that thing, fuck, it's 500 pounds or whatever oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And we went onto the track, and it took me about 10 minutes, but I ended up jumping all the jumps. But it's so sketchy <laughs> because it's so heavy, and when you land... It bottoms out and it bucks you back up. Bounces, yeah. So if you don't hit the downside perfect, you're effed. Yeah. So uh, we ended up racing, and uh, we had it staged to where it was like, oh, he beat me, but lap times didn't lie. So. Oh boy. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Um. All right. Let's let's um. Well, actually, let, let me let me do this first, Kiefer. So uh, are you you're doing this dirt dreams? deal yes with our buddy davey and everybody davey, so yes. you are signed up uh it starts at the monster cup for people uh it's a uh, mountain biking and off-road riding uh, the cost is about two grand or so it includes a vip at the monster energy cup the hotel is included most of the meals are included a welcome pack included with fly, fly products this is perfect for like a um out of country guy yeah. european guy south america guy or whatever come up be vip at the monster cup hang with everybody and uh and then go riding up in um up in the mountains, uh, what is it called? Going to Moab. Moab. Yeah. Um, you get you get mountain bikes, you get dirt bikes, and Chris Kiefer, you're going to hang out. Yeah, we're going to go mountain biking, bullshit, ride dirt bikes, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We can, you know, talk about dirt bikes, we talk about chicks. Yeah. But whatever. So it'll be fun. Uh, dirtdreams.net, please check it out. Zion National Park Tour. Uh, really, really cool. Everything is supplied for you. All the permits, all the entries, all the gas, the bo- mountain bikes and the dirt bikes and, and everything else and uh, and dinner and everything else and the transport the transport all around and everything else. So uh, really cool deal. JT did it last year, loved it, had a blast, and now you're stepping in for JT. Yeah, and Davey has good bikes. It's not They're not roaches, so if you guys are worried out there like, oh, and- I'm going to get some crap. 
So. I, and I would like to go two people, but I'm not allowed to ride dirt bikes anymore. I keep, keep no, you're keeping, keeping me from riding dirt bikes, so uh, <laughs> I cannot go. Um, hey, nice uh, right now, speaking of, um, of racing a little bit, nice to be Jeffrey Hurlings. God. Comes over to the USA, yeah. kicks ass. Goes to Florida, kicks, kicks ass. ass. Goes to Aston, Aston kicks, kicks ass. ass. Now, Caroli clinched his ninth world title. He's awesome. Yep. But a nice three-week run, John, for, for Jeffrey Hurlings. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I mean, I uh, can't say as I was surprised. Yeah. Like I heard you say on a previous show that everybody else was kind of winding down. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he came here maybe with something to prove and probably had the whole GP circuit on his, you know, yeah. he was representing them. Yeah. And it was pretty impressive. Really was, and I didn't watch Aston at all. But uh, yeah, Caroli was catching him in one moto. I read, not really. No, no. Okay. I mean, I watched both motos of okay. the of the GP class, and yep. Hurlings came back from a way he didn't get the whole shot of the first moto, and he came back and and won. And the second moto, he got a better start, and Caroli didn't get that good of a start. And Caroli crashed at the end of the race, but mm-hmm. uh, he was going to win anyway. Yeah, and yeah. I'm telling you right now, I know Lomel's gnarly, but. Dude, that Aston track was yeah. no joke. Yeah, it's like a uh, homemade sand track. It was like a Lomo yeah, yeah. inside of a smaller right, area. Right, right. Yeah, it was crazy. And it had some big jumps on it, too. Well, the thing is, it's like he's yeah. so good. Like, I know Caroli, they jump things. They jump over holes and stuff. But if you watch, like, I'll study it. He is so – he's farther back on the bike, and he will, like, almost lift. If you watch him, he will pinch – his, his he'll grip with his legs, but he'll almost lift up on the bike like like a bicycle. And he'll ride it like that and miss some of that shit. And you watch Caroli, he'll time it and jump it. But if you watch Hurlings, he'll lift up like a bicycle and almost just maybe three to four inches just miss some of that stuff. And his bike doesn't move. It's impressive. And it, it, that takes energy. So what was most impressive for you? The, the Indiana win, the Aston win, or the MXGP win? <sighs> That's tough. Well, honestly, I would say Indiana. Yeah. Just for the simple fact, like he was under pressure for Tomac for a second yeah. before he crashed. Yeah. He was under pressure from Marvin, you know, yeah. and he, he still won. Um, second moto, balls out from whatever, 22nd. Yeah, right. He wasn't going to beat Marvin, but he would have got second for sure. Yeah. He, he won yeah. the overall anyway, I think, right? Or no? Uh, no, Marvin would have won the one, overall. Two, one, okay. Yeah. But he was fat, clearly faster than Marvin. Mm-hmm. And I love watching Marvin ride, but Jeffrey looks big on a bike and he doesn't look dare I say it, like lame. Like you watch guys, bigger guys that ride, yeah. like Jessiconis. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Uh, Wyndham. I never thought Wyndham looked good. No, it doesn't. I mean, it was smooth yeah, looking, but, but it but wasn't he, flashy. No, nah, no. Nah, like just, Jeffrey's smooth and yeah, flashy. Right. So. Um, and Caroli, ninth world title, man. What a guy. And that's another yeah. thing. Like yeah. people count him out. Dude, he freaking pins yeah. it. And yeah. Geyser had another big one. Let's, here's my here's the thing now. Good God! Here's the new Did one. Did you see that, John Geyser? Oh, jeez! I didn't. The new one is it's Honda's fault. It's the bike's fault. Oh, that's the new thing going around. Like Cooper ate shit because the Yamaha sucks balls. Yeah, Geyser ate shit because that Honda's a piece of shit. That's the new thing. So when you eat shit, it's the bike's fault. Just remember. Yes, yeah, that. that sounds like 2017 society. It's never your fault. Right. It's always somebody else's fault, right? But Geyser has big ones, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Hell, when he won the MX2, he had big ones. Yeah. You know? He overjumped something on purpose, but like stuck, and then just went ass over tea kettle. Is there any kind of a series, or how come a lot of the Euros, you know, 
don't come here in sometime during the Supercross season, their contracts won't allow them to do it. Maybe do some Supercross because they, they, I mean, they hurt. They can't. Yeah, they get hurt. They're not that good at it. You know, okay. um, Hurlings came over one winter, rode some Supercross, wasn't very good, ate shit. Caroli's like, nah, not for me, not at this age. Like I saw him at Bercy. You know, he came to Bercy a couple times on a, on a... And their season starts in March. Yeah, yeah. it starts a lot earlier than it used yeah. to be. It used to wait a little bit, but now it starts. So, um, uh, Bobochev came over last year and rode uh, SoCal, you know, for a little bit. Paul Lynn was at the... Yeah, they'll go to the practice tracks, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But as far as doing Supercross, yeah, I just... I have to vouch for that because I still go tests at Supercross tracks, but and I can do all the stuff, but racing that is a whole different thing. Like, yeah. you got all these dudes and... I, Steve, I've just heard you talk about how there's so much emphasis in the majority of the year is really put into Supercross preparation and, and then a long season. Yeah. And it just seems like, it sounds like, you know, I'm the whiny American here, but um, I don't know. It'd be great to see some of the European guys that do so well to come here and race some Supercross. Yeah, I'd you love know? it too. It would, well, I, I won't mean, say it's no, all. I mean, they do. It's Christophe Porcel. It's uh, Marvin Muskan. It's they Ken make Robson. The, yeah, but they make the you know? transition here. Like, Well, like, Geyser's coming to Monster Cup. But do you call the Monster Cup a real uh, Supercross? Well, it's super. I mean, it has it has Supercross jumps, right? It, yeah, it's a but lot it'd be better. cool to see him here. He's gonna for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm talking about like a uh, yeah. an Anaheim or right. a yeah. Phoenix or uh, something like yeah. that. I mean, but, we've seen it. You know, um, uh, Chiodi came over, raced some. Yeah. Stefan Everts in the early '90s came over and raced some. Bale. But, well, well, but that was yeah. a long, a no, long time. I know, time. I know, but. Yeah. Um, I just think those guys are like, hey man, we're no, we're not any good, you know. Well, it's guys are guys are playing. He wants yeah, yeah, to come. Yeah, no, guys yeah. are good. Yeah, but if he keeps having these big ones, it's, it ain't gonna work out. Uh, yeah. Gear Allo, everybody. Uh, I thought for the Gear Allo cold call this week, we could check in uh, with a hurricane survivor. Ooh. And a 1997 125 Supercross champion. Uh, same time. We can get both at the same time. Wow. Why not? Kill two birds. Why not? Gear Allo, everybody. SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Enter code PAPAMEX17 to save. Gear Allo, get your truck and gear, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep. There's a Gear Allo wheel style for you. 20 different styles to choose from. Official wheel of Michael Antonovich as well. And a proud sponsor of the RMATV uh, KTM team with uh, uh, Benny Bloss and Blake Baggett as well. Uh, the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team runs the gear alloy uh, helmets as well. So uh, whether it's a 9, 10, 12, 14-inch wide option, 16 through 24-inch diameters, gear alloy's got you covered. Uh, let's, uh, let's, you just, call, let's call... Huh? You just say official tire or wheel of Michael Antonovich? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got a set of gear alloy. All right. So. Is there a problem with that? No, no, it just okay. it shocked right. me a little bit. I didn't bit. know if you like, not, don't like Anton. Or... No, I love Anton. He's okay. a good dude. All right. uh, this is Tim Ferry, everybody. We're going to call Tim Ferry, see how he survived the hurricane. Gear Ally, cold call. Cold calling people. It's called the Gear Ally cold call. Gear Ally, there's 50 50 that he picks up. Mm. 935. Uh, yes, it's Jagger home, please. He's up. He's got to be up. Timmy, let's see if he answers the gear. I'll you think you survived call. the hurricane? Oh, Can't God. Can you get to the phone right now? Leave a message, and I'll mm. call you back. Beep it. Red Dog, it's Mathis. God, I hope you survived the hurricane. If you didn't, can I have the trophies from your wins and your factory cowie that you have upstairs in your house, please? Please tell me you survived the hurricane. And he will take care of the family as well. I, and I will take care of everybody else after I take care of the trophies and, and the factory bike. And give me your helmets, too. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Hope you lived. Bye. Gear Alloy Cold Call, everybody. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. 
Uh, Tim Ferry not answering. Uh, Marks, can you pull up the um, – we had a poll um, last week about who do you want to spend a day at the races with? Forty Phil or Gringo? Funny you should say that. Oh. I have it right here. Oh. And? On top of 58% it. 58% for Gringo. 58% for Gringo. 42 for Phil. Yep. Out of 1,000 votes. Wow. Thousand votes. Thousand votes. That's pretty close, though. Um, so five. That's actually five eighty to four twenty. That's actually to be expected. I think. I think Gringo comes across like a good dude. Forty yeah. Phil is very polarizing. I think some. I think the people that that said yes to Phil probably just want to get in a fight with somebody. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Why yeah, am just, I not? Under, who is four eighty Phil? Why am I not? I'm drawing thanks a blank. For, thanks for listening to the shows. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, uh, <laughs> Thomas. What's up? You got a question for Chris Kiefer? Thomas. Hey guys, how are you doing? What's up, bro? Hey Chris, uh, I emailed you about uh, about my 18 Sierra uh, 450R, and thanks for getting back to me. And yep. this weekend, I raced it at Works, and BRP actually gave me a set of triple clamps, and uh, I tried those out, and then uh, the lowers were just uh, made the front end super stiff. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to the uh, OEM lowers. Hey, hey Thomas, then, Thomas, uh, Thomas, we yeah. got We gotta go. Email Kiefer. Ferry's on the line. We gotta go. But uh, oh well, e- e- email him. I guess Ferry comes first. Yep. See you, bud. Red dogs. Click. Wow. Red dog. Oh. Yeah, that was brutal. That you, was brutal. That are you was. alive? <laughs> are you alive? Yeah, man, I'm good. Everybody's good. The trophies, the helmets, the family. I didn't go in the shed yet, but I, th- I think the shed's good. So you, yeah, everything's everything's fine. Did you lose power? Yeah, we still don't have power. Oh boy. Oh wow. Yeah. How, how come Chad's so, got power with a backup generator and you don't have a backup generator? Well, Chad, because Chad won a lot of Supercross championships, oh. so he he could afford a backup generator. <laughs> okay. So that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's not too, not too bad. I got a motorhome. Oh wow. Yeah, we're staying on the motorhome right now. Okay, so uh, so no real damage then. Your your roof and everything's okay. Yeah, no, there, there was no just like trees down and um, really not just like a lot of like little limbs and stuff. But we went driving around and there was you know a lot more to other people for some reason. But yeah, there was trees down everywhere. Oh boy, that's scary. Well, how hard was the wind blowing? That's like? Chris Kiefer, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it said that the highest was 114. Oh, okay. And then, like, it was, like, averaging, like, 80 for, you know, two or three hours, maybe. Jeez. So I, I, was, I was asleep. <laughs> uh, oh, so it didn't so, even keep you up? Like, none of that was keeping you up or nothing? Well, I could hear it kind of going, but I just finally got tired right. enough, and I just fell asleep. So so your your trophies are your bike's okay, yeah, all your, everything's okay. That's all fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. everything's good. Okay. Everything's good. Just checking on that. It's, it, it got, it's kind of hot now, though. That's the only problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, right? <clears throat> yeah, we don't have Florida. You don't have, we don't have electricity in Florida yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. It can get pretty brutal, so. Right. Um, okay. Well, it's good, good, good. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad. I, I was really worried for you for a little bit, so. Um, yeah, I was telling my wife I was, telling my wife I was gonna, when the eye come over us, I was actually gonna go out and try to, like, get a couple laps in, but... <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it ended up being the middle of the night, so that uh, didn't happen. Well, listen, you didn't even make Loretta's this year, so I don't know if you're going to go riding in the eye of a hurricane. Uh, that w- that's tempting. Uh, hey, what about your what about your old uh, your old uh, um, rider, RJ Hampshire? Won one at the MXGP that you were there. He rode great, huh? Yeah, he did. He rode really good. Uh, you know, you tweeted something about. 
something. And uh, but yeah, I thought he wrote really well. Um, what, did I, what, what, what do you mean? I tweeted something about something. Oh uh, no, you, yeah, you texted me. We were talking about something. That's right. It wasn't a tweet. Yeah, um, but yeah, he wrote good. He wrote really good. <laughs> yeah, do you think this is like? I kind of wrote that. Like it just takes one win to change an attitude, to change a mindset. Sometimes you think this could do it. Could this, even though it was an, even though it was just a GP, could this could this take him to another level? I mean, obviously you don't work with him anymore, but you know him well and everything. So, I would, I mean, I would definitely say it was it was pretty huge, um, and not just for for him, but I mean, for him, you know, the European riders are really fast now. Obviously, we know that everybody's talking about it. So, uh-huh. I mean, he just straight up beat him. It's not like it was a track that. You know, it is in Florida, but um, it's not a track that's open all the time. So, you know, it's not like, you know, our local track at Dade City where you, know, yeah. you ride twice a week. Yeah. So I don't think he spent any time really riding there, but I think one time. So um, he just pretty much straight up beat him. So I know yeah. it was a sand track, and it was kind of Florida, but right. I think it could be definitely a swing in his, in the right direction for him. Yeah, that's good. And so Marty's going back to 250s? Marty is back to two fifties. Yeah. Like he just full time. Un- yeah. Un- what happened? Un- unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. There was. I mean, basically, was there was no ride. So, um, <sighs> it was you know take a ride with Mitch, which obviously that's one of the best teams to be on. Yeah. So, uh, he's got no job. So, um, that was kind of where he, where he was kind of left, and uh, oh. he, you know he had uh, he had some interest with um, Moto Concepts, mm-hmm. but. Uh, they're a supercross only team, and he really he wanted to do outdoors. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was uh, okay. He's kind of leaning toward he was leaning towards that a little bit at one point, but um, obviously, I think with Mitch, he has the opportunity to you know to to be a title contender on that team in a lights class. So yeah. he just had to take it. Now, all of those years that I've complained about Marty being in two fifties, and it's not working out, and if he went to four fifties, that might unlock his talent. Are you ready to say about how right I was? Because Marty got on a 450 and we saw great results, great endurance, you know, everything else. No pressure on him. He had no pressure. And that's when Marty excels, when you have a little bit of pressure on the guy. Sometimes he makes mistakes. So some of those people, Timmy, that were saying he needs to get on a 450, I think some of those people have been proven right. Do you agree? No, I definitely agree. And when he came Thank you. when he came here, too, Thank you know, you were right. And when he came here two years ago, um, he had told me about how good he rode at the Monster Cup on a 450, and he's been wanting to do it. Um, the opportunity just never really, you know, came around. Yeah, well. So, um, so if we go back two years ago, you know, yeah, it's a long time ago. So, I don't know, I'd say, uh, yeah. well. unfortunately, there's just not really, I don't know, even know how to, to understand what's going on in the sport right now, and I've been around a long time. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's going on right now. These kids in Bakersfield that ride 105s are getting 100 grand a year. That's what's happening. That's what's happening right now in this sport. If you're 12 or 13, you get $100,000, and Brock Tickle and Bogle last year get garbage. They're shit on. But if you're 12 or 13, no problem. I don't think they're getting money. Oh, yeah, they are. They're getting a signed contract oh, that yeah. says they have money. Yes. Not in the form of bikes. No, no, no. Really? Cash. I thought that was illegal. I don't think it's illegal if you go through your parents. I'll be down. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but yeah, there's. But I think that's kind of been the. That's been the norm, you know. Back to AC to Bubba to. Yeah. You know, there's always been those guys. So, 
I don't. So I don't know if we can blame it on that, but I would say that um, it just doesn't. I don't know. For me, like you know, Tickle, um, Bogle, all those guys, even Marty, um, Weimer, podium, Weimer, Weimer, uh, whatever. They podium, may- podium, podium guys. You know, obviously the field was a little thin at times, but uh, say, say call them top five guys. You know, making you know. You know, just earning a living, you know, they're not even making enough to really say that, you know, they're going to put this money in retirement, you know. No, it's brutal. It's brutal. uh, So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and everybody, some people will say, well, you go faster. Obviously, everybody wants to go faster, but um, there can only be one winner on the weekend. And it seems like the money's really, really good right at the top. And, um, you know, which that's kind of been the normal, but there was a lot more back when I feel like when I was racing and other guys, you know, that all the way back to top 10 were making good money. Yeah. And then the tickle and bogle salaries or whatever they're getting, you know, I don't know for sure. I can't say 100%. Mm-hmm. That was like 10th to 15th to 20th place guy salary. Yeah. Yep. You know, so um, it's kind of sad. It really is. You got tickles, you know, I know he's got a good deal with KTM. You know, or opportunity, but yeah. I'd I'd venture to say that it, you know the, there's not that much money there. So yeah, um, no, it's listen, it's, it's brutal. It's weird. I, I know, and that's what I'm saying. These all these amateur people, and then you have these gear companies paying these amateurs, and when they turn 16 and go to Pro Circuit or Geico, they can't wear your gear. Right. Then you're so clipped. now you've invested 10 years or five five years or 10 years into <laughs> this kid for your brand, and he can't wear it when right. he's actually going to be a pro. It's so stupid. Yeah. You know, I think there's. Anyways, I, I'm just, I'm just glad yeah. you're, alive. I'm glad you're alive. That's first and foremost. I'm glad I'm alive. I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't know what's going on. The amateur thing is really weird right now too. And, um. Yep. And Evan, you know, Evan, got... Evan is, uh, you're just, you're, you keep, you're keeping him in school, right? I mean, you're not pulling him. Yeah. No. I, I mean, there's no, there's no reason to pull. For so one, there's no reason to pull him because I don't think it's. You know, living in Florida, there's not that much of an advantage. You know, if I live up north and, you know, I was in Michigan or New York or somewhere where I had to, you know, relocate in the winter and things like that, that'd be different. But um, but at the same time, you know, if she's only looking at, you know, you know maybe $100,000 salary, like <laughs> I'm not going to give up his education for, right. um, you know, for peanuts, you know, yeah. these guys are making nowadays. So that, that, that kind of sounds bad to say that, but I'd rather – you know, bank on you know having an education and mm-hmm. when the time's right, and he wants to do it. He can he can make it at yeah. sixteen or seventeen, eighteen, whatever it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's so, good. But yeah, it's a. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm blown away all the time. I keep hearing stuff you what people are making and and. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of wasteful spending in our sport um, right now. Um, you know, whether it comes down to marketing people or gear guys or whoever, you know, yeah. they spend so much money. Media. I want I, I, media. Yeah. You guys, you could just send one guy and then they would use the same phone. Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, to, to take, to take, you know, you know, for Fox to take some, you know, a few guys to an event, you know, every weekend, every, you know, yeah. every race, you know, there's a lot of money that's I think being just blown, um, in there that could go towards, you know, the athletes. And, uh, 
you know, there's just a lot of people walking around that event, man. They just they don't really do a whole lot. So no, they just um, get mad at me. It seems like half of them because I because yeah, I'm like of, these guys it, are idiots. Yeah, because every well, <laughs> a, you know, everybody's got a role, but you know, I just feel like airline tickets, hotels, you know, all these things that they're spending yeah, money on. These they mm-hmm. they could put money into uh, into the the riders can carry their own gear. Jeez. So. Oh God, dude! <laughs> you know what you just said? You just said riders can bring their own gear. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that sounds just ludicrous. I right? know, right? <laughs> no, yeah, it's insane. When did the gear guy come into play? Like, what year? I don't know. I, it's probably not, Fox's fault, though. Fox Racing. I'm, sure. are, I, I'm not taking not taking a stab at anybody, but you know, once yeah, yeah. one company does one thing, yeah, well, then the other companies do it, and the next thing you know, we're like a traveling circus. Yeah, and. The athletes aren't making what they deserve to make, and so it's but not sad. When you were racing, Timmy, did you did they send your gear to your house and you brought it yourself, or did you have a guy too? It was a long career, so um, <laughs> <laughs> there was times when I got the gear before the season started, and I was rationing it through the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I wore UFO, but then later on, yeah, they would send a, a, you know somebody with gear and and you know mm-hmm. do all that stuff too. So. So I was I was a part of that little that little scene too, but um, you know the riders were making good money back then. So uh, yeah, no. Tim Ferry on the Gear Alloy cold call, GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. All right, Red Dog, we gotta go. I got a question before oh, we leave. Okay, yeah, sure. I want to have a question about RJ. So he won the race. He rode good, and he rode good at the nationals. Not saying that he he wasn't, but you go to a race like the GP and 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 you watch him ride and you you coach these guys. Is it more of a mental thing, like, for him? Like, he knows, like, hey, I'm going to GP. I'm not familiar familiar with all these dudes, so I know I can win. Versus going to an AMA National going, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so's here. I'm going to be around. That guy's good, so I might be in this place. But GP, you're just like, F it. I know I can win because I have no idea about these dudes. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably lean to say what <laughs> to feel the same way you are. Um I don't. I don't know that he actually really went there. Probably thinking I was going to dominate. He probably went there. Probably scared these guys were going to kick his butt, mm-hmm. um, like in the 450. And uh, but obviously after practice, he probably felt good. But yeah, I don't. The expectations weren't there. You know all those those things that you're saying, like uh, Osborne's riding good. You know this year he's right. so fast. Yeah. He's whatever. Those things make a big difference, man. Um, and and nobody's immune to that. I don't care how good you are. You, Everybody, you know, has their insecurities and gets psyched out at some time. All right, so. Timmy, before we let you go, um, thank you for picking up the phone, calling back. Appreciate it. And um, just want to say hang in there, buddy. And if you uh, if you need anything from me, I'll be there in a second. If you need some electricity, I'll try to bring not, some, whatever you need. You're not, you're not coming out here. Thanks for coming in for show 300, by the way. It was fun. I know you probably never talked to anybody who listened. You never got any feedback, but people really liked it. I, you know, I actually had quite a few people um, were really excited about it, and um, and then when I saw your when I saw you were posting about doing it tonight, and I saw Anderson, I thought, oh man, Jason Anderson's gonna be on. And um, yeah, just just John Anderson from W, <laughs> just okay, me, just John Anderson. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, oh man, he's really like kissing a lot of ass here. <laughs> no, and Anderson, Anderson will probably never come on this show again, but John will, so that's good. Hey, you didn't think Josh Hansen was going to come no, on. No, we and didn't. Look what happened. We didn't, yeah. Hanny, I would have bet a lot of know. money. Right, you're right. So, yeah, everybody will come around at some point. I yeah. hope so. As long as you're there, buddy. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. See you, bud. You guys have a good night. Thank hey, you. Jimmy. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks.
Uh, if that guy wants to call back in, Thomas, he can call back in about the clamps or whatever oh, the fuck okay. he was talking about. Um, all right, let's get to Andrew. Uh, Andrew, what's up, man? How are you? How's it going? What's up? Um, I was just a quick, not much. How are you, Steve? Um, I was just a quick question about Dean Wilson. Um, with Brock Tickler coming to KTM, he'll be training on his, underneath Alden Baker. How come Dean's not training with Alden? You know what I mean? I'm not not to discriminate anything against uh, Brock, but I consider Dean a, a wee bit better than than uh, Brock. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Dean was supposed to go to Baker's back in the day. He even moved to Florida to get ready. And then he was booted from Baker's factory. And then he was mad for a while. And now he's back in, but only on the B track. With, with A lot of it has to do with how the clients that Alden has, whether they want the rider there or not. And maybe Dean oh. had beef with one of those dudes and wasn't allowed into the circle. Oh. You know, so... Um, I don't uh, really know. Yeah, it was a real weird deal for sure. I, I'm with you, man. Like, I thought he was going and he was in, you know, then he was out. And then it he was, was weird, in, too, because so. I watched a video not too long ago. They said the rider has the option to buy out another rider's deal at Alden's uh, program. Yeah. So if he doesn't want yeah, him there, he can buy it out. Like, you know? Right. So. That was I was a drunk guy in the fast box a few years ago in Vegas, if you remember me. No, I don't. Gordon we did the Gordon Crockard thing. Uh, okay. All right. No, but uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Cheers. All right. See Thank you. you. Bye. Appreciate it. Uh, John Anderson from W Wheels uh, and uh, and Chris Kiefer from uh, KieferIncTesting.com as well as uh, our regular co-hosts in studio here. Uh, Colton Haker is coming up. And Kiefer, right. you have a hot take for him. I do. I got some. I got a small you, beef. You have him. small beef. Small beef. And you're going to bury it. I'm going to bury it. Yep. But so I know Colton. We can get yeah, along. So that'll be interesting. Brock Tickle, too, to talk about his Red Bull KTM ride. John, let me start with you. Uh, the news came out. Brock Tickle's on Red Bull KTM. And uh, Justin Bogle is on JGR Suzuki. Which guy do you like uh, his chances better for 2018 of those two guys? Like, who do you think is really going to perform with these two rides that were announced? Mm, it's tough. That is tough. Um, no, that's why we ask the tough questions here. Yeah, you do. Um well, you have to, yeah, I think, based off history, other than maybe what went sideways a little bit with Trey, you kind of have to look at Tickle. He's going to train with Alden. He's going to be working with Roger and Ian and that whole group. And mm -hmm. I think everybody's seen, and you know, uh, they're not afraid to do whatever it takes. Uh, the KTM um, guys? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. With that being said, I mean, Bogle's coming off, you know, a, a good outdoor season. I think he... Got his confidence I mean, dude, back. I, like his um, moto win in Lakewood was impressive, but then yeah. the Bud's Creek ride, you're like, oh shit! Okay. And he can ride Supercross good. Yeah, yeah. Bogle yeah. can. And now he's training down in Florida, and you know yeah, Suzuki's got the new bike, and so and, and then you know <laughs> what's motivating both guys? I mean, Bogle probably wants to get back at you know to to show everybody at an elite mm -hmm. level, and maybe he wants to show everybody, hey, he should have maybe got that ride over at KTM. Right. Uh, so. What do you think, Kiefer, of the two hires that were announced? Bogle to JGR, Tickle to Red Bull, KTM. Man, it's I'm going to go with Bogle at JGR is going to, to me, I think going to do better. Um, Hot take. The reason being, JGR, I think, is a low-pressure zone over there. I think it's, everyone's pretty chill. They, um, Jeremy knows how to run that. And from what I've seen over the years, Bogle likes to have low-pressure situations. And he rides really good when that happens. So 
That being said, he, he's going on the bike he already knows. He's already good at Supercross. Low-pressure situation. I think he'll do good. You know, and, and to your point, Chris, on that, uh, I should say we do in some way or another work with both teams, probably JGR a little bit closer. And one thing I will say about JGR and that team and Jeremy, uh, it is a low-pressure deal. Yep. I mean, they are not saying that KTM guys are not good guys, but JGR, they're from my standpoint yeah. and working with them, mm-hmm. um, they're really easy to work with. Yeah, I, th- um, I think, look, look, there's there's no dancing around it. The JGR team, whether it's Yamaha or Suzuki, hasn't had the success that I think all of us thought they would coming right. into the sport with Stu and with Barsha, and, and they've paid out some big money. They've got race wins, you know, Josh Grant won, Barsha won, James won, but they haven't come in and done as much as we thought they would do looking at their shop, their technology, their, their championship-wise. Championship-wise. And I wonder if some of that, John, has to do with that attitude that you just talked about. I don't know, but I wonder. Well, I mean, I've heard you say before about, you know, the factories, are the privateer teams ever going to be able to compete yeah. with the factories? Yeah. And I, I think you're... Up until RCH, and then at the end of the day, he left. factory money yeah. took him away. Yep. And and it might be a long time before we ever see that happen again. Um, the, yeah. The thing is, you have a blend now, which JGR and Bogle is probably going to let Justin go ride at, at, at Carmichael Farm. So now you have the structure of Jeannie and Ricky, that hard-ass, this is what we're doing, bullshit, right? And then you got the loose-ended... You know, we want you to win and do good, but really laid back JDR kind of vibe over there. So he's getting both sides of it. And I think it's a perfect blend where he needs to put the work in. He's accountable at the goat farm. But yet when he goes racing, it's a chilled out vibe. He does his work. He knows what he needs to do. And for me, the biggest point is I don't care how much time Brock's going to have a whole bunch of time on the KTM. I know. But Justin has ridden that Suzuki all year long. And the new chassis, the new bike, that RM, it's, a li- it's a little different. But that RM looks good. It's not going to be good. drastically different. Change. I'd like to ride it. I, I Maybe December I will get a chance oh to. Oh, my God. You're well, going to ride it after the Nations. Who you know, knows? At a sand track that's rough as shit. Who knows, Marks? Who knows? Uh, Which bike is going to give each guy the best opportunity? I mean, right. I, I mean, honestly, the KTM yeah, looks I mean, so it, good. I don't it, know. It does look it's good. A, it's a great um, bike. Uh, also, too, uh, so Colton Haker coming up right away. Uh, Brock Tickle coming up. We're going to take our first commercial break here. There's a poll up on at Pulp MX Show to go vote on who has a better season, Tickle Ooh. or um, Bogle. Go vote now. Uh, former RCH teammates. Uh, all right, we're going to go to commercial break. We'll be back with. Uh, John Anderson, Chris Kiefer, myself, Steve Mathis, the guy in the corner will be back in. Uh, Heather will be here cheering for the Cow- uh, Broncos. Sorry, my bad. And, yeah, you uh, like that? And uh, much more with you, uh, with you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki. And you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. 
due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps Light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows if you go Pulpamex. 17 you get a discount at racetech.com but besides that did you know racetech they are now the home of engines as well racetech suspension and engines great guys they've done a lot of great work for the uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work precision engine services are dyno flow bench and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability the racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship proven experienced team they're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulpamex 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. 
So now it's time you join the Guts Racing Team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. 
In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they are all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. 
Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you will notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. 
Joe McAvoy, Pop McShelves, and by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. John Anderson from WUSA and the Dream Killer, Chris Kiefer, in studio. <laughs> What's up, That's Kiefer? me. How are you? I am grand. You having fun? Yes, always here. It's a great time. Since you left. Since you've been gone. Since you left, Schmerzschmerzer. Yep. How's things been going? Stress level is down 99.9%. Workload is up. Pay is sideways. So I would say that's a win for me. I'm good. Well, you're doing a great job at pulpmex.com. Thank your, you. Your articles, your reviews, your podcasts, kicking it. I have a lot to learn, but I look how much you work, so I got to keep up somewhat. So. We, we got to get you on the uh, processing your own podcast. Yes, that's the next step. That's the next step. Yes. And then you will be like a bird that and is then, soaring. And then I post all my own stuff on my site, but I want to post on Pulp. But We're, that's that's a work in progress. We got a whole new website coming. Yes. So don't bother learning the, this website. You'll learn the new one. But okay. uh, you are a little bird right now, unsure of leaving the nest. But once we teach you the podcast tricks, you will soar like an eagle. I'll get my wings. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. WUSA, by the way, for your wheel needs. And we're going to talk about the World Vet Race coming up, John, also shortly. Uh, but uh, lots to talk about with that. We'll see if Kiefer is going to race or not. But for now, let's bring in our, our next guest. Uh, uh, this guy has uh, been going and battling in the Enduro Cross Series the last few years, winning it last year. And uh, uh, it's been a terrific series. You know the folks from Enduro Cross are on board with us. As well, endurocross.com. The next one, the 23rd of September in Reno, then the 30th in Denver. We're going to be giving away some tickets as well. We're going to try to get some motocrossers to race it, but uh, after watching Alex Ray, everybody <laughs> I contact has said, fuck no. So we are struggling to get moto guys. Really? It's, yeah. We haven't got one for Reno? No. Oh, shit. We have no Isn't Chicken doing it? <laughs> chicken, I can't get a hold of that. Chicken's Ch in Ontario, for sure. Ch he did. Chicken is uh, in a snow leopard business right now, looking for a snow <laughs> leopard as we speak. Um, I'm not stupid, dude. <laughs> yeah, see? That's that's chicken, everybody. But anyways, endurocross.com. Please check it out. It's the uh, it's the 14th season of the Indiana Man Endurocross. I love this series. If it's in your town, whether it's Reno, Denver, Everett, Phoenix, Boise, Ontario, go there. Ch tickets are cheap. The Racing's phenomenal, so please check it out. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, this man uh, is the title or the defending titleist and the winner of the opening round. And we're happy to have him on. He's also uh, he wears fly racing, also. Colton Haker, what's up, Haker? How are you, man? Good, man. I'm just loving it right now. I'm just hearing you pump up and go across. Just music to my ears. Yeah. It, hey, so is it Haker or Hacker? What the hell is it? It's Haker until everyone butchers it with Hacker. <laughs> okay, good. Because, dude, I feel like I've been saying Haker and, uh, um, you know. Good. So, good. That's the right way to say it. Okay, good. We'll keep that up. Uh, thank you for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, your appearance brought to you by Pivotworks. Uh, Pivotworks is the uh, uh, aftermarket replacement solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, steering, 40-50% uh, of what the OEMs charge. If it works, if it works, it pivots. Thank you. Right. Oh, yeah, we got, we got a listener. A listener. Here, here. I like it. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Pivotworks bringing you Colton Haker. Uh, hey, first up, I guess, congrats on Vegas. And did your truck really get keyed? Did that really happen? Yeah, well, I mean, it's really hard to say because I didn't see it in person. But, uh, yeah, I noticed it. And when I got home, I was like, that wasn't there. And I just got this truck. Oh, that's such a good my, truck. My dream truck is, oh. like, a Ford Raptor. 
I got it in uh, March of this year. So it's been my baby, and I've, like, looked after it. I, I check it every single – like, I pull into the Chipotle parking lot, and I'm parking away at Target. Oh, like, boy. By nobody. And I'm walking, like, a mile to Chipotle every day because I don't want to be near no one. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, <laughs> There's no way that this gouge gets into, like, where it was, like, a perfect spot for um, someone just to, like – perfect level you know right like right hand and then it was oh, right into the, the bed you know the, the truck bed so like that okay. uh, that was the opening round was intense with you and cody webb man that was uh that was some awesome racing so um yeah but it sucks that they got to take it on your truck i mean calm down everyone good god yeah <laughs> yeah i got i got it fixed but uh yeah that's one thing like keep it on the racetrack for yeah sure. yeah no absolutely being a dick. Uh, uh i agree man and so um the, the Endurocross series, so I talked to Eric Pennard for a while uh, before the opening round. He told me that in 2017, they're going to make the tracks a little easier. Now, it's only been one round, so who knows what you think. But what do you know about that, and what did you think of the opening round? Uh, I think they described it as going to be rider-friendly. Okay. So, All right. So, as in rider-friendly, I think they're just, like, trying to entice more amateur riders and us. You know, there's like a bounty for motocross riders to be out there. So if you're a motocross guy and you make the main event at night, I think you automatically win like three grand. Uh, not quite. And if you, yeah, not quite, but yeah, two grand. Right? Yeah, two yeah. grand. Yeah. And then if you win the main, it's like how much is that? I I, I um, never even got to that far because we 10? never thought a moto guy could grand. do it. Can a moto guy do it? What? I think it's like ten grand if they win. Does that piss your endurocross guys off though? Uh, for me, I don't. I don't personally care because right. I don't think any motocross guy could beat me. So no. Um, what about A Ray? Good God, I'm lucky he survived. I'm yeah, <laughs> I mean, Alex. I was talking to him all day, and uh, actually, the funny thing is, I talked to him like the week before I ran him in Old Town. Yeah, he told he me was, that. Yeah, uh, he was having a good time. <laughs> yes, yes, he, he was said that. A good time. <laughs> he came out of his way to tell me that he was racing endurocross, and I was like. <laughs> Cool, man. That's rad. You should uh, put stock suspension on your bike. Oh, you there? Uh, he got jacked. Cut off. We lost Colton Haker, everybody. Trying to get him back on, Marks, if you can. Um, but, uh, John, you've been to a ton of enduro crosses. They're cool, man. Like, again, it's not super cross, but they're, it's, it's, in some ways it's better, and tickets are cheaper, and it's a really cool, cool deal. It is a good show for sure, and one thing I was going to say is, did anybody bother to look at Cody Webb's keys to see if there's any paint on those things? Or I'm just saying. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't think yeah. Cody would do that, but I know yeah. some fans were bumming yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah, but it's a it's a good show for sure, Eric. They yeah. they, it's, it's what's cool about endurocross cool is you never know if a guy has a lead. Yeah. It doesn't matter; it goes yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to yeah, get no, jacked no up. No idea. I love the series, man. I've, I've been to a bunch of them. Uh, I went to Ontario one time, went to Vegas one. Um, it's great. I think it's fantastic. Tickets aren't expensive either. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, please check it out, endurocross.com. We're trying to get some moto guys to it. Dusty Pipes, Adam Entignap, Cade Clayson all told me to go pound sand. And the so, thing is, Alex got lucky. That I've raced them before, and that one looked mellow on the mellow side compared to what they usually are yeah. you know uh, all right we got we got haker back on hey what's up haker back. You uh, you're back oh, i'm saying i'm staying at a hotel and i pay for this amazing service called verizon and they like to just just throw me under the bus and just drop calls on me left and right when i'm not even moving <laughs> yeah so thanks a lot verizon right. um i can't hear you now 
Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Colton Haker, EnduroCross champion, going for two in a row this year, also wearing uh, fly racing gear as well. Okay, so uh, thoughts on the tracks being a little more rider-friendly. You okay with that or what? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the EnduroCross racetrack is super difficult to ride for the most part. Uh, we've gotten really good at it and made it look really easy. But uh, when the track was a little easier per se, more guys were getting around it. It was still amazing racing. You had to race, you know, the track, race the riders, um, and it made it more of a race rather than like a, you know, like mm-hmm. a like survival. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes it's so hard, it's like a survival race. So. Um, and so, are you and Webb, are you guys cool, or is it, are you guys like not talking to each other ever? Like, is this a real rivalry? Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I mean, awesome. That's even better, talk. right? Yeah, we don't we don't talk. Okay. Does he ever say anything to you after your race? Like, I mean, obviously, I was at home watching your guys's race, and every time you guys were on the track together, it seemed like you ran into each other, which is great. But does he ever just come and say anything to you afterwards? It's just nothing. Hmm. Uh, he does. He doesn't say anything. He has other people say things for him. Oh, uh, so this is going to be a great rivalry. Yeah. All year long. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, no, it's great. Our sport, motorcycle in general, needs this, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, Marks. Uh, Marks. It's a, little, it's a little WWF out there, man. Yeah. Which is okay. That's okay. Marks, you were at the opening round. You watched Colton and Cody Webb go at it. Yes, I did. Anything offside to you or just some gr- cool racing? Some no, good just, racing. Yo, just good wait. Racing. Before you answer that for a second, oh. were you one of the mofos that were booing me? Absolutely not. No, no. I was with I was with Paul Paravinos when when that was going down, and we kind of just looked at each other. We we're like, "Are these dudes serious?" Right yeah, Paravinos was bombed. Yeah, he was like, mm. "What's what, 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 these idiots? That's great racing." Right. Yeah, no, it was all good. Yeah, I can't believe people. Are I'm that not going to sell any bars this way. <laughs> exactly. Here's my. Here's my. Okay, wait. Yeah, Colton, here, here, we got a problem though because Kiefer is not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent on it. With, on, yeah, go here, ahead. Here's the deal. I feel like the racing, when I watched it, that's that's good. I, there's nothing really wrong with it. Those two guys are professionals. They, they can race. I think where you hurt yourself, and this is my opinion, Colton, when you're on the podium and you kind of provoked the crowd, which is funny to me because I know you, but I think they think it comes off douchey because it's like, Hey, you know, you may not like it, but you're going to talk about it. Like that, to me, as a fan, like not knowing you, would be like, well, that guy's kind of an asshole. <laughs> you know? And, right. I, and I'm just looking at the other side of it. Like, I've been around you. I know you. I mean, I, and just you, how you talk and your tone, like, I'm used to that. But I think when you, when you speak, it just sounds like, man, this guy has a hard on for, for shit. Like, it just sounds really like... Um, just doesn't sound like friendly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know your thoughts on that. Do you feel like it's what you'd say on the podium hurts you more than helps you? Well, I think ultimately it doesn't uh, doesn't matter because, like I just said, when I said on the podium was if you, whether or not you like it or you love it, either way you're going to talk about it, and ultimately we need people talking about it. That's why we're here talking right now. Yeah. So, and I think that's what our sport misses is honesty. Like most people, um, just gunjify it. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of everybody, man. But at the end of the day, I think viewers, listeners want to know like the real truth. That's, what's pretty cool about this show is that people get on here and say the real, 
what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you talk to me, you know I'm a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, pretty much help anybody if they needed it. And uh, You helped Alex Ray? You gave Alex Ray tips? I like that. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I want to create um, – I want to create some some excitement, you know. Right. And sure. if I have to, if I have to perceive as the uh, the jerk at the moment, that's all right. People change their minds. People forget, and people um, perceptions change every day. Um, I mean, Greg Carmichael was booed. Chad Reed was booed. Chad Reed was also the biggest cheers I've ever heard. So yeah, and he's also one of the most talked about people in our industry uh, of all time. And him and Stewart's battle back in like 2009 or 10 or whenever it was yep. when they were like in each other's face it was like. That goes down history. I mean, that that stuff that kept Supercross kind of going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. You have a great not, point. Yeah. So Not to mention Weston Pike punching Vince Freeze. That was also yeah. massive. Yeah. So maybe, uh, you know. <laughs> great radio. Maybe Kiefer can just calm down a little bit, Kiefer. Maybe you can just back it down. <laughs> I was, I was hey, at man, home. We can't. We got, yeah, we just got to all be kind of like different, you know. We just can't all be the same person out there. And right. I don't know. If I, if I tiptoed around it and if I just said like, Oh, it's just racing. Like I, yep. that would have been enough, but uh, <laughs> but I didn't expect a boo. So when I got the boo, yep. I was like, "All right, cool. I got your attention. Now hear this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I was laughing because it was like, and then he kind of went on, was like, "Hey, they, and they talk about the track and it's slippery and water." He's like, "Yeah, you guys can stop watering right now." And I'm just like, "It's so dry and so like I love it. It's awesome." But I'm like, I can see how it's taken the other side. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I like the. Hey, you're gonna boo me? Yeah, watch this. Check this out, everybody. Yeah, I like that. I like that attitude. It's good. Um, hey, so the new for this year is a no joke lane that you have to take. And I walk the track in Vegas, and I'm like, "Holy shit balls!" What do you think you of there? Uh, on Thursday, I went there on Thursday and walked it. Um, Why are you there on Thursday, not uh, on the race day? Because I had to go to uh, was it Indiana that weekend? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it was uh, one before that. I gotta follow these uh, this stupid series. Um, oh, you follow the other series? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that? Do you like it? And what about the one in Vegas where it just had big spools, wooden spools that seemed like impossible to get over? Uh, the no joke man was pretty easy. Yeah. For us. Okay. Yeah. Shit. But um, oh. I think it adds definitely something to the to the race. Uh, obviously, when Cody took it mid-race, mm-hmm. uh, I was right behind him. So then I got in the lead, and I was thinking in my head, uh, I need to sprint and get away so yep. I can get a little gap and then, and then hit the no-joke lane and, and still be in the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, his strategy was like, all right, I'm going to let, I'm gonna do the no-joke lane now, and he's going to hit lappers, and it's going to be harder for him to, to get ahead because yep. he's going to be running into lappers. So uh, his strategy was also good. I ended up making a mistake. And then um, we got together again. My foot got stuck in, like, sucked into his front wheel somehow. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, like, looked over, and oh, I felt my foot get ripped over there. And I looked over, my foot was in there, and I, I tried yanking it out, and it got pulled back in. And I was mm. like, and then he lost his front end and went down. And mm-hmm. so it just, uh, added, it just added to the yeah. night altogether. Yeah. One thing, now, okay, it's only been one round, so who knows? You know, there's lots more rounds to go. But you and Webb look so much better than everybody else right oh now. Oh, my God. Like, is there going to be another dude, to, or is it just going to be you two? It's going to be them two for a while. Is that it? Yeah, just slamming into each other, Kiefer? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, those guys, don't get me wrong. All of them are great. Oh, yeah, great, no, they're great. Gnarly, yeah. But Colton and Cody, they lap third almost almost every race. And that tells you, like, those guys yeah. got some work to do. Those guys are great riders, but, like, these yeah. two guys, like, when you go to the line, you're like, okay, even if they don't get a start or they crash and they do something, they're going to get up there again. Yeah. So 
But I'm glad there's two of them and not just one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Endurocross.com. Get your tickets. September 23rd, Reno, everybody. September 30th, Denver. Uh, we got a call for you, Cody. Uh, Houston, what's up, Houston? How are you? Good. How about, you guys? How about yourself? Good. What's going on, what's going on man? Yeah. Uh, so, Colton, you come up to the uh, Orfino. It's called the Orfino Logger Cross. Um, I'm up here in Idaho. I'm, like, from there. What, dude, that track, that course is gnarly. Like, I'm a moto guy, and I wouldn't even think about even doing that shit. Um, hey, uh, 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 I call him Cody Marks. He's gone. We lost Colton. He got mad because you called him Cody. Oh, damn it. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hey, uh, Way to go. Houston, stay on the line. We're going to get him back. Houston? Yeah. No problem. So, uh, I think I, I didn't say Did I? I don't know. I didn't hear 100%. it. 100%. Colton? 100%. Uh, oh, okay. All right, all right. Way to go. Uh, well, you know, it won't be the first time I've screwed he's up. Not, he's not an off-road guy, so we'll let him slide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's get him back on to uh, to talk to uh, Houston about logger cross. Do you know anything about logger cross? Uh, they have these local big races that, with good money uh-huh. at some of these, like Idaho, and they have one up north. And it's most like a, it's like a fair race for Supercross, but it's an enduro cross. And these guys, some of them are really hard, some of them are not so hard. But the one he's talking about is fairly difficult. Okay, all right, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get him back on to talk to uh, Houston about. But those that. ones have huge paydays, like five grand to win or something. So. And, and is it just logs? No, they they call it logger okay. cross because right. there's most of that is in there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Colton Haker uh, brought to you by Pivotworks. Everybody, pivotworks.com. Uh, please email. Us, uh, shit, I forgot the new emails. I was given a new email for them, but. James at PivotWorks.com. Just do that, and uh, we'll get the right email for you next week to get a discount, uh, which is a fantastic company, and uh, they really work well with us. And PivotWorks is uh, – I use them on all my project bikes as well. So uh, 40% off the OEM price for bearings and, and seals and complete linkage build kits and everything else. So we thank those guys uh, also for coming on. And uh, uh, two uh, – going, hmm? going from the, the guy said, who's the next up-and-coming kid? Yeah. Ty Tremaine. Is a is a taller guy like Cody. Okay. And he's Colton. no like Cody, not oh, Colton. Sorry. But Colton is tall too. But Cody's pretty yeah. tall. But he is a uh, Ty Tremaine's a good kid. He's grown up racing endurocross and that stuff. And I think he'll be the next one to evolve into that. What about Destry's son what Cooper? About Wild Willie Palmer. Dude, that guy is gnarly. And he's on a two wheel two wheel drive bike. Oh, is he? Yeah. So if you want, if you see something like look sketchy, that guy will try it. I thought he was going to be like one of the guys. Like I went to a couple where he was incredible. All really? Right, we got Colton back on. Colton, you there? Houston. Yeah. Uh, hold on, Houston. Yeah. You th- Houston's back on the line. All right, Houston All wanted right, to cool. ask you, Colton, about doing logger cross. Yeah. Uh, what about logger cross, dude? That track is nuts. I'm a moto guy, and I wouldn't even think about doing that. This is the very really? first one I've ever been this year, and I wouldn't even attempt it. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. Um, where do you live, man? You live close to Logger Cross? I actually bought a house in yeah, Portland, Idaho. So I live in Lewiston. Right on. Uh, yeah, Logger Cross is is cool. It's one of the events that they uh, they put on it's in Orofino, Idaho, and it's like a local race up there. But because they have a decent purse, a lot of the pro riders are going, and um, they put a lot of effort in. The cool thing about some of these enduro cross tracks is they can like they make like log bridges out of just like cut logs and stuff, you know, like mountain bike style. And they made like three of those and it's pretty sweet. So you should give it a shot next year, man. Yeah. Houston, go, go check it out, man. Dude. I'm not even really a moto guy. I do arena cross. I don't even, 
I, I suck at outdoors. I suck at that stuff. Well, <laughs> you'll learn real fine. quick. Learn on the fly. Oh, yeah. The best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, the thing I can I, tell anybody, like, about Endurocross and then wanting to get into it, even if they don't want to, just like a quick thing. The same thing I told Alex Ray. Uh-huh. Was, Dude, do yourself a big favor. If you're a moto guy, get yourself an 18-inch wheel, get yourself a proper, like, rear tire, gummy. which is like a soft compound. Yeah. Gummy tire would do you a lot better. Um you can buy those from Dunlop, you can buy them from Kenda, you can buy them from Maxxis, like a lot of companies sell them. And then gear yourself gearing and, and basically stock suspension. And I mean, I've podiumed, I've been second in races where I, I stock, you know, stock KTM 250F, just gearing, bars, a pipe, uh, and a tire. Yeah. Oh. Um, hey, uh, Houston. Um, Colton Haker, where's Fly Racing? Flyracing.com is a big supporter of our show. Would you like a uh, F2 carbon helmet? Weston Pike, replica. Oh, yeah, I would. You would? Okay. All right. Well, stay on the line. We're going to give you that helmet. Um, uh, Colton, you don't wear fly helmets, do you? Or do you now? You didn't. I wear Scorpion helmets. Okay. I'm not familiar with that brand, but you should wear fly helmets. So, um, <laughs> we'll anyways, keep but, the show moving. But you do wear fly gear. Uh, Houston, stay on the line. We're going to give you that helmet, man. All right? Sweet. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Logger Cross. So, hey, Haker, Wild Willie Palmer. Like, what's up with yeah. this guy? What is up with this guy? <laughs> He's awesome. Okay. I think he deserves his own show. I think he deserves his own opening ceremony. Like, like, like the Kevin Wyndham transfer doubles. Um, but what would be Wild Wally, like Wild Wally transfer um, shenanigans? I, I like, went, it would be great. I, in Orlando a couple years ago, he crashed 14 times, I swear, oh, in, in one race. It was incredible. Yeah, he's super <laughs> impressive. It should be like a WWWD, what would Wally, Wild Wally do, or something like that. And, like, yeah. and just have him send some shit <laughs> off on the track. And A-Ray beat him in one race that they had. I don't know how, but maybe Wild Willie crashed. Because he out. crashed, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but A-Ray beat Wild Willie. I said, dude, if nothing else, you beat Wild Willie Palmer. You should be stoked. So Yeah. Uh, Hey, so Haker, uh, Endurocross, we know you do that. Uh, you're, you're, we've seen your incredible videos online. Just search YouTube as well. Um, but do you have any plans? Any, any, like, do you want to do Erzberg or, or GNCC? Or is there anything else that captures uh, your interest as far as other series and other things to do? Uh, I'm always up for a challenge. Uh, back like seven years ago, I rode two more across nationals and privateer and mm-hmm. made the 450 main or the TBDF main. Um, so that was like a goal of mine growing up. Was able to accomplish that, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And then I did Erzberg this year and last year. Okay. Uh, Erzberg's tough, but it's like one of those things where it just kind of keeps you coming back. If you know, I finished it this year, which next year I'd like to have a, a better result, more close to the front. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you know, you can challenge yourself with is, is what I'm up for, and um, yeah, other stuff like the videos. Um, I've been doing blogs okay. on YouTube, which yeah. is basically like my daily routine of what I kind of run through and looking to bring those back for season two here. And what else? Yeah. Like videos just like off kind of different style videos, sure, yeah. like showcasing like, different skills. I yeah, like, like you, could, you could be like the Ken block of, of off-road and moto and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like that's always sweet. That, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like doing all that stuff. It's just, uh, managing it with racing is really tough. So, you know, to be a racer, it takes most of your time, most of your day, uh, and most of your hours thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. how you're going to prepare, what you're going to do, and how you eat right, go sleep, do all the right things. And then I don't necessarily think that uh, 
the videos, kind of risking a little more for for not nothing like monetary. Dude, phone service is not good. He went outside and everything. Really? Yeah. Where's he at? Uh, he said he's in San Diego, at a hotel in San Diego. That is oh, horrible. Is that Verizon? I even, it, I even asked him, I said, do you want me to call you on a hotel? And he was like, no, I'm headed down the elevator. I'm going to go outside right now. He's like, I don't know what the problem is. I don't mm. know. <laughs> I know we had uh, some phone issues but through our phone company, but everybody, everybody else has been fine. Yeah. We I wanted to ask him, too. I and mean, we talked to Tim Ferry for a while. Yeah, we right. did. Yeah. The thing is, like, he's raced Erzberg, I think even Romaniacs, which is these hard Enduros. Yep. And... I, I mean, you watch this guy ride, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's amazing, a rider. Yeah. And he gets beat yeah. at these other ones. And I want to know, like, what does he need to do to improve his skills that way? Because I almost feel like Cody is a little bit better of a super technical rider than, than Colton. It, and it, and Cody, you know... Yeah. You know, does these... Does, and gets seconds, and yep. you know, up there near the front, or yep. not win, so... Um, now, because Webb and Haker aren't buddies, do right. we have to have Webb on the show now eventually to, For to sure. even this out? Because yeah. he's going to be mad at us because we have one of the guys on the line? Yeah. Uh, he's back, Colton Haker. Man, I don't know if it's yeah. us or you or what. what is happening tonight. I don't know what in, it is. I'm in, I'm in downtown San Diego, like outside, and I can't get service. You want a prepaid calling plan or what's up? Um, all right, Kiefer, now he's on the line, so ask, ask Haker Yeah, no, I was – we're, we're, Steve doesn't know, but like Romaniacs and Erzberg, they're super yeah. technical and dur- hard and hard enduros. And I see, and we all see how good you you are of a rider. But yet you go to these other races, and these other guys beat you. You know, um, and I'm just wondering what, what do you, you ha- what do you have to work on to to beat those dudes over there? What's the difference? Like, what do you need to do better over there to beat them? Yeah, I think those races take a little more experience. Uh, my background is more motocross than it is trials. Right. So I grew up riding like off road. I grew up riding trails. I grew up riding a lot of motocross. Then I got into trials and that kind of meshes well for endurocross because originally I wanted to be pro motocross guy. Right. So when that ended up happening, I had to make concussions, switched it up, did some trials. Endurocross fits me pretty well for that. What I got to do to be better in Romaniacs than that is just experience. You know, I just need to be able to race it a few more times, have a little more experience of doing it, and uh, I think i got to focus on it. So, tough to go from riding endurocross, which is on a four-stroke, mm-hmm. that I'm racing on, and then ride a two-stroke just for a month, just to get ready for this one race is difficult, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I'm totally dialed in on one, you know, one and two-stroke bike, and that's where we're racing, and I rode that all year, I'd be about, I think I'd be a lot better off as well. Um like when we watch yeah, the, I mean, when we watch the moto guys in Europe and we 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 break down their technique versus our guys over here, is there something that stands out to you those guys over there than than what you guys do here? No, no, I think it's just a weird situation for me because you know I go to Erzberg and I get what I I don't even know what I finished like eleventh or something, and you know the guys that are, like you said, the guys that are up front are the guys I normally beat even in Europe when I go there for a super enduro enduro cross race. So right. it's kind of a weird territory because, you know, as a world champion, you probably shouldn't be back in 11th when the other guys you race against usually and beating are way ahead of you, you know, like finishing 30 minutes plus ahead of you. It doesn't, doesn't look good, mm-hmm. you know, so, right. so you're right in saying that. And, uh, yeah, it's something to work on. And that's, that's a motivation for me, you know, um, 
I mean, the first year, man, I went to I went to a Super Enduro, which is the European equivalency of an Enduro Cross. I went to the first one with Eric Pernard in 2008, and showed up. I crashed in practice, broke my collarbone, and knocked myself out in Spain. Jeez. First ever appearance. So then, I think it was 2016. I won the Super Enduro title in Spain on like a last lap whole thing with Cody Webb. And it was just to think about full circle, you know, like how much I went through over eight years to get to the point of like crashing in practice, knocking yourself out, not even racing. And then, you know, eight years later winning the, the title in your first year, your rookie year doing it. So it's experience, man. It, yeah. takes, uh, it takes time. These guys are these guys have been doing it for a long time, and mm-hmm. they do a lot of those races, those extreme races. They have over a dozen over there in Europe, man. Yeah. Growing. Hard Enduro is growing, getting bigger. Steve Mathis is going to know what Romaniacs is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I'm going to try to help them through, through this. I, they had a great hit back in the 1980s. I love that hit by the Romaniacs. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I tell everybody, I'd like to get more into off-road for sure. I respect the guys. I raced a couple GNCCs. So I know GNCCs, everybody. I'm just so busy with moto and hockey and football and Canadian moto and, you know. I'm here to help. I Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate sure. it. No, I appreciate it. Um, well, hey, uh, Colton, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck. We'll see you. Uh, I'm going to try to make one of these coming up uh, at some point. Um, and we're going to try to find some moto guys to send down as sacrificial lambs. Um uh, I think our I think our listeners and readers really liked A Ray going. Yeah, you know, so I want to keep trying and try to get people to go and help out on Cross and yeah. you know. So. I think Josh Greco is going to the next one. He's a moto kid, right? Yeah, yeah, Greco. Yeah, Greco is good. We should get updates from him and his mustache and everything. That'd be great. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Good luck. Uh, let's cut, get you back on later on in the series. Let's get you and Cody Webb on the line together. Yeah. Yeah. We now can, we're yeah, talking. Now we can do it in Pulp MX show. We can heal everything. I think it'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for your time, though, man, and uh, thanks, appreciate Colton. it. Thanks, man. See you guys. All right, see, see you. Ya. Colton Hake, everybody, the Enduro Cross champion and winner at Vegas. Get it. Massive skills, dude. He cuts. Hey, he shuts you down. Yeah. On the on the podium stuff, shuts you down. I kind of I kind of take it as a little shtick. Like I think it's good for the series a little that's, bit. But you know, quiet down. I mean, that's what he told you to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I, I mean, I do know. I've known him for a while, and he's a he's a good dude. I mm-hmm. just you know, if you don't know someone and you see that, yeah. you, you might yeah. you might judge. Don't you agree, John? Kiefer looked like an idiot there. I think Chris was trying to get his point across. He I'm wasn't kidding. ripping I'm, the guy. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm but but. One he thing would, I always no, remember. So he only said because he was on your side first. If he said, "Yeah, he's on your side," he would. One, one thing I always remember about him was he was the guy that did that really cool commercial. Um, the Lucas Oil one. Yeah, yeah, right. He just you. I mean, does a three sixty. He does backflips. Yeah. He yeah. does all this. I mean, the guy can. I, I mean, wonder it's if insane. I, I wonder if Husky's okay with him doing all that other stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it gives them publicity, okay. right? Yeah. I don't know. Just because, hey, don't get hurt, kid. We we need you for the Enduro Cross here. Right. You know? So, uh, all right, let's get to our regular scheduled guest here. Uh, somewhere in America, Hawking Fly Racewear, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Official gear of Colton Haker, who we just had on. JT, JT, what's up, bud? Not too much. Just watching some football. Okay, so uh, Bogle or Tickle? Which move? Oh, fucking tickle. Which move is better? Who's going to benefit more from their new teams? Uh, John Anderson went with Tickle, and for good reasons. And uh, Kiefer went with Bogle because more of the bike familiarity. Um, 
I'm going I'm to go Tickle uh, because of, I think, the, that KTM is the bike that everybody wants to be on right now. Okay. And then uh, I think the program change is going to be- benefit him, too. Riding with those guys on Baker's program, I think, is going to take him a step up. All right, okay. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to deny yeah. him stepping it up, but I also think being with Ricky and Jeannie. Yeah, let's not forget, Bogle made a move yeah. just like that, you know? So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to help him. I think we've – I think uh, – I guess Tickle's more of the unknown. We kind of saw that Bogle's going to be better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Tickle's mentally, like, and you know this as well, like, he's looking at it like, man, I can be in the mix. You know, Dunn's retired. We don't really know where Kenny is yet. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to be good. Um, but I think Tickle looks at it as it's kind of wide open right now, which who knows? I mean, Marvin, Eli are amazing, but I, from what his perspective, that's yeah. how he seems. And, and we don't even know about Ken Roxon. He's a complete That's what unknown. I'm saying. Yeah, who yeah. knows? I mean, he, he looks better than I would have thought, yeah. Yeah. but he's got a long way to go still. Uh, by the way, I spoke with Kenny about coming on the show, and uh, he hit me back and said uh, he will definitely be come back on, but not now. He says he has other things to focus on. Yeah. So I don't know. If, so if you see him on another podcast show. It's <laughs> just weird to me. Like, what? Did, I mean, how long does it take to take 30, 45 minutes to talk on the phone at night? Like, I what are you focusing know. on? Whatever. But That's I, fine. I don't, think, I don't think he knows what to tell you yet. That's but, the whole thing. Like, What if we want to talk about other shit? We don't want to talk about his arm. You know? I don't think he wants to talk about that with, with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Those 30 or 45 minutes he's not getting back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, hey, we cold call Ferry. He's safe. He's good. Don't worry, JT. He's, he's safe. Uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, – I mean, it was it – was, you know, the weird thing about hurricanes like that is it can be really bad <clears throat> for somebody, and then two miles down the road it could be not bad at all. It was um, a little bit of much ado about nothing. Well, but, yeah, know. it depends on it depends on some factors. You know, it depends on how your trees are in your yard. Yep. Um, there's a lot of things. It really it didn't rip, rip roofs off or anything like that for most people, but mm-hmm. a lot of tree damage for a lot of people. And and I know like my parents are not going to have power for probably a week, so uh, that's that pretty sucks. tough to deal with. So there, there's definitely a lot of yeah. uh, you know maybe people's houses didn't get flattened, but there's a lot of hardship still. Um, what's going on with Chad Reed? What do we know? What's happening? Besides, uh, I don't know. I, I mean. Uh, Red, I don't red. think anybody was worried about dirt bikes for the last week or so. Yeah. I don't think much is going on. Yeah, he's been riding red. Red, but, red. But, I mean, what does that mean? That means... He was riding orange a few weeks ago. I think he's got both, so... So, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and is, is, maybe, is there another green bike coming in the future? You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. He's having shootouts over there. Uh, <laughs> what's the percentage he doesn't race? Does anybody feel like he's not going to race? John? Oh, he's going to race. He's going to race. race. Okay, yeah. all right, everybody. Okay, all right, just checking. Just make checking everybody's Knowing, chat. Yeah, because we all know Chad. He's mm. just not going to be like a James and just bone out, you know? Yeah. He's going to yeah. go out how he okay. wants to go out. Yeah, all right. I, I think just, he just loves it too much. Yeah. He, he loves it. Yeah. He's uh, not ready to go. FlyRacing.com, Jason Thomas on the line. We give away a uh, F2 Carbon Pike replica to uh, the guy who called in about logger cross. So, uh, and we had Fly Racing's own Colton Haker on the show. So Steve Mathis' own Fly Racing. Uh, yeah, uh, I want. I'm supposed to go riding soon, JT, but uh, Kiefer keeps screwing me over. So I'm not sure. JT, he's going riding. I don't know if I'll I ever ride again. What, what was the last time you rode? 2008. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, 2011. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. 2010, 2011. Right. Yeah. Five years, six years. Yeah. Yeah, so you're gonna 2017. Yeah, no, it, it does. It, you do forget how fast the years go by. But um, yeah, well, I it's, even for me, I you know I rode two weeks ago, but before then it had been two months, and then before then it had been like seven or eight months. You know, and it just sneaks up on you. Like I'm busy, and mm-hmm. you know we all have these 
crazy lives of travel and all this stuff, and I don't really think about it. I'm like, holy crap, I haven't ridden in six months, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where did you ride? What are you talking uh, about? I had, I had to do some product testing at the office. Oh, Oh, He's wow. busting laps on the track in the back. Top I yeah, I got to ride the the new Honda. Well, I guess it's not new, but it's the 17 Honda um, 450. That was the first time I'd ridden one. I was really impressed by that bike. You like it? Yeah, I like the KTM a lot still, but I, the uh, the engine on the on the new Honda just from like initial throttle response yep. is. Snappy. I mean, it's it's the best I've ever felt on a production like stock bike by far. Yeah, really stronger than the KTM. Uh, just as far as th- throttle response, oh, yeah, okay, initial yeah, yeah. torque, right, yeah, right. I've never felt a bike that was that immediate as far as pick up and roll on. Bottom end is not a huge thing on the KTM, like you don't. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's crazy amount of hit, right. um, and it can you know do like the Yamaha. Like it, there's a no amount of mud or deep sand it can't pull through, but the it, it almost feels like what a, like an, I feel like an Alta would be like, where it's just immediate. Like there's no. You don't have to build revs. You don't have to do anything. You turn mm-hmm. the throttle, and you're moving forward, like, incredibly fast. Like, it's it's impressive. Um, speaking of the Alta, Kiefer's supposed to bring one out for me to try. I can't wait. So, Sitting in the garage waiting for I him. I can't wait to be Alta e-bike life. Yeah. You guys see Durham at the slam? Yeah. Quad something and then go off flying off the track? I was, I was went testing and watched him ride the Supercross track. It's impressive. It's insane. John, did you see that? I didn't. Yeah. So Kiefer looked like he had a, lots of room and tons, tons of time. Why did he? He got whiskey. The... Oh, okay. It wasn't bike related. Okay. So, All right. Um, JT, did you see that or no? I did not see it. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, Durham rode the slam on an e-bike and uh, did some big quad, which again was impressive. Yeah. I guess it was. It was cool. It's like you stepped on and then stepped off and then you could quad out and then he quaded yeah. out. And then went around this big bowl turn and kind of got on and got a little yeah. whiskey and then would shut off the side of the berm. So are we gonna? When are we gonna? First see word these? out of the guy's comments: nets. Really? That's what was the comments. They on, need, they need uh, milestone needed fucking who nets. Who said that? Durham said that? No, these guys on the Instagram thing. Oh. <laughs> nets would be good. Steve, you need some royalties <laughs> if that ever happens. You've been pushing that a while, man. Thank you. Steve's right. I just, fucking nets. I just want, if it ever happens, I want them to be called the Steve Mathis Memorial Nets, whether I'm alive or dead. I don't oh care. God. Just please call them that. Uh. Maybe they could have my face on them. <laughs> You know? Whatever happened to the C.E. Altman stuff at Houston? They just they <laughs> quit on it. Yeah, exactly right. I don't know. Um, so is do you? Okay, I've been getting mixed reviews. So okay. I did a podcast with Durham. He said the Alta doesn't look like they're going to get homologated for AMA racing. They're not. Okay. North America. Okay. So, but not AMA. So they can go to Canada, and I think that's the first step for them to get into AMA. So hopefully in nineteen, that'll be good to go. I feel like these things are going to be better than two VDFs. I think it's going to be more like the 125, 250F thing when they do so figure you, it out. So you can't have them racing? I don't think it's that drastic of a change. Okay, all right. It's maybe a little bit of advantage in certain areas, but overall, very close. All right. If you have, I mean, you're getting a built 250F, right? If you're doing an Alta with a production, you know, backed YZ250F. So what will you, when, when you're a factory Alta ride, will you have a more aggressive battery? Uh, you'll have a longer battery, <laughs> okay. a lighter battery. Oh, a lighter one, yeah, sure. And uh, it'll be... Right, JT? You're like, oh, I got a special battery. So the battery they're coming out with, it's because I just tested this, so it's yeah. fresh in my mind. Right. Um, it's a little bit longer. The heat is the is the killer on these things, yeah. right? So when you ride them fast, you get these fast guys that ride them, the heat builds up and it throws a, you know, a light on and it starts power starts going down. So this new battery technology... It doesn't do that as much. I hope it doesn't light on fire like those no. RC car batteries. No. Okay. Yeah. 
You know the coolest the coolest thing about those is can you imagine all of the like little just arena cross and supercross tracks people could build in their backyard? You oh, could ride anywhere. Dude. It's I, gonna be so cool for that. I I don't know if I'll ever have one. I'd like to have one, but just the fact that people will be able to ride yeah. and work it working in this industry, it's gonna open up so many riding areas. When I just I just did this podcast, not to get this off an alt to talk, but like to me, it's never going to replace um, the feeling of a combustion chamber, you know, motorcycle for me. But, like, getting out of my garage, going into my backyard and riding, and it doesn't feel like I'm riding a dirt bike, but you are because it does everything a dirt yeah. bike can do. It's just, it's it's really a f- weird feeling, but it's so bitching. By the way, W wheels, KTM wheels, just no problem? Bolt right on? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just, right. yeah. just a different spacer up in the front. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Just checking and, on that. Yeah, and they're using those for Supercross wheels, so. Um, yeah, JT, this is interesting. Like, those idiots at the AMA, they fucked up so badly with the four-stroke displacement, and this is where we're at, and this is where we are, and we're kind of trapped now. Yeah. They got to be really careful, JT, on this Alta thing. I don't know which, I don't know how it's going to go, but whatever it is, be careful. <laughs> as far as which side? Like, letting them race? Uh, or? I, yeah, like, like. All of, it, it. all of it. Like, they could be a huge advantage. So be careful. Just yeah, watch I, it. I mean, to me, the racing side of, of that is, it's not such a big deal. I, I'm just really excited for the industry as a whole yes. to have all this opportunity to, it's, it can open so many more doors. Yes. Um, when doors are closing left and right. That, that's exciting to me. The racing yeah. side, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't really care. And what... But, people freak out about too like jt said is like the other side of it like the japanese side of it the austrian side of it you know oh it's going to kill the other side of the sport you know the gas powered bikes it's not no it's not they're 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 15 grand or whatever they're right. no they're not they're, they're not going to do that no but you you got to think that price is going to come down right i mean it's it's like a flat screen tv and you know 2004 it was Eight grand. Now it's like four hundred bucks. I don't know, man. You think about it. A gas-powered bike's ten grand, right? So yeah, I don't know how much it would come down. If it does, it's not going to be. Remember, KTM's were more money for a long time. Yeah, back in the nineties and eighties and nineties. And I don't think it's going to come down to other uh, companies make. A, you know, it's competition. It Do you doesn't... ever foresee a Japanese company making an e-bike? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I yes. was going to ask you that to. if you think anybody else is possibly looking yeah. into that especially because i would not be shocked if butler or any of these dudes got an altar in the back well especially if this thing's really good right and yeah. it does well they're gonna have to yep. it's kinda, to, yeah. yeah it's kind of like what ktm is doing to the market why it's making you, people step up why didn't you invent that jt uh yeah that, i think that's a little bit above my uh skill, skill uh, set. i just got a, i got a text from Millsaps right now i'm looking for a practice bike guy are you interested <laughs> <laughs> i said i'll take you to the top so, and he Ooh, said, I am a shitty media you, guy. Hey, no he doubt said, about it. text him and be like, oh, what bike is good? I know what oh, to work yeah, on. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, JT, by the way, we'll get to the Race Tech email segment in a second and X Brand Goggle uh, tear off segments coming up real quick. And Brock Tickle also on the Red Bull KTM show coming up. But JT, we've got an email from uh, Ken. Um, hey, Steve, I was initially skeptical of the efficiency of your advice to Tomac at the USGP that he should stay light in the berms. I thought I should at least try before I dismissed it as nothing more than your typical blustering. So this weekend, I did stay light in the berms, and the strangest thing happened. I immediately laid down my personal best time at my local track, and on the second lap of practice, I beat that time. I was so confused, I missed the rest of free practice trying to figure out if my stopwatch was broken. But as far as I could tell, it wasn't. I was staying light in the berms, and boy, was it working. 
But the, why is it such a new thing? But every, he, he knows that. Eli Tomek knows that. Right. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, I'm not saying it's bad advice. All I was saying is that Eli knows that. A little like, reminder is, goes a long way. You're talking about Eli Tomac, one of the best riders that will probably go down one of the best riders ever when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. You're telling him to stay wide in sand berms. Yeah. I, that's that's mm-hmm. not revolutionary no, advice. No, a little reminder goes a long way. Right. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. JT. Thank you. Did you ever? Do you ever hook your boot underneath your foot peg when you jump? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I did it on purpose. <laughs> Are you watching these guys do this now? No, I hooked. A, I hooked my boot under my foot under my foot peg when I did starts. That that works. I'm telling you. That's look it. at the photos. I've I saw Cincerello do it. I uh, Tomac does it. When they're jumping, they put they take their foot underneath the foot peg and they hook it. I've seen Eli do it. I have seen Eli do it, but I don't know why he's doing it. It's why do they do it? I don't know. I'm looking at this shit. I'm. It's something new, evolving. I need to find out. Want to call AC? Yeah. Ask him why he's hooking his shit. Call AC. It's eleven o'clock there, bro. No, he's in Cali. Oh. Do you have his number? No. Corner guy. Can you text it to me? Great radio. (laughs) Uh. Okay. I was hoping JT had the answer. Great radio, bro. I've only seen I've seen photos of it, but I've never seen him. Not- I've never noticed it I in person. I think it's person. on AC's Instagram just recently. So, um, hold on. Okay, it's the banger. It's a banger. Uh, all right, I just sent it to you. Um, Jason Thomas, by the way, on FlyRacing.com. JT, quickly we, before we get to the X brands, we got a question for you, and I don't know if Marks is going to pick it, but so I'll ask it. The magnetic visor technology that we've seen from another company that shall go nameless. Yep. Do you feel like that's a patented thing, or do you feel like we'll see more people do that? Um, I'm not sure if it's patented. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, but I, I know that we don't have any plans of doing it at the moment. Um, the biggest concerns that I would have for something like that, the, the concept, not so much the brand doing it, but the concept is, uh, riding in the woods, tree branches, uh, there's just so many possibilities of it coming off and I've seen it come off, uh, even at, uh, MXGP this past weekend, it came off for Mm -hmm. guys that are in a crash. Um, just doesn't seem like it's very practical for customers because you're going to lose too many of them. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I can understand their side, and, and it maybe you know if if and Roxon has been super uh, outspoken about it, and, and I don't have a problem with any of it. I'm just yeah. on a practical level. Um, it looks like it would be have some some issues to get past. Uh, DNF and contacting AC on the foot Damn thing. It. By the way, uh, let's get to Tony. Tony, what's up? Thanks for holding. You want to talk to John Anderson? Yeah. How's it going, guys? What's up, bud? Good, good. I just wanted to call and say hi. I'm from uh, SoCal. John, this is Tony. I make your nameplates. Hey, how are you, Tony? I'm doing good, doing good. Just enjoying the Pope Show, man. These guys are my my guys. I've been listening to them for months. And oh, thank I've been you. Calling in, singing, I've been calling in, singing to Steve, trying to get him to start playing the uh, Marilyn Manson Dope Show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, we tried that. We did that. Yeah, we did that. I yeah. think that was on. Yeah, that was, was really cool. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And, and John, so you don't have a problem with me singing your commercial, right? You know what? Some people I, aren't I, fans of it. And I've heard that, but the, I, I go with the theory that they're talking about it. Exactly. Some guys just yep. can't stand Did it. Did you let him do that? Steve, yeah. He, he, Steve Mathis, marketing Steve, genius. It was all Steve. Yep, absolutely. So, um, you know, some people don't like it, and that's fine, but at least you know WUSA. That's so. right. I think it's cool. It grows on you. Yeah, see? It does. Yep. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Sweet, no, no, sweet it, sounds. It, 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 it's really cool. I was uh, just enjoying the interview with uh, with the Enduro guys, and yeah, 
John was being a little quiet. I just wanted to call in, and everybody knows they're the best wheels in the business. I got some on my bike. My yeah. nephew's got them. My buddy's got them. Shit, John, you were in you know, Hawaii, you said, and a guy came up and said, hey, aren't, yeah. you, aren't you from the Pulp and Metro? I, it's, <laughs> it's amazing, the people. I mean, at home, when, uh, I mean, there's L.A. County sheriffs, there's uh, road reps, there's dealership guys, yeah. and yeah, there's a lot of people, and, cool. and Tony. So yeah. I've known Tony go. a long time, so yeah. It's <laughs> uh, Thanks, Tony. Appreciate thanks, you calling, Tony. man. Appreciate it. Thank thanks, you Tony. Much, guys. Thanks. See uh, by the way, uh, thanks for the shirts you sent for Marks and Swiss Guard, too. Uh, I've yet to give them to you, but they're downstairs. So. You no got problem. shirts? I want my shirt. Yeah, you got shirts. From, 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 <laughs> in from the John. van. Keeper, right. I got since, some for you in the van. We, since we have JT on the line, why and don't Heather. we do some X-Brown goggle tear-offs? Let's She's do that. Focused. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Oh. X-Brand Goggles are a choice of champions everywhere, including myself. Well, next time I go riding in December, X-Brand Goggles, Pulp and Mech Show 17 is the code to save with X-Brand Goggles. Brock Tickle, where's X-Brand? Gary Sutherland. Gary Sutherland. Going to win X-Brand? the Works Championship. Thank you, Gary. Uh, and uh, many others. Josh Strang, wearing X-Brand. Josh listens to the show. And Yeah, he listens to the show uh, I saw the tweet. Well, he listened to the show with Chicken and Denny, and I hate to tell him, they're Uh, they're not all like that. Yeah, that was a good show. We're also in negotiations with Chicken's Snow Leopard to wear X-Brand goggles. Everybody also, when he picks up his (laughs) new Snow Leopard. So uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, checking him out. Best goggles in the business. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. These questions are for uh, John Anderson, Chris Kiefer, myself, and JT. And JT, we're gonna make some for JT, and uh, and these are submitted by Corey Moser. John, are you familiar with Corey Moser? Uh, I've never met him, but I feel like I do know him because you talk about him a lot. Uh, so. we, we don't know. Him. By the way, drinks a lot. By the way, Gary Sutherland also is a W guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, uh, who isn't a W guy? As well as Robbie. It's Bell, easier so. for you to list the rider, the teams in the pits that aren't W guys than are. <laughs> like it's probably takes you it takes you less time. Yeah, sometimes it feels like that. But, hey, we're, we're lucky to work with all of them. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, the, you got 30 seconds. Rapid fear uh, on, the, uh, on the clock. So, let's go, Marks. Kiefer. Yes. What is going to make separate the Kiefer testing bike shootout from everyone else? One, straight up. Naked girls. No bullshit. No fluff. Two, you're going to hear every step of the way. After each day, the results. You don't have to wait for it. So two things right there. There we go. Sixteen seconds. I, I can't. I'm a believer. I can't wait to read it and listen. John, which current rider ruins the most wheels? Oh. Mm. <sighs> um. I think I that would be a toss-up between maybe like a Davy or a Weston Pike, but I think they've gotten better with their rotation and mm-hmm. whatnot, maintenance yep. and so forth. So, I, I mean, they're definitely that, the hardest, for sure. A lot of that's probably if you take care of it and check your spokes every time. and uh, For sure. Well, that's, uh, yeah. yeah. Can I have a quick spoke question? Sure. When you tighten them. interrupt the game. When you tighten them, you can answer this too, mechanic. Is it every third? Well, actually, if you really want to get technical, John had the number one rider in the, East Coast, in the West Coast four-stroke series. Spud. I had the number one rider on the East Coast. Kelly. And we met at a round. Uh-huh. Spud and John thought they wanted some. Uh-huh. They came <laughs> to Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky? He's a uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it was Daniel Ken- Boone or they something like that. They came yeah. uh-huh. to Kentucky. Yeah. Which was East Coast and we came from the th- West. They right. thought they wanted some. Right. John and Spud yeah. left 
defeated. Second? From what, the, what year was from that? From the Mathis State? Smith Super Team. What year was that? I don't know, John. You came in, your big number one, yeah. your big number 400 one 400 or 426 days? Well, 400 and 426. But 2002 and 2003, going back a few years, we won both the East and the West Coast four-stroke national championships. Boom. Yeah, and then Kelly Smith and I came in and we said, no, 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 we will take the East. Thank you, everybody. And John and Spot are like, oh, yeah, we'll show you what's up. But oh, no. Oh, no. Did Kelly ever come West and win? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Kelly, don't think Kelly, so Kelly doesn't strike me as a guy that's going West. <laughs> so uh, that's just a little history, everybody. So go back to your spokes. So anyway, when you're tightening spokes, I was told both ways. It's every third spoke or every one. It doesn't matter. Which, how, what's the proper way? I always had a torque wrench. That, that, I have my torque then wrench. You can go every one. Okay. You're fine. Okay. But if you don't have a torque wrench, you can go every three. Okay. I think that's the thing with, with wheels and, and, and people out there is the best, one of the best investments they can make, stock wheels or aftermarket, is a torque wrench. Dude, yeah. the FASCO one is insane. Yeah, they, that, and that's one we sell. And yeah. we're big believers. And, and that's what every guy needs in I, his toolbox. I yes. may or may not have a one from Japan. That yeah. I used at Factory Yamaha. Yeah, I may or may not have one in my garage. I know the L and M guys, uh, Paul Deloria. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think Lars still has one. Um, Oscar. Yeah, they have these ones. I tried to find them. They were somewhere from Japan or something, and they are. I had a trick, I had but a, they probably cost an arm and a leg. I have a, a Talon one that's like a Starbucks. It's like this this big, Starbucks cup. Anyways, all right, next question. Steve. Yep. Which of your favorite sports teams lets you down the most? Oh, good question. Uh, the, mm. They've all sucked forever, but now they're good. Mm. The Jays are good? Yeah, no, they're not. But um, They've been pretty good the last few years. Yeah, I know they have. I, yeah, no, I can't complain. Uh, I would say probably the Raiders. They were just – when Al Davis was alive, I mean, it was just terrible management, coaching, drafting – Year after year, whoever ran the fastest in the combine was drafted number one. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, so probably the Raiders. And now they're, like, really good. So it's amazing. All right. Next question. What are you doing for JT? Oh, okay. JT, you ready? Yep. All right. Percent that Chad Reed ends up on a Honda and percent he ends up on a KTM and percent he ends up on something else. Three percent. 50 and zero for the rest. Really? Yep. That's, oh. a wa- that's a waffle. I don't think that's a waffle. 50 no. 50? We, no, we but, know he's on he, a Honda or a KTM. No, but there could be something else, and he said zero. Yeah, we know there's nothing else. There's nothing else? There's no, no other brands? No. So he did not talk to Chris Wheeler at Suzuki and try to get an RM? I'm talking current right now, what he has and what he's going to do. But this is, th- I meant for Anaheim 1, JT, right? That's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't feel like JT. I don't feel that's a waffle. I don't think it's a waffle. Mm. I don't think he knows, so I... Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know, but I'm just asking your opinion, so... Yeah. All right, next question. Kiefer. Yes. Which is more likely to get Heather in the mood, watching Moto or watching football? <laughs> uh, football. That's not even a question. 2.6. She can give a sh- two shits about Moto. We should turn the Facebook Live camera to her for a minute. You should, so actually. It's pretty... What's going on. She's yeah. into it. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Nobody even cares about the Broncos. They're terrible. All right. <laughs> Easy. You did give me coffee. Thank you. All right, next question. F you, dude. John, if you tighten your spokes regularly, what is the life expectancy of a stock wheel set? Well, it's not just the spokes. I mean, even the best wheels, factory wheels or whatever, I mean, there's things that 
can happen on the track. You can overjump something. You can land in a, a G out or something, and it doesn't matter if they're tightened perfectly or not. Um, the rims will only take so much as well. Um, one of the biggest things with life expectancy on wheels also is not just the spokes, but the bearings and seals. There it works. You know, you talk, Steve talks a lot about race tech and, you know, change your oil. Well, guys should also consider changing bearings and seals in their wheels because that's something that's often uh, overlooked as well. If it pivots, it works. If it works, it pivots. Pivotworks.com. Yep. 38 seconds. Mm. We'll let him go longer because okay. he's a sponsor. All right. Okay. All right. Steve, yep. who threw a bigger championship party, Tomac or Caroli? Oh, Caroli. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. JT's turn. Go fast. All right, JT. Uh, percent. Drink wine. Percent pie that Ken Roxon is on the line at A1. 100. Wow. Really, huh? Wow. Yep. Okay. I'll be there. All right. So Same that's right. a good answer right there. Okay. 100%. All right. Kiefer. Yep. Would you and Heather consider starting a Kiefer after dark testing pod to quote unquote <laughs> run through some of the many aftermarket toys available? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was just talking about this today on the way up. I would. He was. He was. I would totally do it. Mine's a little bit more elaborate than that, but yes, um, I would do that. Crotchal region. I want to do that, <laughs> but I think that'll be after my dirt bike uh, career or job is over with. All right. <laughs> Next question. John, who is a team or rider, past or present, you would like to work with? Um, uh... I would say past, and I would say Mark Barnett. Barnett, huh? I was always a big fan of Mark Barnett. Yeah. I, I have been fortunate enough to meet a lot of cool people, yep. old school and new, and Mark Barnett's always been my favorite writer, and I've never met him. You've never met him? I've never met you him. Wanna talk, you would never know that was Mark Barnett, huh, JT, when you talk to Mark Barnett? No, he's so unassuming. Dude, yeah, I mean, the guy you know, has, If you knew what he looked like, you would know? Yeah. But. Yeah, you would. I, I was all wrapped up in that whole thing with him running bikes out of gas yeah, and training, yeah. listening to Van Halen, and just running sand hills till he threw up. And I, yeah. I bought into that. I thought that was. Just I, I just did a show. Cool. I just did a show with Hannah, and he talked about Barnett and how yeah. gnarly he was. But Barnett, it's like prying out of him that he used to be one of the best riders in the world. It's prying out of him. Yeah. He, but what, what if you met RC now and you had no idea, and you're just like, hey, this. This Carmichael guy, he's he's the best it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, that's You'd be true. like, what? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next question. Steve, which Pulpamex privateer has a breakout 2018 Supercross season? The Seven Deuce Deuce or A-Ray? Hmm. Well, I want to announce to our listeners that the Seven Deuce Deuce and A-Ray's grand plans for 2018 rides have both fallen apart. So everything they told us on the shows are not working out. <laughs> <laughs> Life of a privateer. Um, a Ray, man, I think Adam's working hard. He's uh, he's he rebuilt the Supercross track at Castile. He's ready to ride. But A Ray with the Millsaps thing has really been impressive. And um, I don't know what he's going to ride, but I think A Ray. Although the slam didn't go so well, he just slammed himself to the ground. But uh, I don't know. I think consistency. Just go off of that. Kind of robs my question from, uh, yeah. from JT, by the way. Oh. Okay. I'm not going to shut up. No, go all. ahead. I was say, consistency, more deuce-deuce. Uh, raw speed, yep. A-Ray. Flashes of brilliance, A-Ray? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm interested to see what happens with A-Ray as well. He's come in the shop a couple of times, yeah. and he's definitely trimmed down a lot. Thin, and I, I asked Too him, like, what are you doing now? And, you know, obviously Davey's training him. And 
what I got from him is he eats a lot of plants. Doesn't eat shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see him a lot like, of dude. plants. Hey, so, real, uh, hey but, who wins in a race? Now Carmichael or a now A-Ray for 15 minutes, JT? Carmichael. Really? Carmichael. Yeah. You think he could still do it for 15? Yep. He would have a big lead. Fuck. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, all right, next question. Oh, my turn. Yeah. JT, uh, question for you. I was going to – this may be Rob's from the other question. But uh, who is the privateer in 2018 Supercross in 450 class that has a breakout year? 450 Supercross privateer. Yep. Um, Chad Reed. <laughs> you're so <laughs> – you motherfucker. I mean, you're right. You're right. So I'll, go, I'll give Jerk you off. I, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question because I didn't have anything. I couldn't right. come up with anything. Like I'm thinking of like a Henry Miller. Not, yeah. not Henry specifically, but a dude, something right. like that. You know? Something like that story, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. Um, all right, is that it? <laughs> X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions ever, everybody. X-Brand goggles, if you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Brock Tickle wearing X-Brand and rocking it on the uh, Red Bull KTM. So that's nice. And uh, uh, please check them out. Pulpamex Show 17 is the, uh, is the code. So the next up, JT, this is very important. we gotta, we got to talk about this. Uh, Truck Hero, truck-hero.com, the cr- Truck Hero question of the day. Proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team. Truck Hero is a parent company of NFAB uh, Inc. and composed of wild, worldwide renowned brands, back industries, undercover NFAB bedrug Husky liners. Truck Hero is a name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, your SUV. And we're going to combine the Truck Hero question of the day with the JGR NFAB JGR check-in and fabcom uh, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Jeep truck and SUV bumpers, steps, light mounting solutions. Didn't you get some steps? Uh I did. Yeah, you did, right? Actually, from Thomas. Yeah. And, uh, you liking them? Good. I love it. Okay. And actually, awesome. he made me a great guy. Yeah. He made me a custom grill uh, for my truck oh, with JT's... a W logo and everything. Really? Yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, JT's got JT's yeah. trucks Thomas all. is NFAB. a good dude. Yeah, NFAB'd out good, also. Good guy. Uh, they're a big part of the NFAB JGR Suzuki team. We love those folks at NFAB. So I'm combining these two segments So just because uh, Chris Kiefer's making me do a short show tonight. So I'll start with you, JT. Like, seriously. Honestly, don't be a jerk off with like your last question, your last, your last answer. You're just mad. It was. It was it, I know. I am. I'm mad. One up I, to you. Yes, it, I am mad. This is the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in and the truck hero question of the day. What the fuck is Barsha gonna do? Mm. That's the question. Like seriously, what's he gonna do? Same thing Stu's gonna do. <laughs> I don't know. More dick pics. <laughs> Either. <laughs> Either ride or not, because both oh, thanks, of thanks, JT, thanks. I, I well, I, I was sitting here waiting to bring up this stew thing. Like seriously, like we're in September. Is he really just not going to race? Like he's done. Like, he's done. Tired. He's done. He's done. Okay, uh, Barsha. I don't know, man. I think he could get some help, but he's got to pretty much be willing to ride for free at this point because. You know, this USGP. It seemed like he was super motivated, and I mean, he wasn't doing much. So, you know, he always had this GP thing to fall back on because he always did well at Motocross Nations, and I feel like the teams were they were interested always, you know, and I think that was kind of his, his safety net. And then I think he did a lot of damage to that safety net in Jacksonville. So uh, I couldn't tell you, man. If he could wait it out and do like Weimer did and get a fill-in spot maybe, but I don't, I don't see anybody willing to pay him any money. Okay. He, he's made a ton of money. Right in his career. Yeah, and, and so, he, he's got deals that still for, are for a lot of money out there. So he'll find a way to race. Okay, so do you, does he show up in like a fun mover or 
or like a straight truck and put no, it to- somebody's going to get hurt between now and January. Um, you know, worst case, but he'll oh. find, he'll figure something out. He's still young enough. It's just going to be for no money. That's that's the most unbelievable part. When you say he's making, when you say he has money deals already out there, you think you're talking gear and stuff. Is that yeah, gear and goggles and helmets and you okay, know, like big money though. Like his deals are all. But one of the things I heard, JT, and you you're in this business, so maybe you can tell us as far as a fly racing deal. Not that you know his A star deals at all, but I'm saying one of the things I've heard is he has to be on a factory team to collect this salary from A-Stars, his gear company. And I've certainly heard uh, of clauses in, in co- contracts. I don't know if I've ever heard something as drastic as that. Um, do you, first of all, do you believe that? And if so, what? How? who determines who's a factory team? Like, is Forrest Butler a factory team? Um, I have heard of that. I know Nick Way had that for years. His deal was, was uh, contingent upon that. Okay. Um, I know we have done it, and we've considered doing it with people and all, you know, all variations in between. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, okay, so how, who determines that, though? Uh, it's, it, it's, it would be legally. Uh, okay. You know, there's a difference between having a clause in your contract and enforcing it. Sure. And uh, that's, we have injury clauses in all of our fly racing contracts, and we've never enforced one. Right. So, um, yeah, um, I, I know they love Barsh over there, so I, I, if, I would bet they would bend over backwards to help him. If you were advising him, and God help you if you were, but if you were <laughs> advising him, what would you tell him to do? Would you say, hey, hang tight, don't ride anything because somebody's calling? Or would you say, listen, uh, what bike do you want to ride? We'll get a straight truck, we'll get you a mechanic, you go racing. I would say just determine which equipment is going to make you make or break you. Um, mm-hmm. And you have, you have money. You know, you want to make more, of course, yeah. but you have money. So that's not your determining factor. You need to find the bike in the situation that you can kind of rejuvenate your career. Otherwise, it's going to only get worse from here so okay so go spend your own money to go out racing uh, not necessarily then that that doesn't have to be the case it's basically just beg borrow and steal to get the equipment you need okay um, I, and that's going to set you up for success okay i feel like that's the easiest part i think almost anybody in the pits outside of suzuki and maybe yamaha would give him factory stuff i think that's i think that's the the biggest key I, yeah. The rest of it's the rest of it's not that difficult to get. I mean, uh-huh. you can get yourself to the races, and he has he has practice bike mechanics, and he has badass tracks to ride, and he has everything. You know, he just needs he needs the equipment that's going to allow him mm-hmm. to be successful. Uh, Kiefer, if you were advising him, what what do you say? What, what what does he do? I would say you're making like JT. He's making the money from the gear sponsorships. I would say you have to go racing, or else your your racing career is done. I wouldn't just sit around because a. But okay, wait a minute. If you sit around. Mm-hmm. Jake Weimer was sitting around, filled in for Barsha at the opening round, raced all 17 races. Right. Okay, so you're saying him to stay on Suzuki and just ride no, a Suzuki no, at no, home? No, 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 just stay ready for anything. On what bike, though? That matters. It doesn't matter because Jake Weimer stepped in and rode all 17. Right. But wasn't he riding already? He was already mm. he was kind of riding a Suzuki yeah, already. Yeah. So that's, what I'm, that's where it comes into play. Like, if you pick a Honda to ride... A uh, Yamaha team is not going to call you. A Honda team is going to call you. So you got to kind of figure out where your in is a little bit and okay. ride that kind of bike. So to me, get get a rig, take your mom and dad, get your team together, assemble, you know, and super team assemble. Yep, super team assemble, and go race. Get your equipment that you like. So show up at Anaheim one in a straight truck as a privateer. Absolutely. Okay. Why not? I mean, you're not going to. 
I, I mean, Dean Wilson did it. He was out by the Big A in a, in a van with Andy. Here's the difference between Weimer and Dean and Justin. Okay. I don't think, and you would know more about this than me because you're in the paddock more. Um, I don't know much about the ins and outs of Barsha's program, though. But <laughs> I would think Barsha has a, a reputation of not being the easiest guy to work with in the industry. Weimer, super easy guy, mellow, wants to ride, willing to do stuff. So how many teams are going to want him to come over there and be like, we're going to go take Barsha? Yeah. I, don't, I don't see that, you know? Yeah, JT, is Barsha still an elite talent where you can overlook things and, and take them? Um, overlooking which part? Uh, just like uh, his down years and things that has been going wrong for him. Uh, I, to me, if you can get him for free, he has tremendous upside. There's a lot going on. He hasn't shown much, but the ability's there. The talent's there. He's healthy. There's a lot there. Um, you gotta you gotta realize that the last two, basically the last two contracts he's had have been you know seven figures. So if you can get him for free, that's a hell of a value. Even if he doesn't do great and he's just getting top tens, top fifteens, I mean that's. <laughs> That's still a great deal for if you're getting it for free. So I can see it now. WUSA team <laughs> with a truck. Well, that's what's going to happen. Can, I can tell you that ain't going to happen. Barsha and a truck. Sell yeah. some wheels. Well, that's JT. I, I was curious. JT's thought on that from the his business side. Do you think Barsha is still very marketable? I mean, from, because he has been maybe done some silly things on the track, and maybe all the fans aren't all in. Right. And I think. Example: Barsha and Dean Wilson. Friendly, you know, Wilson's a friendly guy, yep. approachable. Um, talks to the media, just right. all of the the whole package. So, JT, with you and Fly, I mean, I'm not saying obviously he is available, but if he was, would Barsha be somebody that would could represent the Fly brand uh, for what you guys are looking for? Um, my biggest objection would be his price tag for gear. That, other than that. Um, it just it all depends on on what he's looking for uh, because I know I kind of know what he's getting paid I know it's pretty close and it's it would be a non-starter. Um, one but. of the things that somebody told me was why would you sign that guy You'll end up in the AMA truck every weekend. I mean, there's some uh, validity to yeah, that. Whatever. I mean, yeah. This is this is what I'm saying is him not riding. I mean, if he's there in the motorhome doing the thing, racing every weekend. I would see if teams getting him, there's more of a chance to do that. But if you're just chilling at home, riding your track, out of sight, out of mind, yeah, I don't think well, that's going to work. Mookie did that, got something. Dino showed up and rode in a, out of a van. There's two different ways of doing it. Weimer was not going, you know what I mean, if, if JGR didn't call. He was going to stay home. So lots of different strategies, huh, JT? To, yeah, to, the to, tough part for, like, for Dean is, I, when I say the equipment thing, like Dean didn't have the equipment that I would right. no. think Barsha needs. You yeah. know, that that's the biggest problem I think. You know, for him, if he wants to ride a KTM, which we kind of know, KTM or Husky, he's been really trying to get on one of those bikes, and even the Honda too. Um, there's a pretty significant difference between what Dean was riding and what a factory KTM or a factory Honda if they handed over for the weekend. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like Dean was having a hard time, like even getting the factory ECU and stuff. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, he was – yeah. Um, it's interesting, man. So the Truck Hero question of the day and the J, the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. Talking about Justin Barsha. So Europe's out of the question too, you think? I, I think so. Okay. I, I don't know. Again, you know. You watch him ride. You watched him all year. What bike right now that's out there would be 
the best bike for Justin Barsha. I, I mean, look, that's a touchy subject because he was the Yamaha was the Honda was the problem. I had to get off a of Honda. I got I got to get on. I got got to get off this Yamaha. I got to get off the Suzuki. So it's hard for me as a mechanic, and you know, JT and I are on opposite sides of this. So you know, we, we have different philosophies. As a mechanic, I'm like, give me a fucking break. This factory Suzuki, factory Honda, factory Yamaha. All don't work. Meanwhile, he's beating Ryan Dungey outdoors on a Yamaha. The biggest thing for him is injuries. He's been injured, you know, and, and he, ha- he hasn't been able to get his, his, his mojo going. And and it's been a long time now since he won a race, but his rookie year, he won two 450 Supercrosses, man, you know? So to me, when JT says he thinks the Husky and the KTM are what he wants, I just shake my head at that. Well, I, I don't disagree with you, but it's also what does he think he's going to do the best on? Yeah, That's yeah. Half the battle yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I have fragile little flowers that you riders are, JT. Placebo. You know, so um, that just tells me you guys are fragile little flowers. See, exactly. There we go. Uh, all right, JT, thanks for your time tonight, man. I don't know where, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in Oklahoma. I wonder what you're just, always doing. Just working. What are you doing? Selling? Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Kind of like, you, uh, kinda like what about, the circle does. That's what they do. About, they entertain. Yeah. Have you talked about Kiefer's uh, Utah trip coming up? Yeah. Yeah. Dirtdreams.net slash pulpamex. Go there. Um, it's going to be fun. You, and, yeah. You know, Kiefer, so. you're going to be pumped. Yeah, I'm stoked. It's uh, Can't wait. pretty good time. Is it? I, I'm not the best mountain biker in the world, but I had a great time. I like, hear you. Me neither. Insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, I wanted to uh, bring up if anybody's going to Monster Cup, which that that Dirt Dreams deal is part of uh, Monster Cup, kind of kicks the weekend off. Uh, I'll be doing my VIP program for Monster Cup too. Um, so get at me, email me, tweet me, whatever hey, well. if you want more information about that too. What's up, John? Hey, JT. Um, yes, sir. Hey, I'm curious. Have you talked to Forrest Butler? How did he make it through the hurricane? Did he get through that okay? Or yeah, you know his family his parents and uh brother's houses are were in miami so it's pretty nervous time there for a bit uh forest moved about three hours north of there so um, i haven't seen any real significant damage from any of their houses which is great news so oh, that's good to hear yep awesome cool. buddy thank you for uh for joining the show appreciate it and uh, i'm sure we will talk tomorrow and the next day and the next day all right guys see you, uh, see you, see you. Take care. Jason thomas everybody from fly racing flyracing.com the best gear out there it is good this year man Whew. Best gear out there. I like it. I like it a lot. Best gear out there. I can't use my my sound right now. Why? I got another thing going. It's the backdoor <laughs> special, Travis. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Backdoor and so shit. So he can't do his job, everybody, because he's doing personal work on the side. Personal shit. That's exactly what's going on right no, now. No, I'm trying to uh, find another drop thing. <laughs> A lot of oh, a lot of things going on over that, there, and this will be reflected in your upcoming paycheck. Listen to me. <laughs> I hope so. Absolutely. I hope so. So we got no sound, everybody. So whatever. That's it. Uh, John Anderson from W and Chris Kiefer in studio. Uh, Vortex Racing. Uh, James Stewart used to use Vortex. God, wah, wah, wah. so fucking Rockets. sad to me. So I sad got my to sound me. working. Okay, great. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb using Vortex. Also, uh, EK Chains is a big part of the Vortex guys as well. And uh, the Babbitt's Kawasaki team. Uh, Arena Cross, I heard today. Uh, it, w- it, was, uh, it was 17 rounds and 14 weekends mm-hmm. last year. Now it's 11 rounds, 11 nights. So one night around. Only 11 rounds. Yeah, only 11 rounds. 
Mm. But the Babbitt's Kawasaki team that uses Vortex will be there to dominate. I just talked to Gavin Faith at the USGP. He's heading down under, and then he will be rejoining Arena Cross. Uh, please check him out, uh, vortexracing.com. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for a discount on anything those guys have. EK change as well, like I said, a uh, big part of that. And the V3 MX uh, Supercross uh, handlebar that's 29% stronger than competition. And, of course, color sprockets and real good sprockets. And we thank the folks at Vortex for coming on. Big part of it. They also bring you our next guest, this man. Newly signed to the Red Bull KTM team. he's uh, We're looking forward to seeing him do big and better things next year. And uh, we welcome him back on the show. Brock Tickle, what's up, Brock? How are you, man? Uh, nothing, just hanging out. Um, just finished some dinner and just uh, waiting to get on the show with you guys. Oh, thank you for coming on. I even bumped your time later, so I appreciate it. And that was for. Yeah, no worries. That was so JT and I could talk about whether Bogle or you have a better spot for next year. That's all. So that's what we're just debating. So don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. So this is uh, what happened to October first. Just because RCH was going away, they they figured you could just do do you could get jump on the bike right away. Yeah. So I mean, Kyle and everybody I think knew maybe a couple weeks before uh-huh. uh, the actual release came out, and um, as soon as I got a LOI from KTM, I basically hit up Kyle and let him know. And then he's like, basically you're released. And, oh, okay. um, he actually got a release over to Roger and Ian over at Unadilla. So, um, oh, I feel wow. like I could have rode maybe a couple weeks earlier, but yep, obviously yep. there's no rush at the moment to, to get sure. back on the bike. But for me, I was fiending. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm stoked and I'm really pumped for this opp- opportunity. Uh, with the Red Bull KTM team. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. It's, it's, uh, we've talked about it for a while now and analyzed your situation outside of your injury, man. It was a good year for you. It really was. Yeah, no, I, I felt like I, I hit the surface of where I felt like I could be. Um, obviously the injuries can hold you back and whatnot, but I've, I feel like I showed more of myself this year than I have in years past. And, um, obviously a good timing for, for the situation to, capitalize on on this ride and um yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't easy i i mean mm-hmm. i called red bull ktm back in after my podium in toronto just because i kind of felt like dungy was on his way out yeah to be honest with you uh-huh. and i just called him and let him know like hey i don't know where you guys are at i don't know where what you guys are planning on doing but i would love to be, love to be considered and um it kind of went from there and i called every week and kept in touch and um i know there was a bunch of guys obviously going for the ride because in reality it was the best ride in the paddock to get Mm -hmm. so for me i mean i made my calls that i needed to every week and you called them every week you called the every week oh i mean i mean this is a flashback for me whenever (laughs) i was back on star Uh and mitch was Mitch needed a guy. Uh, it was a, it's the same kind of scenario. I mean, I called every week and um, I spoke mostly to Ian. Okay. Um, I met with Ian and Roger um, once for lunch, and um, yeah, no, I mean it was a constant. Obviously, trying to get a hold of and mm-hmm. try to say as much as I wanted to, to to try to get the ride. I mean, it wasn't. I knew there was other guys in the scenario. Yeah, and I knew they were going to do everything in their power. So in in my scenario, I felt like it was the best thing for me to do to do everything I could to 
to capitalize on it and uh, get the opportunity. Is it something that you sell yourself? Do you sit there at lunch and you're eating and you're like, look, here, here's the reasons why you should hire me versus someone else? And is money even a factor? Or are you just looking like, hey, just give me a chance? For me, I knew I knew in the back of my mind, I knew that it, it wasn't going to be nothing, to say the least. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew it wasn't going to yeah. be like, hey, you're going to ride for free. Right. So... For me, it was a no-brainer. Like, I'm going to give it everything I have to get this thing. And and I know some some people, some keyboard warriors and whatnot, even even some of the media people might think that I'm too old for, for this ride, but I feel like I'm in the perfect opportunity to to capitalize on it and uh, mm-hmm. to reamp myself to, to prove myself again. Yeah, no, uh, that's, 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 that's a good strategy. I like that. Some guys of your level, Brock, might be like, I'm too cool. Like, they'll call me. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, you like to see a guy reach out and grab it and, and go after it, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, so that's cool. No, I mean, in this situation, I mean, you know, it's it's not as, uh, I don't know. It's not the uh, old days. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just, yeah. It's just not like, hey, we want you. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta show that you want it. And I feel like. I did everything I could to to yeah. prove that on and off the track um, for the situation, and um, obviously there towards the end I was nervous. Yeah. I mean, um, it was it was nerve wracking for me. I knew there was the JGR ride to maybe fall back on. I don't yeah. know for sure, right? Obviously, but um, that wasn't my focus at the moment. It was getting this done and. Um, focusing on now and yeah. the off season and heading into January. Um, yeah, no, I like it. I know some of the sponsors of the team were really pushing for you. You know what I mean? They wanted a guy like you, a solid dude who's uh, who's on the rise. Um, the Alden Baker thing. Did, did you say I want to go with Alden Baker? Did they say we we are sending you to Alden Baker? Uh, how did that kind of come together? That you know you're now in that in, in Baker's factory. Uh, for me, I mean. It's proven. I don't. I mean, I don't really care what anybody else says. Um, for me, it was the opportunity to re- to redo and reset. And I mean, what can you say? I mean, everybody yeah. that's there. I mean, Osborne is a prime example. Yep. Yeah. Be honest with everybody. I mean, you can't lie from from last year to this year. What has happened mm-hmm. in the last uh, twelve months? So for me, um, it wasn't even a question. I that got brought up and yep. you're like cool. I was ready to go. <laughs> All right, when when do I need to be down there? That's uh, kind of the question that was brought about. <laughs> so hey, Jessica, pack up. We're going to Claremont. Like that's that's yeah, that's exactly. a big thing. That's a big deal, man. Exactly. So for me, I'm 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 stoked. I've rode the bike three times now. Um, I'm really happy with where I'm at already. Yep. Um, and moving forward, I'm gonna ride Supercross. I think this week. Um, and just see where I'm at, take it easy and ease into it a little bit. But, um, yeah, I feel really good on the bike and, um, do, do we it's, think been, Monst- it's been a cool transition. Do we think monster cup maybe? Uh, monster cup and straight rhythm is the plan. Okay. All right. So yep. that's, uh, that's in the program. And then after that, heading back, uh, East and um, I mean, Kiefer in the camp. Yeah. <laughs> Kiefer. I mean, if again, like what Brock brought up, yeah. Zach was a great rider, a lot like Brock, underrated, under the radar, some podiums Mm -hmm. here and there. And we saw exactly what Osborne did. Like, Mm -hmm. like, this is a great – why can't it be you? Why can't it be Brock Tickle? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Brock already 
and he can attest to this, he probably already works hard. He probably has a program and it works for him. Mm -hmm. But going to a proven program kind of already bumps you up mentally, yeah. Yeah. right? Because you know champions are made here. Yep. That puts a little pressure, I'm sure, on him. And that makes him want to perform. And that just elevates everything. Not even his, his health and training, yeah. but his riding as well. Well, you know, it's funny because when Dunge joined, John Jim was like, I was doing too much. I was doing too much. Right. Alden's got this thing down structure. to a science and structure and everything yeah. else. So, uh, Brock, I think it's going to be awesome for you, man. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's the, it's basically my first week on the, on basically the Alden program without him being involved, like yep. hands on, but, right, right. um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it is what it is and I'm stoked to be part of it. And I think honestly, I might be in the same same uh, scheme as guns, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. In a certain sense, I feel like maybe I had too much here and not enough here. And you know what I mean? It's just moving the the parts around to make it right for you and uh -huh. to perform on your dirt bike. Um, yeah. Now, don't give us the typical rider bullshit stuff. Thank you. Uh, how's the bike? What do you like about it? It's early, all that, but what do you like about it? I mean, to be honest with you, it's right away. It was different, obviously. Yep. I mean, it's not a Japanese bike. Um, I really, I really, really like the way it feels. Um, the frame, I think, is what is giving me that characteristic feel that I'm liking, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you. And then um, we did some testing, just not even testing. I would say throwing other sets of suspension on that guys have ran. Okay. Just to do it, to find find which direction I'm I'm gonna like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I mean, basically in one day I found a direction that was, I was like, well, I mean, this is what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm really stoked. I mean, it's been, it's been easy so far. So for me, and then hearing there's a new bike coming out and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And there's positives to that. I'm, I'm really stoked about, about that. Um, I feel like right now, um, I feel like I can go race and, right and put in some good performances now. And I've only been on the left bike three days, so that can kind of tell you where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I really like the way the motor is. Um, it's fast and it's easy to ride. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I'm happy and I'm glad I did um, what I needed to, 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 to secure the ride and um, make things happen. Who's going to be your mechanic? Do you know yet? Uh, Jade's going to be my mechanic. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, so I've worked with him a little bit. I'm stoked on it. I feel like he kind of has a goofy personality to the side of, obviously, the serious side. But mm -hmm. um, I think it'll fit well with me. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's just it's just been surreal until until I got to ride the bike. You know right. what I mean? It's been, it's been a while since I got things done. But to be honest, it's, uh, it's finally hitting me now. Yeah. Now that I've been on the bike three days. Vortex Racing, bringing you uh, Brock Tickle, talking to the new Red Bull KTM ride. Uh, should be exciting for, for him. So is your gear contract and stuff up as well, or you got more with Vexia? Yeah, where are we at on that? Um, everything's up at the moment. I haven't moved forward as of yet. Um, but things are kind of um, falling into place here. They should be done in the next week or so with, with what's going on, but um how we, obviously how i'd we, like to share all the information i could with you guys but that's that's obviously not the right thing for me to do <laughs> how are we looking at x brand are we good i saw you wearing them are we good 
Um, as of right now, we're solid. So, okay. Um, All right. I need to work on. I need to call Rich and work on some stuff. But yeah, we're in a good spot. Okay. To hopefully, continue. Work on that money. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what, he, that's, that's what. That's what it is. Uh, listen, Rich and I have talked a little bit. We got to keep you because yeah. they, they got to keep you because there's there's you know continuity of having a guy in the same brand for years. You Factory know? too. I know. Has there ever been well, a no, factory the, rider, KTM I rider? I know it kind of, in my position, it kind of, I, I'm the person that looks at it this way. Like, Rich and a couple, multiple other brands have taken care of me whenever I've been in the position where there wasn't much on the table, and uh-huh. they've taken care of me. So that goes into mind for me, and I know for most riders that doesn't. So yeah. for me as a person, that uh, I think about that kind of stuff. So I know it's a business at the end of the day, but for me, I think about that stuff and – um, that's something yeah. I don't want to just be like, screw you, I'm going this direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, good answer. Well, uh, we're, so we're talking to X-Brand Goggles with Brock Tickle on the show. <laughs> Seems like Brock could be a perfect fit for fly racing. I'm right. sure being under the factory uh, KTM truck that, yeah. that uh, Why not? going to be knocking on the door. Fly's got everybody else. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good God. Um, hey, Brock, uh, uh, something about RCH, uh, a team you've been on for a number of years. They all liked you. You got along well with those guys. Certainly did very well for them in, uh, in numerous times for races. Uh, I hate that, you know, that they had to go, man. Like, that sucks. They they won a title with Kenny. Bogle won a race. You got on the podium. Like, um, a little word about them and your time with with the RCH Suzuki guys. Yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, it still bums me out, to be honest. For sure, Because the whole crew inside the the guys that were there week in and week out, I mean, they – they cared about the riders. They cared about what was going on, and they, you know what I mean? They were involved. It wasn't just like, you know what I mean? It wasn't just like, oh, we're folding, see you guys later. It kind of hit me um, when Kyle called me. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when, but I think it was before Unadilla. And he straight up called me and was like, hey, I just want to let you know um, there's no more RCH next year. And then after I got off the phone with him, we talked for whatever, five, ten minutes about it and yeah. moved on. But on the way home after that, I was like, man, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Because, yeah. because honestly, I mean, they they did give it a good run, and they put the personnel where they needed to, and they, they did a good job with with doing what they needed to to go racing each and every weekend. Yeah, it, it sucks when Carmichael and Hart and they, and you know three years ago you you had so much sponsorship all over your bike and body tickle you know you couldn't get anything else in there, and to see that from that spot, Roxon winning a title, Hart Carmichael outside sponsors everywhere to folding up in two years is like what? Yeah, it's tough. It's not good, man. It's not good for our sport. I hate to be Mister Negative on this on this janky radio show, but it's not good. So, uh, well, I think you know. I think in in theory for for the team, I think Hart, Ricky, and multiple other people came up with the plan. And if they didn't get a certain amount of sponsorship by this date, mm-hmm. they were just going to let the mechanics and the personnel know. So that way, they had options. You know what I mean? They yep. didn't want to wait it out until the end of October mm-hmm. or the beginning of November, or yeah. December, or whatever the case may be. To to be like, oh, yeah, you're good to go, or, hey, bud, sorry, we're not racing next year. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like yeah. that's the right thing to do um, looking back at it. And I think um, I think most guys are, I think, secured on going other places. Seems like um, it, right? I know. Yeah. Yep, I know another a couple guys maybe aren't, but I know they have some options. Um, so I think, I mean, obviously, Steve, you've been a mechanic and whatnot, but 
that would suck being in that position, not knowing oh, yeah. whether your team's going racing next year or not. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've had the rug pulled out under me uh, with different teams, and you're like, what? I you're thought like, I was yeah. good, like I was set, and then I'm now I'm not. So, um, yeah, it's a bummer for those guys, man. Uh, I'm trying to talk to Kyle a little bit, maybe get him on the show, and you know, just kind of talk about RCH a little bit or Watson or, or somebody like that. And uh, it's a real shame. But, uh, but anyways, uh, congrats on the new ride, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. Oh, wait, you got one more. Oh, Keeper. I was going to yeah. talk about, what about your bro? Is he racing Soupy next year or no? Fantasy killer. Um, so he's, he's making the decision on what he wants to do here pretty shortly. Um, obviously, <laughs> you know, the life of a privateer, yeah. there isn't much money coming in. So. No. He did have some people help him out. I helped him out with a couple of deals, so that way he didn't have to pay for some stuff. And then, um, yeah, he's just trying to sort it all out. Um, obviously, still, he's not he's not young, young, but he's still young enough to enjoy it for maybe a couple more years if that's the path he wants to take. But at the moment, I think he's honestly going to go buy a KTM 250F or get a deal through my dad's shop. Um, my dad is actually a manager at a KTM, Honda. I don't know. It's just a dealer that carries almost every brand. So um, I think he made the decision that he's just going to buy a KTM 250F and go race some local indoor races in the winter and then possibly switch over to KTM 450 for outdoors and go from there. Get some of that shrapnel off your bike. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Get some stuff from Jade, you know. Yeah, um, backdoor action. Well, I think, honestly, like, I mean, no no BS to the side, but to be honest with everybody, I, mean, I definitely think just from riding the bike, I definitely, if I had to do a test, I would say the KTM slash it's a good bike. You know what? Yeah. Would be definitely be the best bike to ride stock. You uh, know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. Kiefer is doing like it's... Kiefer's doing a 450 <laughs> shootout here, and where do you think that thing's going to rank, Kiefer? It's either going to win or get second. Yeah? Yeah, that's what yeah. I feel. Yeah. Like so, it's, it's... I mean, that's my feeling. I haven't rode a stock bike, uh, and it, it is a, you can just tell it's a really good bike just from, just from the way it feels. Like, I'm not saying all factory stuff aside, yeah, I, think yeah. I can already just tell that it's a, it's a solid bike, and out the box, you, you can't really beat it. Oh, that's that's great, man. We could be sitting here in one year saying, look what Alden Baker did for Brock Tickle. Right. We could really be sitting here being like, look at this dude. Winning races, well, top podiums. the show in a year. I could be on the show again. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about it like that. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, how does Swisscore feel about this? Is he happy? I don't even know. I haven't talked to him about it. Is he happy? Um, uh, we exchanged some text messages earlier, but okay. other than that, okay. I mean, he did tell me he was pumped for me. And okay. I mean, I did get a lot of text messages, obviously, when the announcement came out. But, sure. I mean, I appreciate all the people that have been behind me and even – even the last five years with RCH, I mean, it's been a long, a long ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like it's it's set me up for success, and I kind of felt like that's kind of what I did in my my lights career. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in the same position yeah. to yeah. improve and get better. That's a great point. Just slowly grinding away, getting better, better results and all the time. People talking right. shit about your age. I feel like that's you're what 27. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that too. Like, I mean, I I mean. Weimer and I talk, and he went over to uh, that race in Germany. Was it Germany? The uh, the, Cup yeah, the SMX Cup, yeah. And he hung out with Everts, and Everts won his last like bit of championships from 27 
to 34. Yeah. So, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, with that being said, it, it doesn't, age doesn't put a number on. I mean, look at Chad Reed. I mean, at any moment, you could, that guy could be the guy to win the race. I mean, he proved that at Phoenix this year mm-hmm. that he was, he was there. Um, obviously, the rest of the season and some races had some problems, but I mean, you never know. That guy could show up and be ready to win. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, well, man, thank you. Congrats on the ride. Thanks yeah, for coming on. Good job, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh, and uh, we'll touch base again, I'm sure, down the road and, and see how it's going. And let's lock up that X-Brand contract, bro. Let's do that. <laughs> we got to get that. Thing. All right. Sounds All right. good, guys. Uh, thanks, Brock. See you, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Bring that ruckus to that X-Brand. He's kind of he's changed over the years from his from speaking, like star days, really just monotone. Yeah. You know, yeah. now he's... He's more vocal. I, I mean, look, uh, I don't want to sound like I was blowing him on the phone, but I really think, John, that this thing could really turn around, this Alton Baker thing. Like, I really think this guy could be something. Is he going to win a 4th Supercross championship? No, he's not. Could he win races? Could well, he win races? Well, yes. Could well, he that's, I yeah. was going to ask you, both of you guys, that. Steve, you're there every week, and you know Brock, and you know the program he's going on, you know Alden's deal. Yeah. Like, where do you think? I I mean, I mean, you you like you you say how you know you say it yeah, how no, it is and I, I can think, he win a race? Uh, sure, yes, uh, I think this can straight do it. up. Yeah, you feel I, I do. He could sure. beat Tomac and sure. Rocks and all that. Uh, what do we? Okay, Rocks and Hughes question mark. Okay. okay, Tomac really really good and Muskan really really good. After that, where does everybody fit in? Yeah, and he's he was that fifth to eighth guy, right? Yeah. I feel, and I think circumstances yeah. I, happen. He could win a race. Yep, yeah. and with all that new stuff. So, um, did he do a one year deal? I believe so. I meant to ask him. I forgot. Uh, real quick before, I don't want to take this take this guy up too long on the show. He's a very busy man. But uh, Davey Millsaps. Yes, sir. So you need a practice bike guy, and you're thinking about me. <laughs> I was with I was with A Ray, and we thought he's like, oh, just you know, mess with Steve. Yeah, like so, so okay, like. Are you ready to work hard? Are you ready to be motivated? I mean, are you ready for my program? I mean, coming. I mean, okay, I'm not even going to answer that question. <laughs> he was setting it up too. He was getting ready. To. He's like, okay. oh, I'm just going to keep living my life. Uh, do you want to put it publicly out here on the show? If if we if people can contact me if they are interested and I can pass it on. So, uh, so you can be the middleman. Uh, well, just because you don't want everybody emailing you and calling you and texting you and everything, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you're a busy guy. Um, Dude, I've been, we've, uh, Aaron and I have been thinking all day, like, who, who could do it, you know? Um, okay, <laughs> uh, so, okay, right now, we're very excited for A-Ray's progress. You've been taking him under, under your wing. He's been losing weight. He looks great. Uh, the opening mm-hmm. race under Millsap's <laughs> tutelage, though, Davey, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh... Which one was that? The Trans World Slam. Oh, God. I mean, we got a lot of work to do still on that with that guy. Okay, from what I hear, he had a flat tire on the, on the gate. Yep. It went flat. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, the guy who got the whole shot crashed in front of him, and he hit him. Right. With the flat. Or hit the bike. Yeah, hit the bike and, and face planted. Yes. Correct. Yeah. He was, so, I mean, I guess he qualified okay. Um, <laughs> Millsap's looking on the bright side. Davey's looking on the bright there's side. Always, there's always a bright side. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, I mean, you got to do something, right? Yeah. So, um, this practice bike guy, what's he got to be good at working on? What kind of brands, yeah. Davey, does he have to there be good at go. working on? What do you recommend? 
Uh, one with two wheels. <laughs> um, Hard to fool the 18. October 1st, do we know? October 1st, we'll know. And, um, uh, and possibly uh, track maintenance. Okay. Possibly track maintenance yeah. and two wheels. Okay. We can figure that yep. out. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm busy We're with not this. a bicycle. <laughs> I'm busy with this media thing, but I think I could really, uh, I could, I could really take you to the top, you know. But I'm, uh, like I said, the top of the scale. That's about it. <laughs> Stop it! Stop I'm it! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, um, are you oh. still, are you still riding a lot? I've seen you out the tracks, SoCal, but have you been riding lately? Um, no, I, uh, I haven't ridden in a little while. Bummer deal oh. for you right now, man. You gotta get this thing figured out, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just it's just been one of those things that uh, you know, kind of everything's been on a standstill. Uh, so, yeah. what kind of gear are you gonna wear next year? It's still up in there. Okay. What about X brand goggles? Get you some X brand. You, you want to see clearly? You want to see get clear vision? Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like Alex, Alex pulled out um, this new goggle. I think it's called Blur, and it's a magnetic lens. Have you guys seen that? I have not seen this, Kiefer. I haven't. Blur yeah. wasn't that O'Neill's? Brand? Yeah, it what? was. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, I have no idea, but it's a magnetic lens, and I'm like, well, what happens if you get crashed? That <laughs> <laughs> never really got that far. Um, A Ray's like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, well, we're going to let you go. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, by the way, condolences, no condolences on your, your passing of your dog yeah. as a dog lover. Yeah. Uh, you know, we work at the Bassett Rescue here in town. We love them, my wife and I, and it's tough, man. That is a tough deal. Been through it a lot. Yeah, it was just so. strange, man. It was like he was perfectly fine, and then the next day, just all downhill. Mm. And, so. yeah. It, it's uh, especially yeah. when you have it from ten years, and it's part of your family. Oh, uh, we had one too, the same yeah. way. We're playing catch in yeah, the we yard. Rescued, we rescued yeah. him the day before he was going to get put down in Florida, mm. oh, and man. we gave him an extra ten years. You know, right? Yep. But so you, look uh, at it. you know, he ended. They, uh, he had cancer, and, and we just found it this week. Actually, this morning is when they finally were able to tell us that it was cancer. Yep. Um, this whole week has been to where he's. It's just been miserable. We've been to four different vets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely hard, but you know, oh, yeah. it's, nope. it's a lot uh, easier knowing that he's not, obviously not in pain anymore. Yeah, so. no, I know. We've been there for sure. It sucks, man. It's terrible. So, yeah. condolences on that. Uh, thank you for picking up. Appreciate it. And if, and if you if you, no if you want me to take you to the top, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> I appreciate the offer. Okay. Thanks, Davey. All right. All right. All see right. you. Yeah. Davey Millsaps, everybody. I don't know if that's going to work out, me and him. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Uh, speaking of Michelin. Randy Richardson, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? That was my best segue from Millsaps to speaking of Michelin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of new contracts and uh, new announcements and the 2018 racing season, man, that's, yeah. that's a great segue for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, by the way, you missed you missed one hell of a show yeah. last night. One hell of a show. Really. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that. It's, what is it, it's almost midnight here on the East Coast. I, I started listening to the show live and was looking forward to hearing Kiefer on there. And you started talking about, early talking about Sammy Hagar, and obviously I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> just, just talking about Sammy Hagar, I fell asleep. But luckily, luckily at my age, I have to wake up and pee about midnight. So, <laughs> so I was able to start listening again. 
<laughs> wow, it was phenomenal concert. It was amazing. Sammy brought the heat. Yeah. And uh, he bet the bits and Van Halen songs. It was amazing. Yeah. He didn't sing Jump, did he? No, no, because that song sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and he can't sing it. But hey, uh, what's up? Speaking of Kiefer, yeah. man, I spoke with him, spoke with Kiefer uh, a little earlier. And I'm, I'm, as you know, Chris has a great heart, a giving heart. He's, uh, he likes to give back to the sport. And uh, he he did an amazing job raising a lot of money for. Oh, Nona, he did absolutely. Uh, helmet. Oh, I mean, he did. You're <laughs> right. Hey, yep. I, I mean, I I think there should be a hashtag. You know, kudos to Kiefer. Yeah, but, no, uh, that's uh, yeah. Let's run it for helped, sure. Yeah. I think you helped a little bit. Thank you. Think, just a touch. But, uh, Thank you. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a touch. Uh, so we, but no, I. And, but, and, well, hold on a second. Regard, for people for people who don't know, uh, Nona at the ranch. We got yeah. her to the ranch. We auctioned off mm-hmm. her helmet. Uh, Three thousand forty six dollars. I think it was. Yep. Uh, a guy in uh, Kent, 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 Oregon. No, Washington. Kent, Washington. Yep. Won the helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flying colors, sixty custom painted helmet. So thank you to everybody listening who bought a twenty five dollar ticket. Uh, Three thousand dollars. Nona got the check. She she texted me Friday. She uh, immediately said, "I'm going to the dealership next week." to go look at a KTM 125, and that money's going towards that. Awesome. Fantastic. Thanks, everybody, for that. So, Randy, back to what you were saying. No, I just wanted to continue to contribute to uh, the Kiefer and Pulp MX efforts to help Nona uh, the remainder of 2017 into 2018. And uh, we're going to put some Michelin Starcross 5 tires on whatever bike she ends up with, her practice bike, race bike, and do everything we can to try to help uh, keep Nona going to Loretta Land oh, and keep awesome. her and her husband's efforts uh, alive. So that would be great. So, awesome, man. Thanks, so Randy, Michelin Star Cross cool. 5 on the, back of, yeah, on the back of Nona's bike. That's that's awesome. Uh, back and front. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say back and front. That way, if we have a ride day, she can get in free. (laughs) Very, very, very controversial ride day still to this day. Um, uh, Yeah, no, that's awesome, Randy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And, uh, again, thank you to everybody who's listening who gave $25 for the uh, thing. What a hell of a guy Kiefer did. What a a great guy Chris Kiefer is in doing that. And, um, you know. That's right. So that's right. Hashtag kudos to Kiefer. Yeah, hashtag so. kudos to Kiefer. <laughs> MichelinMotorcycle.com, Starcross 5. Maybe we'll get her some mediums and some soft. Well, when she was blasting She's that. East Coast, so. When she was blasting that Sandbrim on the RM125. That looks like some soft. It did. It yeah. did look like some soft. She's in Maryland, so there's a lot of soft dirt there. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's awesome, Randy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. No worries, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for all you do for the sport, and uh, and glad to be a part of trying to help help Nona uh, in her continued racing for sure. Yeah, that's be great. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a good night. All right, thanks, Randy. See ya. Randy Richardson from MichelinMotorcycle.com. Starcross fives for Nona. That's cool, dude. She's gonna have like so, a full blown effort. So she might ride a KTM, possibly. When I talked to her when I was at Loretta, she's like, you know, we talked, and she wanted to get a one twenty five, and and I said, hey, what? what do you like? And she's always looking at a KTM. And I said, that'd be an excellent choice. And there's a dealership right down the street from where her and her husband owned a Suzuki dealership. Yeah. And uh, she said she wanted to go get a KTM 125. So she got hey, three grand what, towards um, that. Great work, Kiefer. Great work. You, you know what? <laughs> Actually, hearing Randy say that, and, and I read some of the stuff you posted about her. Yeah. Um, and I think Steve will probably go, what? What's gotten into you? But um, I was pretty moved by that, what you did. You know, and, and that's what, and how and, she changed and, yeah. and really right. impacted your life. So, you know what? I, I don't do this very much, yeah. but uh, I wish I could do it more. But um, 
maybe we you put her in touch with me and maybe we get her a set of wheels. Oh, wow. there we go. How about we just we do that? Thanks. That's okay. really cool. W- Thank you very much. WUSA.com. Yeah. Stepping up for Nona. Yeah. yeah. She's full factory. Wow. Yes, yeah. yeah, she is. Really, right? That's yeah. awesome. Ah, thanks, man. That's yeah, cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, you well, I hope she gets his bike. But going off what he says, bench. I don't get moved that often. Like, nothing. I'm kind of well, jaded. Get, you, you get know? moved down there. Yes. Yeah. Heather moves me. Yeah. But other people don't usually do that to me. And when that happens, I kind of take notice more because I'm getting older. So I kind of, you know, I wanted to at least write something, and then obviously it went to something bigger. Yeah. So. Uh, BTOsports.com, fly racing, NFAP, Jeep and truck parts, race tech, suspension and engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, bringing you Chris Kiefer tonight, uh, Pivot Works, bringing you, uh, who was Pivot Works? Oh, Colton Haker was Pivot Works. Uh, the Pivots and, of Works. And Vortex Racing was uh, uh, Brock Tickle. X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles, Red Bull KTMs, Brock Tickle was on. Uh, Mission Starcross 5, thank you for those tires, Randy. For Nona, Works Connection, love the guys at Works Connection. FMF, also Atlas Neck Brace, if you are going to go try a brace, atlasbrace.com. You don't even notice it's on there, and it gives you a little bit of extra protection, people. And it's the official neck brace of Marty Davalos. So... Uh, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Seat Foam, Seat Bases, uh, the Monster Energy Pro Circuit guys, as well as a bunch of teams in the pits, Phantom, Lightweight. You should do. Try their. I have. Let's do a test on Kiefer Inc. on their full race setup. Okay. It's gnarly. Yep. It's like a feather. No, we'll do, maybe we should do like a seat shootout. It's a feather. Yeah. GutsRacing.com. Get data as well. Uh, something else you've tried and, yes, and enjoyed. And, uh, and Antonio Caroli enjoys also. Uh, and many others. And, of course, W Wheels USA. John Anderson That's is right. here. Uh, we are going to take our second and last commercial break of the night here on the show to uh, uh, eat some pookie snacks. Come back. we got uh, BTO Sports tweet at Travis. We've got some voicemails. And after dark. Right back after this. And then on deck, on deck is Maserati and Lamborghini. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do 
you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative high quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp and Mech Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything, I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike, and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you, jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. 
just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Race Tech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Race Tech products are made in the USA. Race Tech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Race Tech suspension and engines. Make it happen. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit EKChainUSA.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer 
for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel Rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts They all trust up, yeah No job is too big or too small WUSA everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us Whatever you need for your wheels Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV by taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit. PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. 
to fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. The word of the day is Broncos. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki, you can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer.
come back here with the Pop Mac Show. What's it about? BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Chris Keeper. Seeger. That's good. Oh, we gotta we gotta go see him. What happened? You were looking for tickets. Yeah. Um, they're like five hundred dollars. No, Heather found cheaper ones. She lost. Yeah, she lost focus. I leave that to her to do it. You know? I want to go because it's Seeger, and it's in the Forum, which I've never been to the Forum in LA. I never have either. LA Kings played there. Lakers played. That was a cool arena. So, John, you like Seeger? Yeah, he's all right. But the Forum, it's not that cool. It's not. Well, it's kind of a gnarly part of town. Yeah, but, yeah. but a lot of history in that. Yeah, arena. I just as a sports fan, yeah, I'd yeah. like to just go there to see yeah. it. You know, so. Tom, Tom Petty or Bob Seeger? Uh, probably Tom Petty for me. Yeah. Either one for me would be good. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with whatever. I like yeah. Hagar though. Number one. That was a good concert. <laughs> When he did the Van Halen stuff. Honestly, I know more Hagar songs than I do DLR songs. So. I, I liked it. Heather really missed out. And, and, and I what, think it's her loss. Growing so. up, my family was more Hagar than DLR. Dark Side. What's up, Se- man? Seeger. Yeah, Hagar's the better singer. Seeger or Tom Petty? Uh, I go Tom Petty. Okay. And Halen, uh, Hagar over DLR? Definitely, definitely a better singer. Um, DLR maybe maybe a de- better performer, but Hagar's a better singer, better songwriter. Thank you for for coming on the show. You're allowed to keep talking. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I know you guys just had Brock on. I wasn't able to listen. Uh, having a little Kiefer after dark time. It's coming. But uh, well, I know I was having a little Kiefer after dark time. Oh, good for you. Oh, right on. So, That's um, right. is uh, you guys think X Brand's going to get a, a win this year in Supercross with Brock? Well, we were talking about that earlier. We were saying championship negative, but right. a race win very, very possible. So, if he does stay, which sounds like he might be staying um, through okay. the efforts of Mathis and Rich, um, and that he thought that uh, he would stick around just because you know he always got taken care of when he wasn't that you know marketable. And right. now that he is, he's not just going to jump ship. So, yeah, it's possible. Okay. So you guys already talked about it, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Then my next question is um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in some vintage racing. I'm looking for a bike between 85 and 88. What would you suggest being the best bike in that year? You can't range? go wrong. Any, any Honda. Except for the 84 Honda. Don't get an 84 Honda. But 85, 86, 87, 88, get a Honda. Okay, yeah, I raced the 85 yesterday, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Those are hard to find, though, aren't they? They are. They hold their value well. A lot of guys, because a lot of guys want them. They, they, they last a long time. They have the best bikes. Just a Honda and nothing else, man. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm a Honda guy, so that's, that's what I was thinking, too, but I wanted your advice. All right, man. No problem. Thanks for listening, buddy. Okay. All right. All right. You guys See have a good night. That's Dark Side, everybody. He's a member of the Pulp Mex Roundtable crew. That John Anderson from W here was just saying that was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'll take pretty good. Nice work. That's, good. that's a lot more than what people said about the old ones. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, so God, yeah. I feel like I'm on the way up. I feel like I need to listen to it on the way home because I started on it, but I need to finish it. Uh, Race Tech Suspension, please check them out. Race Tech Technical Edge Suspension Seminars, October 21st, 27th in Corona, California. If you want to be like a lot of people in the sport that started at Race Tech, Go to these suspension seminars. No one has educated more top-level suspension tuners than Paul Thie, man. Uh, thanks to the folks at Racetech for coming on. Pulpamex 17, if you need a discount, get your oil changed. Get the right revalving. Turn your air fork into spring. 
Yes, please do that. And much more. Uh, Racetech.com. One email, because I read one earlier, and uh, I read two earlier. So just one email from Jordan. Uh, Pulp, thanks for the show. I enjoy listening to it every week. My question is sweet and short. What percent of your audience do you believe ride versus what percentage does not? I don't know. I would say 90-10, because I have met people that listen to the show and love the show that do not even own a bike. Okay. Uh, well, Jordan says, I no longer ride, but I have become a bigger fan of the sport and follow every weekend. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Also, as we go into the offseason, it, 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 is it back to Chick-fil-A and Net Talk? Mm. Absolutely it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And let me tell you, I, blah, had, blah, blah. I had Chick-fil-A in Florida Ugh. at the USGP. And didn't breaking, do it right. breaking news, it still sucked. The part that you say that you didn't do it right indicates that it sucks. Like, when you have to do it right... At a restaurant, that means it blows chunks. Like, sorry. Uh, listen, if you get the number 13 and you get the poly sauce and you get the barbecue and you half and half and don't get the bread and get the grill. Like, have you had it bad just sex? sucks balls. Like, you- like, if you have to do that many instructions to make it good, it sucks. Have you had bad sex in your life? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. And But sex is great. But you've had bad shit. Same thing with Chick-fil-A. You can have bad shit. But there's some good stuff that you need to pay attention to and get on okay, that program. So, all right, okay, so I got a super specific Chick-fil-A order. It's really good, everybody. I'll, I'll, but I'll, unfortunately, like one of those uh, one of those old-timey guys, Benjamin Franklin, you got to unroll the scroll <laughs> to read all the instructions on how to order. So I'll get my scroll, okay. and I'll be like, yes, I would like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> As the scroll goes, <laughs> I would like half Pollyanna. I need a different bun. I need different breading. Pollyanna? Uh, whatever the fucking sauce is called. Polynesian. Whatever it's called. <laughs> Fuck. Here, I'm just saying. Here's the if, thing. If I need a scroll to order, it ain't good. Okay. Because in and out burger, yeah, number two. Thanks. Great. We just found out some shit today before we started that there's stuff we didn't know it about. It doesn't matter. Any. John, where do you stand on this Chick Fil A? You know, I, I I've got to go with Steve in a way. We're I, back I kinda, on this. I kind of feel like that. The, Thank you. The bread's always soggy. Thank you. Okay. Thank and, you. And my kids Listen like it. Me. Yeah. And, Thank and you. I've had it. But, but John Anderson, yeah. everybody, he's a hero. I'm not saying it's life changing. WUSA, John Anderson, <laughs> hell of a man. I'm not saying it's life changing, but I'm asking you. I love this guy right here. As a as a friend of friend that bonded last night. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. So can you try the way I like it, and you tell me yes or no? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Yes, of course. Sammy endorsed it. He'd fucking eat it all the time. Yeah. I'd eat that shit up. Heather just asked if you would like it if Sammy liked it. it Sammy knows quality food. When it, so Sammy's he, a huge cooking fan. So he would like it. Loves cooking. Yeah. Very good at cooking. Cooks for all these world famous chefs. I guarantee you, he would look at Chick fil A and be like, that's poop. I don't, but th- Marks, I don't, I don't Marks, think that's the case at all. Are you with me, though? In, no, the, in the sense, in this sense, if you have to. Describe all these add-ons and changes to your order at Chick-fil-A. Options. It ain't that good. It's not even that hard. Yeah, I would say that's probably not good. Except Pipe down over there. We chill down. We talk. I, chill I down. Go there and order the spicy deluxe combo. Don't do anything. That's special, what I got. That's what I got. I think it's fantastic. That's what I got, and I was told everybody was. Like, that's what I got. Bun was soggy. Uh, chicken was soggy. Um, crisscross fries. Yep. Good job. That, that, jump. That, jump. That sauce, I will say, is <laughs> it's pretty, it's not bad. So that, that yellow sauce, whatever, that dip, you dip it in. Yeah, oh, the Chick-fil-A sauce. That's not That's bad. crack. That's good it's, shit. It's, 
It's yep. almost like drinking pizza. Well, it's like but... the herpes of this well, show. Now we're back. Yeah, we, we are always. It always comes it back always to comes, Nets. You think it's gone? Nets and, it and Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is like our religion talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happened. All right, everybody. That's it. Uh, John Anderson, great man, fantastic, great, great to have him here. Uh, BTOSports.com, tweet a Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Oh. The tweets of Travis. BTOsports.com. Can you get W at BTO? You of course can. you can. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Use the deal at BTOsports.com. Pulp MX code. Either put it in the notes section online or call and mention Pulp for a hell of a discount on anything from the folks at BTOsports.com. What they got going on. Uh, bike, body, SU, uh, UTV parts. Uh, they, they, they've got it and uh, they'll cover you from head to toe. Love those guys. And uh, worldwide shipping. Great shipping rates worldwide. And a lot of Aussies I know uh, use the code at BTO, so we thank uh, we thank those guys and we thank BTO. All right, these questions are submitted to at Pulp and Mech Show on Twitter. Uh, the guy in the corner over there picks the best ones and uh, and reads them. So uh, all right, let's do this. This one's from George. Or oh, do we have sound yet or no? Yeah, we got sound. Good. All right. So personal projects are over. I'm not sure if that okay. intro just played or not. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Just uh, checking. I didn't, I didn't. All right. All right. All right. Uh, George Walton wants to know: with 450 spots at a premium, when do teams skip injury-prone stars? For Mookies and rookies to try and step up, as in MXGP and MotoGP. Um, read the last part. Mookie? Like Mookie. Was there a Mookie in there? Yeah. Mookies. So it's Mookies and rookies. Mookie, Mookies like and rookies. Mookie and then rookies. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think a team like you just have a budget. You're like, hey, I have two hundred thousand dollars. What can I get for that? You know, I think it's just like going shopping. So. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, um, who's this, you know, Weege and JT and they talk all the time about, you know, the flashy heat race guy that gets, keeps getting injured, but gets rides because he puts in some good rides. I, I don't feel like the mentality is changing all that much, except for in the case of this Barsha and Tickle thing, because yeah. Barsha really wanted that spot and, and KTM was talking about it and they went with the reliable Tickle over the flashy Barsha. Uh, which surprised me sometimes because most of the time these teams are just they're fascinated by this raw speed. And I honestly I think it's also uh the person. I think they're looking more inside the person. Um they can work with him, he gets along with everybody, he's easy to work with. Other side, maybe not so much. So I feel like, hey, if he's a spot or two behind Barsha, but he's a good dude, let's go with the good dude. Was money a possibly a, a factor in it in it as well i don't honestly like i don't know that but i feel like they would probably offer barsha the same amount as they as they would tickle yeah i think so yeah. and he you think he would have taken it yeah absolutely yeah for sure. bike, yeah and, and that that gear money that's a million dollar gear money from a stars are you serious yeah yeah over a what year? over how how long a year what one year mm-hmm. you're fucking kidding me they don't even make that back they don't care bro fuck Cool. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, this one's from Peter Kirkwood. Do you think we'll start That's seeing... That's a porn name, isn't it? Peter Kirkwood. Peter North. <laughs> yes, my name is Peter Kirkwood. I'm here to check the cable. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes. My name is Peter Kirkwood. Will we... <laughs> will we see more Americans race the MXGP series to start trying to make a living racing MX only? No, because we talked about that... Uh, like, those guys, there's no rides over there either, man. 
There's nothing. Like, Nagel got a TM ride next year. and Stry- Is that what he got? Yeah, I think so. Uh. And Strybos is looking. I think he's got something lined up uh, with the Wilvo, maybe. Wilvo, Yamaha looks like they're going to add a guy. But but there's no rides over there, man. I, and, you and again, for people who don't know, you just can't go to MXGP and sign up. Uh-uh. You have to be on an approved team, yep. so you can't even go improve yourself or anything. So, no, I don't think so, Marks. I, I, I mean, maybe like Marshall Welton's there, and Tanaya's there, but they're not making any money. They're not doing like you know. Rodriguez got clipped. His tryout didn't work when he went over there. Was it always? Wasn't it just always a tryout? Or did they? Say? I thought he like he tried out. He did well. He, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jeremy Finley wants to know. For Kiefer, will we ever see the fly-by-wire brakes or throttle on dirt bikes like F1 has, or possibly pneumatic valves? No. You don't think you see pneumatic valves? I don't think so. That would drive the cost up. Yeah. And they're, they're looking for a way to, to make the cost down for the consumer and make themselves more money, the margin. So I would say no. Don't you feel like the uh, wire... Uh, throttle wire, like that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, for you know what I mean. Like average guy, that's not that's yeah, not good. Yeah, so this one from Rickard, Ricard, Ricard, <laughs> regard me, Rick- <laughs> Ricard me, regard me. Um, hey, buddy. If Kiefer could elaborate on why more and more brands from Bush for Bushwookies, example Sherco, are going to electric electrical power valves. Okay, one more time. Sorry. I was thinking about Frank Ricard from the movie. <laughs> Elaborate on why more and more brands for Bushwookies mm-hmm. are going to electrical power valves. I think for the... I don't know for a fact, but my my thought process would be for the delivery of the engine. It's got, it, it delivers a smoother power, which in off-road, um, Bushwookies, like this guy's talking about, um, that's that's a better character for that type of riding. So, that's my thought. I don't know for sure. That's your next Kiefer Inc. testing article. Which is that? Call up these weirdo brands. Mm-hmm. Sherco, Beta, TM. Mm-hmm. What else is around, John? Uh, well, I would say Vertimati, but I don't know if they're that's, around anymore. No, it's gone. Yeah. Okay. Sherco, Beta. What else did I just say? TM. Yeah. Do a shootout. Just them shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Never even thought about that. Don't call because it, here's don't, the deal. Don't call it a weirdo bike shootout because that won't help, but do something like that. Because uh, when I do include them, or I have included them before, and they don't win, they freak out on me. And <laughs> really? Yeah, they get pissed. <laughs> and I don't, and I have, and when I was with Dirt Rider, I had to write it the correct way so it doesn't sound like I'm talking shit. So with my new venture, I'm more uh, transparent. I got it. Alternative bike shootout. You know, a lot of people aren't sure whether yeah. they're men or women nowadays. Yeah. Exotic bike shootout. <laughs> yep. So just do call it like that. Like that's but, a great idea. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. good Sounds idea. Gay. Steve. Kiefer Virgil wants to know, uh, maybe not wants to know, but I listened to the suspension podcast, but there were so many terms I was unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. Maybe a podcast to clear up some terms. Yeah, I actually have already have a list of terminology that I use that I'm going to do a, a podcast about that. So that's already in the works, Virgil. Yes, Virgil. Virgil, it's in the works. I already got it. This one's from Dave. I'm not sure why this is coming from Dave, but uh, my husband keeps saying he's bringing the ruckus to my ass. Help. What does this mean? Should my ass be worried? Confused moto wife. She's probably going on Dave's Twitter. Dave. 
If he's bringing the ruckus, yeah. I'm not he's... buying that, Dave. You're just making a joke. No yeah. one's bringing a ruckus. You're bringing the ruckus to that ish. <laughs> Gringo. Yeah, he, when I saw his picture, it, he didn't look like I thought he would look like. Yeah, other people said that, too. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, I didn't know that would be Gringo. Yeah. What do you, you think he's going to look like? More Luigi-ish. Like, like a Guido? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. HBO special Guido. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Nice. Um, do you think, Troy Benjamin wants to know, do you think box vans make a comeback? Maybe an efficient way for smaller teams to get involved? Um... No, because all these janky sponsors are like, we want a semi. Even when you, oh, but when you go in the semi, there's nothing inside. Smoking mirrors. There's no parts, but they want the semi. A lot of furniture pads. Yeah. yeah. So uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. No. They got fun movers now, so it's more. Yeah. It's more. Yeah. Comparable. I spent some time in a box van. Sort of do John. <laughs> yes. Some miles. And an Astro van as well. Yeah. Yeah. Some miles on the road. All right, that was pretty much it for tweets. Wow. Yeah. So enthusiastic tonight. Yeah, that was it. I saw some good ones that you must have missed. Like what? I don't know, but. I feel like some of the other ones we, like, covered. Did or, we? Okay. Yeah. All right. Some, uh. All right, 702 586. Uh, that was BTOsports.com. Yeah, too. like Travis MXGP racetracks getting gnarlier and yeah, grooming yeah, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. stuff we covered. Yeah, okay. Um, that's the uh, BTOsports.com. We love the guys at BTOsports.com. Do they do good business for you at W? They do good. Yeah. 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 We've been um, with them for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, one of the leading retailers in the uh, in the USA, everybody. So thanks to those guys. And Pulpamex will get you a discount. And they do bicycle stuff, too, by the way. And they do bicycle stuff. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Um, 702-586-7857. Leave a call. Leave a voicemail. Uh, anytime. We'll take the best of the best that was. And this is uh, the voicemails from the week that was. Three seconds to that D-bag caller that called up complaining about Gringo taking too long. Jesus H. Christ. Yep, and Marks, you timed it, right? It was 54 for you? I, uh, I think it was Hobo. A hobo did, hobo, yeah, yeah, and I retweeted it. But yeah, yeah okay. it was like fifty four. Yeah, or whatever. so the guy who called in and said just do leave your message in thirty seconds or not took fifty four. seconds. And then he claimed it was a twenty nine second he did. message. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so all right. Steve Brian Pierce from Seat Time here. Sounds like you're having trouble getting some of your MX, uh, motocross stars to sign up for endurocross. I am. Well, instead of trying to get them in the pro class, what about taking losers like us, uh, including myself, would be one of them, and putting us in the amateur class. Uh, helping us get a bike wherever we go or helping us get there some kind of way. Uh, I've raced a couple before in the past. It's always a good time. It's definitely an ass-kicking, but uh, as an amateur, it's just for the fun anyway. So, I don't know, just a thought. Yeah, reach out. I'd love to do it with you guys. That'd be fun. All right, peace. Uh, I've met Brian from C-Time. He's a nice guy. I, no offense, Brian. Nobody cares about your, your ride doing Neurocross. Like, nobody cares. They're not invested in you. We want to take a top motocross that the people know and get them to Neurocross. So, no offense. Right. I mean, yeah, I agree. Cause... With all due respect, <laughs> yeah. and then sending you blow somebody out. But you know what I mean? Like, like uh, you know, people want to see these. They want to see seven dudes deuce go to race and do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I'm having you know so some name guys. No offense to I don't think anybody cares about an amateur guy that we send. You know, so yeah, well, they couldn't relate to him. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah. Right. Hey, four time. Uh, love the show. Um, hey, the next time you get JT on there, could you ask him? If they make a new sole for the uh, Instinct boot, uh, my son got a got a pair Instinct. this spring, and uh, they're already holes shooting in the bottom. I hate to throw them out or 
or spend 500 on a new pair. So it's good, play it on the air, whatever. Uh, thanks. Bye. I know JT works for a company with a three-letter <laughs> name that starts with an F. But they don't make the instinct boot, caller. Uh-uh. So, uh, but you're in luck. Instead of just deleting your voicemail and calling you names or whatever, I actually reached out to someone at that said company. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say their name, but it rhymes with schmucks. And I was informed by a, a gentleman. I'm not going to say his name either, but his, what we call him is Schmeeker. Uh, instinct boot is replaceable. They'll do it. Yep. But oh, if it's past the red rubber piece oh yeah they say no they way. will say no good yep chuck them so they will if it's past the red mark if you're in the red mark and there's a chew if you're deep in the red like deep. if it's shark week on your soul you're done yeah you're done all right hey steve this is jason i calling about tim geyser i was just catching up on monday's uh pulp mech show and the question was which mxp mxgp rider would be coming to the states next um, and then you said Hunter Lawrence, but then that got me thinking about Tim Geyser. I, I know after he won this championship, there's a lot of buzz going around about him coming over to the States, um, but lately nobody said anything about it, and then after he said that, it kind of uh, got me thinking. So uh, tell me if, uh, if there's anything to that or if that's just kind of if he's just going to stay over there for the rest of his career or not. Uh, yeah, I guess I kind of, we were talking about Europeans coming over, and I mentioned Hunter Lawrence, you know? Yep. Uh, I guess I didn't mention Geyser. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Geyser's got to have another good season to get himself over here. Like, I feel like if he just keeps weeding up, they're not sending him here. Yeah. So, he looks so good winning MX2 and then MXGP two years in a row, but, man, I mean, he's got to figure it out. Yeah, next year he has another year, and I think that's when he wants to come over in 19. Yeah. So. But, but if he has another crash-filled year, he's not coming over. He won't because we won't take him, or he won't because he wants to go prove himself there again. I think that the Honda will be like, no, you're not ready. Yeah, but I think someone else would take him here. Oh, okay. That's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah, okay, maybe so. Yeah. 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 Uh, so maybe we'll see Geyser in 28 or 2019 over here. So, Listening to the Roundtable Show. No, I'm not Mark's dad. Steve, don't try that joke. Um, Mark, you're doing a great job so far. Listen to the part you said not a pe- lot of people like the uh, voicemail or email segments. I just don't want you guys to cut that out. I'm one of the people that really enjoy it just because I never get to listen live. And I'm trying to fall into that 30-second category of that one guy because I kind of agree. Not a huge fan of 480 Phil. He's kind of a dick, but he's kind of hilarious at the same time. But uh, I got what I said across. Could be a dick. Yeah, if you charged a dollar a month, $12 a year for all the content you put out, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Just wanted to throw that out there. There's a lot of callers you know, about this, Marks. If you had 5,000 people buy into that at $12 a year, that's $60,000 right there for one year. And you know what? I don't think that'd be too hard to explain to sponsors that, you know, you deserve a little bit of cake on top of what they give you to help run the show. So mm-hmm. just an idea. I'm working myself out. Making my way through the archives. Um, 2008, you're doing an interview with Larry Huffman, and he's talking about how, you know, he always used to really try and get into the riders' heads and, you know, always find information about them and really explain to the crowd a little bit of, you know, what what are about these people. And you've talked about it a few times on the show, but I just feel like there is not enough of that in the announcing, you know, Grant Langston and Wygant do a phenomenal job in the outdoors. And I think 
that's a lot because Wygant really, he's a part of the media, so he knows a lot about these riders, and he, they're a lot better at it. But, like, come Supercross with Shaheen and Emig, it is just the same thing every single weekend. Oh, my God. It is awful. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I really like I think they're phenomenal announcers, but, like, it just gets old. It feels like it's the same thing every single weekend. Mm-hmm. You don't get to know anything about the riders, really, and it's just it's getting a little bit old. That's all I have to say. Like, uh, like figuring out R.J. Hampshire was going to go to college for baseball and shit. Like, oh, my God, I did not know that. That's the kind of stuff I like to know. And, like, how Wardy used to squat 400 pounds? Are you kidding me? Like, college linemen don't squat that. Like, shit, that's the kind of Are stuff I want to know. God damn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah. I think Ra- it's time for a refresh. Ralph and Jeff, I like them. I like them both. Uh, I sometimes just wonder what the fuck is going on in that booth sometimes. I'm just like, there's. I could tell you 20 things about everybody on the screen, and they're not saying anything. And I'm just like, all right, cool. You yeah, know? and... Like, I know the guys are like, oh, and they're pause, 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 and they'll say the guy. I'm like, dude, I know the guy's quick. Like, Yeah, and it's not even that. They don't seem to have background knowledge on anybody, you know? Like, I'm just sometimes I'm like, man, you know, like we're watching NFL football right now, and, you know, the, the color guy in this booth right here can tell you 10 things, and if he doesn't know them, somebody else has done the research, 10 things about the backup offensive lineman for the crappy Denver Broncos. Yep. You know? I know. They think that they would either a need more some research people, yeah. Or for me, I'm just like I'm with this guy. It's kind of like every year is the same kind of thing, and not that I hate them two together. No, yeah, no, I, I think it's okay, but I feel like we could do better. Yeah, I mean, I proposed one time to uh, somebody uh, a VIP. I said, pay some dude, and I wasn't thinking me. Like I don't want the fucking gig, but I'm like, pay some dude that's a moto nerd, mm-hmm. twenty grand bus expense, travel expenses, to go on the weekends and have flashcards and you're off screen and you're just, hey, here's here's flashcards. Yeah. Here's information about everything that's going on in the lead mm-hmm. right now. You know? Uh-huh. That's what I feel. I like, right. why wouldn't you no, want... no one listens to me. So. Why wouldn't you do it? Not enough money? Yeah, I, I'm busy. I don't want to do this. You know. Yeah. Not you. I'm saying them. Why wouldn't they do it? I don't, Not too much money. Mm. Not enough for me. <laughs> Jake right. from Michigan. I uh, just want to call in and say I really, really hate future headlines. But it's been a really long time since we've heard it. I know. It is comedy gold, but I hate it. Regardless, you should throw it in every few months just for the hell of it. Maybe just to mess with JT a little bit. Anyway, keep up. Good work. Catch you later. Bye. All right. I got one. I got one. For Chris Keefe. Oh. I forgot about future headlines, future second lose headlines for Chris Kiefer. Okay. Real quickly. Re Chad catapults to orange or read rips on red. Read rips. Um, future second lose headline for Chris Kiefer. Read rips. What's your problem with on red? That's mine. Okay. All right. John? I'm going to agree with that. All right. Um, It's bonkers for USA B team at the MXDN or 
The streak reaches six. It's bonkers for the B team. Bonkers for the B team. Yes. They're going to win. Yep. John? I think that a lot of people are hurt over there right now, and and these guys are motivated. And certainly, the f- I think they I think they have a, a decent chance at certainly it. France picking an enduro guy for MX2 helps. Yes, American cause. Although he used to race moto, but yeah, yeah but yeah. still. All right, future headlines, everybody. All right, brought it back. Uh, all right. Okay. So thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, John Anderson, W, and Chris Kiefer in studio here. Uh, John, uh, speaking about the the wheel business. You know what? Oh wait. No, we got to play. It. We got a question for John on the voicemails. Keep going. Hey guys, uh, I just wanted to bring something up real quick. Um, you guys had an idea last week of maybe charging a where, dollar. Where does this come from? For... This charging for shows. It was on the roundtable. Oh yeah. Did you listen? Yeah. Hmm, clearly. Yeah, but we're not. I'm not changing the show because four guys on a round table said I should. It was. It was just discussion. Is all. Okay. Uh, I like his for face. like a, a right? subscription or something like that. And I thought it was just discussion. That's I, all. I wouldn't care. I would pay it. You're, you guys put out content. I can afford a dollar a month. It's not that big of a deal. But what if you did? And again, not telling you how to do your show. But what if you guys did do like one show a year? And have all privateers on, like Alex Ray, Kate Clay, Clay uh, hashtag Free Cade. Um, you know those guys, Austin Root, everyone that's going to Adam Adam Seven Deuce Deuce. Uh, have them have one show and have that one cost a dollar and put that towards your Steve Mathis Cup. You know, you give him a trophy. You know, you guys can take like ten percent out, pay Travis's salary, and then the winner. You know the 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 uh the the i'm sorry the guy who won gets the money then and give it a little bit back to the privateers that way I, i'm sure there's a lot of people in the country that would that would uh be willing to give a dollar for that episode just to see you know it go to a good cause it's just you always do such a great job with giving back i just figured uh maybe maybe that would be a cool idea and kirk from pennsylvania have a great show guys Hey, Mathis. Hey, I had a question for John Anderson from W. Just wanted to see how much better uh, aftermarket wheels were than uh, a stock set of wheels. I have a 2017 YZ125, and I was wondering if I should upgrade my wheel set. Also, just wanted to thank you. I was kind of just going over some numbers today. I saved about $700 using BTO Sports, awesome. Two Wonder, and all your other sponsors. So thanks again for those uh, codes. Uh, really helps out a lot. And then also I heard a, a rumor that uh, Dirtworks is working on uh, a prototype of nets for Supercross. So uh, your work is uh, appreciated. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. There have been some smoke about that. Mm. We will see. Uh, Second of all, Heather, how nervous are you right now? They just pulled it within three. The Chargers of LA. Bolting up. Thirdly. Thirdly, John. Well, to answer his question, um, I would say that, that, of all the bikes out there, the, the hub that's probably the best is is a Honda for stock. Uh, there are a few teams that run it, not on the factory level. Um, all hubs are cast, stock hubs, that is. And it really comes down to specifics for the guy, like how good of a rider is he? Is he a big guy? Um, mm-hmm. You know, typically the, the harder they are on it, the harder they are on yeah. wheels. Uh, Does he ride supercross? Does he have yeah, hard pack but even dirt? if he doesn't, yeah. I mean, 
even if it's not the hub um, for him, um, inevitably the the stock rims on most all the bikes uh, aren't. They're just not very good. Doesn't matter if they're Excel or DID, they will bend um, usually quickly. So a lot of times guys will go with the billet stuff. Billet is stronger than the cast typically. Yep. Um, but the bottom line, they also want to make it look cool. You know, the colors and whatnot. So. Yep. Um, you must just cringe when you see some of these cheap wheel sets being offered out there and just be like, what are you people doing? Yeah, I mean, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, – the truth be known, I mean, we've had some of the same companies approach us. I mean, someday in our future, we'll maybe have our own W-Hub. Yep. And we've had companies approach us, and, and we've seen other people go down that road, um, and they'll test stuff but but with good results. But the problem is what you get. Once you do place a big order mm-hmm. and what you tested Not and the, the quality of the alloy, it's really? two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it happens um, frequently. What can and I know you've been working on trying to get a price point set of uh, wheels for people. What do you what do you have for somebody who wants to get into a set? Well, I mean, we we do have an entry level wheel set now, um, seven ninety nine, the yep. uh, Talon Evo. Difference is it's still a billet hub. It just has less meto- uh, time on the machine. Yeah. Uh, steel spoke, steel nipple, and it is Talon's own rim. Uh-huh. It is a rim that's... Oh, okay. I didn't know uh, Talon was making rims, yeah. yeah okay. it, and, and it is an import rim. Yep. Uh, we did some testing with it, and it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And in fact, some of the model KTMs actually came with that same rim from the same supplier. Um, you know, we have wheels that go up to 2000 over $2,000. And I yep. think the thing that people get a little confused on sometimes is, you know, everybody, the question, well, I want the factory stuff. I think the yeah, one thing like, what? <laughs> most people don't really understand, and, and maybe I didn't even know this before we started our company, was that an interesting thing is that there are teams out there right now that each rider has over 10 sets of wheels mm-hmm. assigned, 10 sets of hubs yeah. assigned to them only. They time them out. They service them regularly. They run special bearings, um, sometimes special spokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much they either run DID or Excel on the rims but when you have that many wheel sets per guy um you can keep an eye on them and yep. something that's really happened uh, as of recently as i mentioned earlier uh, people are teams now are timing out their stuff something that chris is probably familiar mm-hmm. with you know, from a testing background to where they just go even if there's not a problem yep. yeah throw it away yeah don't put it into practice or whatever yeah. and, and for most consumers they're like man i'm thinking about a 1500 wheel set and yeah, you're that not timing that out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, there are some guys that are really hard on stuff, for sure, but, yeah. yeah. Um, when somebody comes and calls you up, says, I want a Pulpamex discount on something from W, mm-hmm. uh, I want a wheel set, Kite, Talon, DID, Excel, like, how do you narrow that down for what the customer wants? What, what kind of questions do you ask? Because you build them anything. Yeah. Well, usually it's, you know, what what... Do you want it really lightweight? You know, okay. a lot of guys, yep. I mean, if they look to us or uh, they might go, well, hey, I know you did some wheels for Chad Reed or the wheels that uh, uh-huh. the brand that Ryan yep. Dungey uses. And they're they're halfway sold on that. So okay. oftentimes they, they already know yeah, they the know. hub they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, example, Zach Osborne won a championship. He's on Talon Ultralight. Uh, JGR, same thing. Uh, Blake Baggett, same thing. Uh, but Star Racing, they're on Kite. Uh, KTM's on kite. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times what they do need some guidance with is what rim do they want to run. Um, and I think more people are familiar with Excel because they're, they've grown up with yeah. that brand. They're used yeah. to seeing their bike with them. 
uh, and they're great rims. But with that being said, I mean, just about every factory team from KTM, Cowie, Honda, Yamaha, uh, Geico, TLD, they all run the DID rims. Yeah, and both you guys know this all too well that it isn't, especially something like that, like a rim, something that critical. It isn't always how much money they pay them because, you know, a yeah. factory team, they can't afford to have a bike be pushed off the track because people in the stands might just think, oh, man, look, I'm not going to buy a red bike. Yeah. They're pushing it off. They don't know yeah. why it broke. Yeah. And they just can't afford yeah, that. You can't they can't take it. that yeah. chance. No, you can't lose so they're going to go with what they feel is right. the best. Okay. Uh, do you have a preference for wheels? I do. Uh, it's really, I'm a super picky, so you got to know this. So it's it's hard to, dis- I can really decipher on rigidity. So it's really what's less rigid for me. I like when you build a bike, because I've been through the process of uh, the production process, and that's rigidity balance is key. So a DID to me is, is strong mm-hmm. and Rigidity balance is close to stock, so I like a DID hoop. Um, now, if you're asking me a Talon or a, but kite, a DID standard hoop, not a, not a heavy DID, DID. Yeah, well, it's yeah. typically it's their STX strong. Right. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So going to like because we had, sorry to interrupt, we had three at Yamaha to choose from. Three, were we we were Excel back you were then. Excel. Three Excels to choose from. You know, uh, good standard, heavy duty, and then like super gnarly. You know, and we're and Red Bud, we'd race up gnarly ones, you know, yeah. things like that. So. Going from a stock yeah. bike, like a YZ250F has an Excel yeah. stock rim, and now the 18 uh, has a DID blue rim. So they're the same color, but they're yeah. different manufacturers. That's all just like uh It's like a Bridgestone it's, Dunlop Yeah, it's thing. all a, 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 a bid process, eh? For, well, that, for, and you got to spread the love yeah, to not yeah. piss anyone off. Right, yeah. Um, KYB show, a Renthal, Prote- like, yeah. But just from smashing both of those... The DID rim, the new rim, mm-hmm. is stronger. So the Excel rim is a little softer, so you get more give, but yep. obviously it bends. So. What do you notice about hubs? Hubs is, is tough because, like you said, it's two different materials, so yeah. you got to really find something that – and people don't think, hey, they slap wheels on the bike. Yeah. It does change. You, yeah. it, it can change. So – for me, I always liked when I worked with John, we, I went with both. I, I tried a Talon and I tried a Kite. And to me, a Talon, I think it was ultralight, was also less rigid for me. So okay. that's the way I went. Yep. And people can use Pulpmex discount at yes. WUSA.com, uh-huh. yeah, right? No sure. problem there. Yep. Uh, we've had a lot of listeners uh, do it. So please look into it if you're looking for uh, something cool for your bike. And the VET Nationals are coming up. That's WUSA right. World VET Championships. Kiefer, are you in? I'm not committing yet. Don't know yet. Keeper. Okay. <laughs> We're counting on you, brother. <laughs> Who's racing? Do we know? Do we have any commitments um, yet? No. Let I me mean, guess. Doug Dubach. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was already training for it. Yeah, Doug's got a lifetime entry. So. Right. Uh, obviously, last year we had a lot of international uh, yeah. entrants come over, Coppins, and, and then, yep. um, you know, we also missed some people, too. Obviously, Chris... You hurt yourself, so yep. that was a bummer to see that happen. But, you know, last year's event was the biggest one we've ever had. And, and this is just an event, to be honest, that, look, we're W wheels. We're not race promoters. Yeah. This is something that uh, my wife's dad started, you know, over 30 years ago with White Brothers. And and we're kind of had the opportunity to take this and, and do it. And, yeah. and we do it for Tom. And it's he's very passionate about it. And he's, you know, he's battling some health issues right now. And so it's just something that, you know, this year it's going to be a special year, and 
and um, we're looking forward to it. Anyways, November, November 4th, 4th and 5th, and 5th at Glen yeah. Helen. Yep. Uh, last year, we actually created a website for it. Uh, so if somebody has questions about entries and what times gate, gates mm-hmm. open, practice days and whatnot, it's worldvetmx.com. And you can check that out, and it's got updates. And there are already uh, entries are open right now with Glenn Helen. Um, I'm a two-time World Vet participant. I'd like to go this year, but Kiefer's fucking me over, so I won't be there. <laughs> you got enough time? Oh. Not enough. You got enough time? Not enough. I need more. So even for the guys uh, on Saturday, real quick. On Saturday, there's a plus 25 class, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday, it's 30 and over only. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, Brian Morris will probably be there. Well, hopefully. For Preston. He, he skipped last year. He did, <clears throat> he did skip it last year yeah. in, in uh, Michael Rodewell Slater yeah. and, and, and had a good year. I'm not familiar with him. Yeah. And and so, uh, <laughs> but he was good racing and everybody, you know, feedback we got, everybody had a good time and made some really cool banners for the back of the starting line. And it, we tried to just take it to the next level and making it a prestigious race. And, um, you know, hopefully everybody can come out and, and uh, we have some special stuff planned uh, as well. So cool. it should be good. Awesome. Yeah, I do awesome. like the track. I, I hate Glen Helen. I'm not a Glen yeah, Helen fan. But they do a good job prep. So the track's good. The track's really good yep. for that weekend. So. Yep. Uh, so please check it out, WUSA yeah. World Vets, November 4th. Uh, and again, people from all over the world, racists in Canada, Australia, Jap- Japan. 20 uh, different New countries Zealand. actually yeah, it's, came it's, last it's year. It's insane how many people yeah. are there. Yeah. I've done it a couple times back in the day, and it was fun. Um, so please check it out in WUSA.com as well for wheel needs. So um, thanks to Tickle. Well, okay, so it's time for Kiefer After Dark. We've got to do it. Um, but we don't want you people to yeah, yell at us turn your and, and freak off. out on us. So. Turn your radio down right now. Thanks for listening, everybody. Turn your radio down. And uh, thanks to Brock Tickle and uh, Colton Hacker, Haker and John Anderson and Chris Kiefer for coming on. And um, it'll be, uh, yeah, thanks. We'll see you next week. We don't want to hear your emails, bro. And we're back. Hey. Kiefer After Dark is in All the house. All right. Here we okay. go. Oh my God, I can't believe that's me when I hear that. Where did you, I don't even know when you did that. I think we, I did a whole, when we did the. Um, it was for Best Dressed. Yes. We doing oh, best yeah, dressed. yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Good times. So, uh, Chris Kiefer's got a unique talent besides being super fast on a motorcycle, a great test rider, and a writer, and a podcaster. He is also um, able to help you out with your love life. And uh, nobody takes it as seriously as our own Chris Kiefer. And uh, some, some of you guys called. Left voicemails and uh, sent some emails in, and uh, we will. Uh, he will try to help you now. So let me. Yes. I'll do the emails first, Marks. Uh, okay, a couple of emails here. First up uh, from Scorcher. Scorcher. Uh, dear Kiefer, I'm a 47 year old male who likes younger women. Okay. Women my age are getting a bit crusty looking, and their bodies have seen better days. Right. My question for you is: How young is too young when hooking up with chicks? I like them young, but is 18 too young for a guy my age? Mm. Can you please read this on the air? I will be listening. Scorcher. Now, my first thing was Scorcher. What do you look like? Right. That an 18-year-old is going to be like, yeah, I need that. Right. Or do you have a lot of money? Two things. You're okay. rich or you're yeah. packing heat. Yeah. So 18, too young, Scorcher. To me, at least get a 21-year-old that you can go out and do things with because where the hell are you going to take an 18-year-old to fucking mini golf? Well, that's going to be boring and you're going to be over it. So... At least get a 21-year-old where you can go out and drink and have some fun, do your thing, Mm -hmm. and uh, don't perv out, don't creep her out. Because usually when you're at that age, you look like a perv, you look like a creeper, 
So do the right thing. Get at least early 20s. Don't do 18. You look at that guy. We saw at the Hagar concert in the in the, in the wrestling silk, suit. In the yeah. Suit. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, seriously, 21-year-old, is, she's not going for a 47-year-old. No. There's no way. And some do, but, you, I mean, you got to be look good. Dude, you got to be rolling. Well put together. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, this is Anonymous from Anonymous. Anonymous? Dear Stephen Kiefer, long-time listener, first-time emailing. To make a long story short, I've been with a girl for the past six years. We got into an argument about a month ago. She basically told me I could never make enough money to support her lifestyle. Pookie, is this you? Um... I make just under 40k a year Oof. working for a family business which has been successful for 30 years. Some years over the seven figure mark. I've always dreamed of taking it over and be successful as my old man. Only downfall for my job is I'm gone Monday to Friday, home on the weekends. Well, about a week ago she wanted to talk, quote unquote, and told me she was unhappy and couldn't do this anymore and wanted to find herself. Oh boy. Respected her decision and I left it at that. Mm. I haven't heard from her since. Mhm. Well, not only did she walk out on me, but also my six-year-old daughter, which she was great with, but I feel my daughter was always in her way from everything being about her. Mm. So this is not the mom. The mom's out of the picture. This is the girlfriend, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, should I even attempt to contact her? Is she her leaving us in a blessing in disguise? Thanks for the content. Keep up the great work. <sighs> That's actually a serious one. It is. No, this is very... This gets deep right here. So... What was his name? Oh, Anonymous. Anonymous. So, I mean, anyway. honestly, I, I just, sorry to interrupt you, but I just go with what, what Hootie said. Let her cry. Let her cry. Let her walk out that door. The tears fall down like rain. Let her walk out that door. Um, so, man, well, I'm just going to straight up get personal because I've had similar situation. Me and Heather, we, Heather bailed on me. Um, oh, who can forget that? Yeah. Right. So, kind of like the defense of the Broncos bailing on this game right there. <laughs> so here's here's, no, 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 no. here's what's gonna here's what you're gonna want to do, dude. You're gonna want to call her and text her and do all this shit. I I know, and you're gonna want to reach out. You're just gonna smother and you got to get past that. So, the hardest part for me was when Heather bailed on me was thinking about other dudes' cocks going inside my wife. Yeah, because I knew that's, that's well. Wait, you were married then? We were married, but oh. she bailed right, and she. Kind of like I need to find myself. Thing. How long were you married for when Heather bailed? Uh, I don't know, five years. Oh wow, I didn't know any of this. How long? Okay, all right. Yeah, in two years, a, two or three years, year whatever. A year and a half to five. <laughs> yeah. and, and guy, ten guy years is close. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not even close. No, they're not. Like, they're not more than hundred percent difference. So anyway, so Heather bailed. Heather yeah. bailed on me, yeah, yeah. And, I, and and to her credit, I was being a dick and doing things the wrong way. I, I was okay. I was working at Yamaha, being an asshole. Okay. And, uh, but this guy seems like, you know, she gave you find herself quotes, yeah. you know, air quotes. Yeah. There's another dude. Okay. Don't try to stalk him down and go find him. Just let her do her thing. And here, I'm going to tell you this right now, your job, your money, all these things that you're doing, she's going to find the guy and it's going to be the same exact shit. And chances are that guy's going to be an asshole and you weren't an asshole. So she's going to realize the hard way that you weren't such a big of a dick. And she's going to come back. They, I'm telling you, dude, they all come back eventually. If you were a good dude, they all come back because they think the grass is greener and it's not. All of us dudes are pigs, assholes. It's just ones they want to deal with. Okay? It means you, Mark. So if she does really want to find herself and that's the truth, then you got to let her do it. And if it's a dude, you can't do anything about it 
besides let her do her thing. I sent Heather fucking five-page text. I love you. I'm sorry. I'll do this. I'll do that. Meanwhile, I'll, she's I'll, just out with dudes. Just just getting crazy, yeah, you know? Yeah, And uh Soak and poke. But yep, soaking poke. It Tony. didn't do nothing. She never responded. She didn't do shit. So the time I left her alone is when she came back. So that's my best advice, and that's the hardest part. Yeah, you're gonna have to not text her and not call her. Don't be creepy, guy. When you have this lonely night and you're in bed uh, and you're thinking of uh, her getting smashed, you gotta like do something else. So it's a bad time, dude. That was a bad time in my life, and you're gonna go through some shit if you really loved her. So yep, best thing to do is just. Uh, Hold on tight. And I, if she bails, get a chick friend. Go out with chicks. I went out with chicks. You know, and I met a cool girl. I hung out with her. And that's about time she sniffed back around because she she found out, you know? Yeah. So. You can't do that, dude. Busy. Yeah. That's it. We have heartbreak going on over here for the Broncos right now. Pass interference and Chargers are in field goal range. She doesn't care. I'm talking about her personally. No, she doesn't even care at all. Uh, okay, so um, uh, these are the voicemails that we had. Let's do this. Hey, Steve, this is actually for Chris Kiefer here, After Dark Question. Uh, I have a question. So I have a girlfriend um, that uh, we're currently long distance. We've been dating for, shoot, four years. You know, things are going great. She she loves the moto, which is actually how I met her. Um, but uh, I want to spice When he says up. she loves the moto, that's how I met her, does that mean? I don't know if she's railing or is she that actual dirt bike. No, I think. I thought was, I took it as railing. Okay, well I'm gonna, I want to finish this and then kind of okay. process it. Uh, sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. You got your process. <laughs> yes. Long distance game. You know, maybe have some fun. You know, being long distance and uh, you know getting her into things. How, how do I get her to do things that I want her to do? Um, sometimes I bring it up. She's she's maybe not so um, so willing to do it, or or says she doesn't feel comfortable doing it. How does that work? What do I do, Kiefer? Help me out. Thanks, man. So I assume that it's long distance. It's been four years. He probably wants some nudes. He wants some shit to yeah, take yeah, care of himself kind of, with. He should have been a little more specific. Right, but, yeah. but that's what I'm, I'm yeah. you know, figuring. So uh-huh. uh, it's a tough situation. You use the word she doesn't feel comfortable, and usually when women say that, that's a pretty closed door. Um, but you can do things that she likes and that will help your situation when you do come back to ask her. It's almost like a guilt trip situation where it's like, hey, I've been helping you. It's a 50-50 thing. You know, help me out. And also you can compliment her. See how, you know, pretty she is. She looks beautiful. I'm out here by myself. I'm lonely. I don't want to cheat on you. You know, I don't want to go hump girls. I need this to keep me faithful. I need this. I, I, guys need certain things, you know. So That's for me. Sound, that sounds like a little bit of a guilt, though. It's not really because it's okay. the truth. It might uh-huh. be a guilt thing, but if you're taking care of her knees, she can have a nip slip and do whatever she needs to do for you. If that's going to take care of you and keep you honest, mm-hmm. you know, if I leave, if I'm gone for a week or so and I need something and I'm in a desperate time, she can come through in a clutch. So, and yeah. she knows when I get home. Charger, I, Charger's kicker just came through in a clutch too. <laughs> it's going to be OT. Yeah. OT yeah. line. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> so anyway. Do stuff for her. Do things that she likes to do. Tell her that these are the things that you need to keep our relationship moving forward without cheating. I don't like. Here's the thing. I don't like that advice at all. But this is your call. This is here's the thing. If he needs this stuff, yeah. If he needs it, and she doesn't do it, okay. 
It's not going to work out. What do you mean you need it though? Like, what are you, some kind of animal? You just you're if you different. don't if you don't get it, you're just going to go out and savagely rape women? Like, like you, you know? No, like, I'm not on. talking about rape women, you but it, the percentage goes up where guys will cheat because another chick will do that. That's what I'm saying. So there's no screaming, but allowed. But the Charger kicker just missed a field goal. Oh my god. The, the Broncos called the timeout, which was a very good timeout there. And, yeah, they won. Wow, barely. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Way, way to hold up the Chargers. If she didn't do certain things for me, it would be harder. I, I don't like this advice, John. I don't like this advice. I, I, I'm just all ears. Okay, all right. Okay. This is, he's staying out of it. He's staying out of it. <laughs> it's terrible so, advice. What you, would you do? What would you you're do? You're normally on the money. Here. What would you do? I don't think if you say, if you don't give it to me, I may cheat on you. Like, I don't think that's kind of what you're saying. Why not? Maybe she is just not into that. Maybe she's not into that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plug her phone in. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Right there. Oh. Um, okay, next next voicemail. Here yeah. we go. All right. Keep her terrible advice. That was good advice. Hey there. Question for my buddy Chris after things get dark. Um, Chris, <laughs> I was wondering if Heather lets you ride other bikes. Or you're only allowed to ride one bike for the rest of your life. Um, I think that'd be a tough situation. I know I like trying a lot of different bikes, and uh, I might get bored after a while. So if you do have to ride the same bike, what do you do to keep things fresh uh, and exciting? And then um, I guess my last question is, does Heather ever let you ride multiple bikes at the same day, maybe all together? Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. I feel like bikes is a metaphor for something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Uh, no, I'm on one bike program. I have one bike. That's what I ride. This is, where all this, this is where all this comes in. So this ties in perfectly. You have one bike. You want to put new parts on it. Heather got some new parts on her. Okay, got a fresh top in. Things change. We do certain things differently. You do something different. She does something different. Uh, you can role play. You can pretend. You can do all this shit, right? But no, she's not allowed to go ride another bike. I don't ride another bike. But you have to. But you've brought other bikes into the I've brought the her, garage. I brought uh, friendly bikes on her side. Yeah, into so, the garage. Into the garage. Yeah, and uh, I've watched her play with other bikes. Same, same. Well, that, same. This guy was asking that. That's why I brought this up. If Heather's a Kawasaki, another Kawasaki came into play. Yeah. I'm over here just hanging out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. A, a, neutral, a, a, a brand that everyone likes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, okay. And this is the reason why you do this, this you know, the, the selfies, the things, the things, these, these new age things that we didn't get to when we were younger. We didn't have all that shit. So... This all the thing that ties in when you're married for 10 years or whatever. And then you can attest to this. You got to try to do new shit. If you don't, then it gets stale. Then you cheat and your marriage falls I apart. I stick with the Tim Ferry mask. Works out well. <laughs> there you go. It's been good for me for a long time now. Yeah. But if you don't change it up, yeah. you will get bored. What about if your, your bike goes to another country like Spain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but, out of country divorce. And yeah, you're good. Yeah. Regard me. Regard me, yeah. Yeah. Uncircumcised. Uh, I was in a gangbang. Anteaters. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it. What yeah. about my mom good. giving BJ's? 
He always goes to that. Yeah. Well, it's first of all, it's fucking out of context. <laughs> it's not about Debbie. It's not about Debbie. It's about the amateur mom. Listen, I just play what's. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Thing. All right. He's playing <laughs> innocent marks over there. My 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 sound works now. So we're yeah. Good. Okay. All right. Well, good job. A clear conscience is a good conscience to have. Terrible advice for one question, but very solid for three. So yeah, you, absolutely. And he's eating a bunch of dicks. B plus. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, as always, uh, email us, leave a voicemail. Next time you're in studio, we will get to Keep After Dark again. I will not answer DMs after dark. I don't. Do oh, it. you get those? Yes. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and type you a thing. Like, throw a voicemail in there or write us a letter. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, John, thank you, man. Did you have fun? I did, yeah. Good. Thanks Thank for, for letting me sit in. Good Thank time. you for the support on this show. You've, yep. uh, four or five years now? Maybe longer? Yeah. Five, six four. years? Something. Yeah. I, I don't WUSA know. has been a big part of, our, of the Pulp Mexico. Does your relationship so. get stale? So. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, no, it, it's, we enjoy it, and it's a good yeah. part of our marketing, and, and we do get a lot of feedback from it. And uh, you're really good with... One thing about your show is it it's up to date, current. If yeah. we have a good weekend with one of our teams or athletes, um, I can let you know, yeah. and you'll. It's like twenty four hours later. Slides it's in. being talked about. Yeah, yep. and yep. the reach you have is it's impressive. Yeah, and so that's no, why thank we do you. it. I appreciate it's good. it. Yeah, you guys, and I've known you forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. when you and Spud thought you wanted some, yeah, and you got shut down. Well, and we took some championships, is what we did. But I see Spud good. On, on every the, now and again on, yeah. on the West. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is Spud yeah. doing? He's at Honda in Ohio. He's at Honda, yeah. Oh, I yeah. need to do a podcast with him, or did I yeah. do one? You did one. I did yeah. one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in California last week and went to Mexico and did some riding just with some buddies. But yeah, yeah. So uh, for people who don't know, uh, you used to work at White Brothers, yes. And you were when when Honda and Factory Honda and Factory Yamaha used White Brothers exhaust, and it was a huge thing, and probably sold eight million dollars of exhaust every single year. You were the point man for that. Uh, it, Alan it, Olson, yourself, and yeah, yeah, yeah. When we when they closed Mr. the Bruce. race team down after 2003, then my job, besides rider support stuff, became uh, going to the races and taking pipes, kind of like your guys do now, but for all the factory guys. The yeah. square carbon yeah. White Brothers muffler was everywhere, man. Dude, I'm telling you right now, when I was testing and that was available, the GUI tower was available. Dude, I put that White Brothers on; it was so much better. Oh God, yeah. Okay. It we was back well, when the 102 <laughs> decibel rating was around. Yeah. We had GYTR the first year I was at Yamaha, and oh my god, were they garbage. And then White Brothers came up, and we're like, holy smokes. Yeah, yeah it was good. And you guys kind of did the uh, low boy header to bring everything yeah. closer. Like, that was the start yeah. of that, that year. You know who just reached out to me was uh, Donk. Uh, oh. I think he's working on a project, and he asked me if I had an old pipe yeah. by chance. And yeah. Lo and behold, a little memorabilia that I had, and you had uh, one. I, I I do have one, and oh, I wow. I'm going to work something out with him. And, oh wow! Uh, I sent him a picture, and he was stoked. Like so. a carbon what, one or carbon? Hey, oh, what no were shit. Uh, what were sales for those things? What well, it doing? was really good. I mean, back Dude. in those days, because it wasn't just on a, a Honda. Because even in the beginning, thing was, if it was good enough for factory Honda, like if you rode any other four stroke, it was going to be good enough for you. Um, and even the uh, four wheeler stuff. Yep. Uh, it, it was, it did very well for White Brothers. And here's the thing: back in those days, when mm-hmm. the decibel was higher, mm-hmm. the the sound, you can make horsepower. Like you could, White Brothers could have came in, and the difference between a stock muffler and their muffler was a big difference. Oh yeah, That's yeah, huge. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, thanks for everything. Thanks for all the support. Yeah, thank uh, you, Kiefer. Thank you. Thank you. Always appreciate it. Fun. Uh, 
450 shootout coming next week. Next week. Podcasting. Podcasting. Uh, testing.com. Hopefully, Pulp gets a little bit. Uh, you have some podcasts coming at the end of this week as well. Yep. Please subscribe to that. Keep for testing. Heather, congratulations on the victory. I'm really happy for you. That was lucky. Yeah. And uh, Marks, thank you. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. Swisscore, Moser, Pookie, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we might be back next week with a surprise co-host that contacted me. If he's not able to come in. Jenna Hayes. We are. We had. We had. Uh, I know you did. We had Jenna Hayes. Oh, we weren't even friends then. No, I didn't even. That's when I was listening to the show, and I was so stoked that you had Jenna Hayes in here. I was like, Fuck. How many years ago was that? Long Our time. Ago. I, re- I remember that. So it might have been like 2011. We started in 2010, so it might have been 2011, 2006. That, yeah. Watson. Was she hot? Eh, not really. Not really. Was but, she cool? Yeah, she's way cool. Okay. She's really cool. So, um, uh, so if we if this co-host comes in, we're having a show. If not, we're off next week. So stick around. We'll find out more. Thanks to all of our sponsors, our partners. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week or a couple weeks. Bye. Don't act like you're not impressed. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.